Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Just listening to broadcasters, it's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. It's five o'clock already, after five o'clock, even. Someone should have told Doc. Was there a time change? <laughs> uh, he's on Doc time this week. Whatever. Remember when I had to do the uh, sugar show all by myself? Cause I do. Because Doc was an hour late? Yeah. Let me tell you, I cannot do the efficiency show <laughs> with, with Doc not showing up. So, uh, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I can help a little bit, <laughs> but not much. Ah, uh, you should be efficient. <laughs> this is my input. What, am I Russian now? Yes. Welcome to the Sunday Show, everybody. Happy to be here. It is a beautiful day in California. Sunny Pacheco. Particularly beautiful in Pacheco. And lots to talk about today. We've got an exciting show. We are doing uh, the first entries for our GABF giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. But How it, exciting is that? It's man? pretty cool. we got Beer Jeopardy coming up in the uh, second portion of the show, and we're, we're going to give away two different entries into our Great American Beer Festival giveaway today. We'll be doing it now every week up until, uh, I think it's what, September, what's the date? 19, 22nd or something like that. <laughs> it's like right in there. <laughs> uh, I think we I think we cut off on the 7th, which is a Friday. We draw on the 9th. No, that's early, isn't it? Yeah. Let me look here. Let me find on out. On the 9th of September? I think I wrote it down somewhere. I should have. It's an no, important yeah. thing. We draw on the ninth because we wanted to give people like a month. We did. Yeah. In case they didn't know, they wanted to really go and they can try to. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm not good at kiss the boss's things. butt to get off work and stuff like that. Let me see. Did I write it down? Uh, no, not on this calendar. Way to go. Nah, well. How many calendars do you have? Oh, yeah, eight. 
I have like one that I carry. Isn't, isn't one on my laptop, one on my PC. Aren't they all supposed to be like? Uh, you should get Google calendars. So they it's all sync. online. It's all the same calendar, and you can share it. And Google is evil. I try not to. Uh, oh man, no, Google's so great. Mean. That's that's how it starts. Yeah, it starts by everybody thinking how great they are. No, it's so amazing. That's how uh, I'm telling you. That's our how whole, it begins. Our whole job. Did you ever read 1984? No, I wasn't really old enough to read then. What? I don't know. Um, our, at B3, we, we... You didn't have a library at your school? No. <laughs> we um, only got new releases. I was seven. What am I going to do? Uh, go to the library when you were 16. No. Well, whatever. All right. We all use Google calendars. Like, the whole... Our whole infrastructure is based now on Google calendars. It's kind of scary. This is how it starts. But uh, I like it. It's great, man. Yeah. There's a Jamil Show Google, Google calendar now that somebody built. I know. I saw that. Yeah. Did it bother you? You yeah, sound like it, totally it bothers, bothers you. me. Yeah, because <laughs> nobody did a lunch meet Google Calendar. No, because it's like, dude, it's it, I don't I don't know. No, I mean, it's very helpful. I mean, it, it's helpful, yeah, but at the same time, it's like I'm sure you have other aspects of your life that you can organize. You don't need to organize Jamil's life. You know what, JP? I think that you, what is it with you in the Jamil show? You're so jealous of it, or something? Maybe <laughs> because basically it was. It's hard to figure out when the Jamil show is on because he only airs once a month. And uh, he does two shows at once live, and then they get posted bi-weekly after that. So it's very difficult to follow. So this nice fellow who found it difficult to follow created a Google Calendar so that everybody could know when to tune in live and also what topics are coming up. What is what is wrong with that? I don't think anything's wrong with that. <laughs> I think just... that's the most amazing thing. <laughs> Just, I don't know. You're it was just, just an weird. asshole sometimes. I know. Sometimes you're just mad about things, that, and you know it, too, that... Uh, they don't mean anything. Like you don't even know why you're angry about yeah. them. I hate birds the way they flap. <laughs> Jerks. I was walking the other day and I saw this bird. Yeah. It was flying. Just crapped wherever. And I'm like, dude. I don't crap wherever. Yeah. Always ass. All right. Eight 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 four oh one beer. That's our phone number. You're gonna need it to play Beer Jeopardy in the second segment. So hang in there, don't do it yet. Coming up probably about five forty is my estimate. I'll be doing the Beer Jeopardy. Uh, also, Skype Brewing Network. You're going to need that, too. We're going to take two contestants, one over the telephone, one over Skype. Assuming Doc shows up, we'll take two more contestants. I just heard a little horn honk, like a an alarm. I see. So it might be Doc. You think that Doc sets his alarm in Pacheco? I set mine. <laughs> you do? Yeah. I don't. I don't even lock my door. Half it. I said it. They're just going to shatter my window anyway. <laughs> There's no point. We take what we want from you and leave uh, you what we want. So 888-401-BEER, you're going to need that around 540. You're also going to need Brewing Network. That's our Skype. That's two live contestants. Then we'll have two people from the chat room uh, also playing along. JP will be playing for one person in the chat room, and Dr. Scott will be playing for another person in the chat room. Dr. Scott just now entering uh, the studio. He lost his watch, everybody. Oh, no, no. no I, I see it on him. I mean, I'm just too famous to be here on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Doc's thing. He's like, I don't, I don't show up on time. That yeah. would be uh, uncool of me. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, JP's here at like 4:10. <laughs> All right, guys. Yesterday. When are we doing that? Yeah. <laughs> I have a tent in the backyard. <laughs> Let's go. I'm so ready pitching a tent. Ready for the show. Today's show, now that Dr. Scott's here, we can officially announce, is the Efficiency Show. We'll be doing all about your brew system's efficiency, why it matters and why it doesn't, how to calculate it, a couple of different ways to do that, and tips and tricks on how to improve it 
if you need to. Is all that right, Dr. Scott? Yeah, yeah there's a lot, a lot of good things about efficiency. It's not as killer nasty as everybody thinks it is. It's, it seems it's not as, very cryptic. Yeah, but it's not, and it's it's important for some reasons, and a lot of reasons it's not. Okay. Yeah, you can still brew good beer, but it has to do more with consistency and planning. Okay. So I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> that planning thing got you? Well, I just know that uh, it does. it is sort of mythical for a lot of people, a lot of newbies, and I thought it'd be great if we could dispel some of those myths and, and, and simplify it, as start you're saying. Start some new ones. You know, yeah, start some <laughs> new ones ourselves. But, you know, uh, just kind of take away sort of the thing. Everyone avoids it because it just seems freaky. And by everyone, I mean me. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go through all of those things with Dr. Scott today. That'll be happening in the uh, second half of the show, a little after 6 o'clock, hopefully, maybe around 6.15, 6.30. Depends on how Beer Jeopardy goes. You're playing Beer Jeopardy today, Dr. Scott. Okay. You will be playing for one lucky contestant from the chat room. We'll tell you what? how to do that in the uh, <laughs> second segment of the show. One lucky person, the winner of Beer Jeopardy, will be registered. You'll get your name in the hat, an extra name in the hat for our Great American Beer Festival giveaway. Yes, sir. Which is uh, along with Beer, Beer, and More Beer, White Labs, and the Great American Beer Festival. And just because you win here does not mean you cannot purchase yeast like a madman that's right jb please describe exactly how people can enter this contest other than winning on the live shows during the brewing network sunday session who me yes for what (laughs) um uh you go to b3 more uh more beer excuse me uh you can go in any of the retail stores or online Uh and purchase one vial of yeast and when you get one vial of yeast you get your name in if you buy two vial of yeast you get your name in twice the more you buy, and such it goes. The more your name goes into the hat. Correct, sir. And then at uh, said date in September, September 9th, we will. Be, is that our Sunday show? That's our Sunday show. We will be doing the live drawing for mm-hmm. our official winner. It is a uh, an entirely paid for trip to the Great American Beer Festival. Yes, sir. Yes, you sir. will get flight within the continental United States to Denver. You will get passes to every session of the Great American Beer Festival. Four. That's four passes, yes, sir. And your hotel. Paid for, all courtesy of the Brewing Network, Beer, Beer, and More Beer, and White Labs East Company, and the Great American Beer Festival itself. Um, we'll take you out to dinner when we're there too. Are you adding that right now? <laughs> uh, yes. Did Why you not? did you discuss that with uh, anybody? No, that's what we kind of do when we used to do it before. Oh, I see. And Chris was talking about it, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll probably take the winner out." Right. Now, when you say we'll right. take you out to dinner, who like, is we? Probably more beer. Okay. Anybody yeah. that's uh, there from more beer? Yeah. I see. yeah, yeah. Whether you like it or not. So, like, you can go out with me, and you can go out with Chris uh-huh. later okay. if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try to just get it, get the whole thing in there. Go out with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I would like breakfast from JP. <laughs> Maybe lunch with Chris Graham. Yeah. I didn't uh, know there'd be food involved. I thought you'd be drinking all the time. (laughs) Yeah, well, it is pretty much a liquid diet. By breakfast, I meant Devel. And the the hotel will uh, hopefully... I still have to book the rooms. I'll do that tomorrow. The hotel will be at the conference hotel, which is always... uh, Party, party, party. So it's not like we just shove you in a, a flea bag. Well, and it's a it's a very nice hotel, it's actually. It's an amazingly nice hotel. And you don't have to drive anywhere. You can walk across the street yeah. to the... I mean, it's literally across the street to the convention center. Yep. And it's right in the heart of downtown as well. So you can get to all the other good places uh, within walking distance also. Yeah, and there are plenty. Oh, yeah. Uh, started drinking already, but we, we're short on beer today, Doc. I so, brought a 12-pack of Stella. That oh, boy. there you go. 
We knew we could count on you. Coming in late with the goods, man. Thank you. We'll be fine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So that is our Great American Beer Festival giveaway. We will be doing that today in the second uh, portion of the show. A couple of quick announcements. Uh, the Jamil and Palmer book, Brewing Classic Styles, I've said this before, I'm saying it again, is now available in the store for pre-sale. It's the only place... The only place that you can get a signed copy from Jamil Zanishev. So buy it in our store now. Listen to mo- listen to what I'm saying. What are listen you saying, everybody? You're getting sleepy. Hmm. Buy Brewing Classic Styles in the Brewing Network store. Buy it today. Buy it often. Buy it for your friends. Thank you very much. You may wake up now. Brewing Classic Style available in the store. A great announcement for you: the Brewing Network Army shirts, the BN Army. That's your army, folks. The shirts are here. Doc, look over there. Look at all those glorious shirts. Nice. Aren't they beautiful? Put a stamp on those and send them to somebody. That's right. I've got all those orders processed from the pre-sale activity that had already happened. It still says pre-sale on the web store now. I have to go in and change all that. But know this, an exclusive for those of you who are listening live and those of you who will listen immediately tomorrow. The shirts are here and in stock. If you buy... Your BN Army shirt by tomorrow, you will probably have it by the end of the week. Yeah. If you've bought pre-sale, you will have it by the end of the week. They're all shipping Monday. Ooh. I had a lot of I had a lot of pre-sales. We sold out of some already, just like I told you. I told you we're going to sell out of certain um, really? uh, sizes. Oh, I man. warned every. I've been warning you for weeks. Yeah. So those of you who didn't jump on it, well, I don't want to hear it. Don't even send me the email. Send it to Chad if you want to bitch that your size isn't available, because <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Chad or lose some weight. But there are some still there, and I'm telling you, they're going fast. Yeah. The popular sizes are going fast. Get them now. If you order by tomorrow, you're probably... Now, this all depends on, on the postal service, but generally they tell me it's within three to four days. My goal is, is, is that everybody could have it by, like, Thursday, um, maybe Friday at the latest, so that those of you who are going to the uh, Portland uh, Beer Festival, the mm-hmm. OBF, Oregon Beer Festival, you'll be able to wear your BN Army shirt there. I know a lot of you ordered just for that. I'm doing my best to do that. They will go in the mail tomorrow. Yeah, look at and there's a still they'll have their invoices it's all stacked you are organized I got them ready I got them ready to yeah. go I had a whole sort of uh, uh, like accounting crisis Doc I was telling you this when I was sitting in your dental chair the other day yeah. Uh, and I really had to get a hold of certain things because this is the part of the Brewing Network that I'm awful at. And I, I, I've been working hard at it. I, I bought a Accounting for Dummies book or some stupid thing <laughs> trying to figure it all out. You and bought, anyway, you bought, I, just, I told you to delegate it. Uh, yeah, but who am I going to delegate it to? Chad. Chad. Yeah, but I, I'm such a control freak. I'm actually positive that Chad could handle it very well. In fact, I had some uh, inventory issues that Chad figured out in like eight seconds. I was fretting for two hours about where this extra shirt was. Fretting. Chad came in and he's like, oh, it's this. Jerk off. But it's, I the just, one I, it's the one I took without telling you. And I kind of freak. I just, ah, I'm such a control freak. I got to get over that. And you're right. I yeah, once, go. once this initial sort of shipping and and processing is done, I, I'll be doing some delegating, uh, and and Chad will be become in charge of certain things in that aspect. But anyway, uh, the point here is buy your Brewing Network shirt now. Buy it now. They're gonna mm-hmm. go away. I don't know when I'm gonna get them back. Go far, far away. Buy them now, and if you buy today or tomorrow, I'm hoping to get it to you by the end of the week. Once I ship tomorrow, it's in the U.S. Postal Service's hand, so you know, don't blame me if they're yeah. late. Can you ship beer shirts, postal service? <laughs> I throw you P.S. on that. One. I don't tell them. I don't tell yeah, them they're yeah. beer shirts. Yeah, don't ask, don't tell. I hope that someday in the future, all of our shirts are made from hemp. 
I just thought of that right now. I think it'd be great that all our beer shirts printed with soy ink. You could also smoke, is what I'm getting at. Not that not that it's hippie. Just that I want oh, you to okay. be able to uh, when they get old and you can't wear them anymore, you can put them in the hookah and smoke them. Honey, you should really you turn that into a rag to wash the car. No, I'm smoking this. Smoking that. <laughs> it's not ready to smoke yet. Yeah, so get your BN Army shirts if you ordered already. Uh, coming by the end of the week, hopefully. You can reach producer Shat at chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send him uh, questions, comments, and suggestions about guests, future guests, who you'd like to see on the show, topics, and just to call him a douchebag. Shouldn't yeah. it be Shat at the Brewing Network? You know, I just didn't want to confuse anybody because yeah. we do. Sometimes we call him Shat. Sometimes we call him Chad. It's a whole... It should, be, it should be don't screw anything up, you dummy, at, at thebrewingnetwork.com. Yeah. Don't be such a douche. <laughs> douche. At thebrewingnetwork.com. Ah, uh, there you go. And, of course, if you'd like to send us general feedback about the shows, that goes to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Okay, those are your announcements for today. Great news. Now, a new segment in the show. Not really new. I've just titled it. We haven't had any good stories lately. Uh, we haven't really been partying a whole lot here at the mm-hmm. Brewing Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, been a lot of work over the last few months. We've uh, we've all still been quite sorrowful about Daniela's passing. Is that what it is? Isn't that right, Doc? Oh, yeah. Is that what we're blaming it on? I don't on? know Doc, who you're talking Doc's about. Doc's like Daniela, who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? No, my dental assistant is still working for me. <laughs> what do you mean? Now, just things have been, uh, other than our travel to the NHC, things have been a little quiet around here, but uh, I know that the listeners like to hear about our tales and adventures. So today, tales from a brewcaster, and it's a couple of uh, reports and updates over the last couple of days, things that I've been out doing, uh, did a couple of parties yesterday. And, uh, I thought I'd start giving you guys reviews of the different bars that I go to. Now, of course, a lot of them are going to be here in California, and that won't affect most of you, except for when you finally come to visit. Then you'll get to, maybe you can write these down, and you'll know which ones to go to and which ones to avoid. Yep. So I got some real quick reports about that, and then I've got some really interesting stories. Yesterday was a weird day, Doc. It was an interesting How day. How weird was it? Well, <laughs> well... <laughs> It just it got weirder as the day went on. Let me say that. How much more weirder could it get? It just kept going. <laughs> and I'll tell you that. Now you were at the Alembic up in the Hate on Friday night. Is Friday, that right? Yeah. Yes, I was. How'd that go? That's oh, awesome. Did uh, you get some sour beers? Yes, I did. I was drinking a Boone Creek and uh, a couple. Of, we went uh, did a Scotch flight. Then uh, a, a flight of Scotch. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And then uh, for some reason, I decided that I was hungry. I ordered a bunch of food. Oh, because you can get the small plate stuff there. Yeah, and yeah. they have lamb sliders. Nice. That's a really, really good. Okay. Yeah, but then uh, my friend, who's supposed to be driving me back to uh, Bart, uh-huh. says, look at the watch. Uh, so me and my other friend missed Bart by about eight minutes. Oh, you did? Yeah, the last Bart. So what'd you do? We had to take a, uh, take a cab home. So oh, we man. went over to the Hyatt, which is a big hotel. You always find a cab there. And they happened to have a... Um, a town car sitting there. Now, that's good advice, by the way, that you just gave. Don't just gloss over that. Because oh, sometimes it's tough to find a cab. So yeah, always cab go, to the, go yeah. to the Hyatt? Yeah, it's uh, right down on uh, Market Street, down, okay. down by Embarcadero. Any the, there's a couple of big hotels down there. Yeah. But the Hyatt's a really, really big one, and you just there's always cabs there. Okay. And you just walk up, and they'll throw you into a cab. And uh, this guy says, where do you want to go? We told him where we want to go, and he gave us this, this 
cute Brazilian chick that was driving us, and it was a town car. Is that right? Yeah, it's a nice big bike. It gave us the same price as a cab. Beautiful. So and we, you got to look at a cute Brazilian yeah, chick. So then we asked her, her anyway. we asked her, you know, uh, take us to a liquor store. So she drove us to a liquor store. Ah. We got a couple of beers, and I made him put them in freeway bags just because. Sure. And we don't have to, but. <laughs> just because you can. No, that's an important thing. Don't gloss over that. Now, freeway bags. Freeway bags is a bag that fits over your uh, uh can so nobody can see it. It's Beauty. a brown paper bag. Brown yeah. paper bag. But in the nice way, if you're uh, if you're upper class, you call it a freeway yeah. bag. <laughs> yeah. Honey, let's go down to the stopping mart and get freeway bags. Freeway bags. So, um, my friend was talking about uh, he wanted to smoke a little cousin, and that's not a good idea. Right so, there in the in the town car. Well, actually, he wanted to before, and uh. it was like two, then he wanted to in the town car. No, it's, it's not cool. He's like, should we ask her? No, I don't even think we ought to ask her. Yeah. Well, then we get across the bridge, we get over into Oakland, yeah. and we had the windows down. And there's a lot of weird smells in Oakland. Uh huh. And some weird smell comes wafting in, and. We started getting all nervous up there. She goes, you're not smoking back there, are you? You're not smoking. We don't smoke cigarettes. No, pot. you're not smoking marijuana. I go, uh, no, we don't, no, we're not. And yeah. she's like, she didn't believe us. Oh, really? And looking, I go, no, we didn't. And then we came up to the tunnel, and there's a lot of traffic. So it was like just crawling along. Another weird smell comes wafting through. And, she, and there's a guy parked right in the middle of the freeway kind of thing. She had to go around him. And uh-huh. then she turns around. She says, I'm going to call the police. And I thought she was meaning this dude that... But did something to her that was uh, oh. inside the road. She met you guys? Yeah. And I go, what do you mean? <laughs> I told you not to smoke. And I go, we're not smoking. Look back here. And she just, she just come across all. We took her no like 10 minutes to, to convince her that we weren't. Yeah. It was just the other drivers that were like driving I, by. Know, and it wasn't us. Wow. And But she was, she was, she was all nervous. Oh, man. I guess she had somebody, we kind of got her to tell us about, there's somebody like the other night that. We were just smoking a big time in the back, and right. she was freaking out. Well, good thing that you put the kibosh on that from your friend who wanted to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. And that you didn't it would have been bad. We would have been, like, dropped off in the middle of Oakland or something. You would have been dropped off at the Oakland police station, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like. So that was a little bit of an adventure. That you is told her, relax, baby. You're an American now. <laughs> now, the Alembic is uh, owned by Dave McLean. He's the proprietor and brewmaster of Magnolia Brew Pub. It's his new place up there. So if you have uh, never been to there, it's it's great. If you're into high-end spirits, uh, scotch, cognac, bourbons, it's got just tons of them and a lot of really nice beers in there. Yeah. All right. So a good the place food's to go. Good. So it's always kind of crowded in there, but the service is pretty good. Okay. So my reviews are, uh, let's see, on Thursday night I went to this place called The Fish Bowl. It's up on Divisadero and Pine in San Francisco. Uh, don't bother. That's my review <laughs> of that. Uh, it's an okay bar. It's kind of small and dingy, which I like. Uh, JP, ever been to this place? You nope. Know? Beer selection, though, is awful. It's terrible. Um, but bud, I do, bud Light, Bud Ultra Light. Yeah, just, just not a lot of good stuff. But here is the beautiful thing about any good beer town, uh, and San Francisco, obviously no exception. Even when the beer selection is terrible, you can always, what's always on tap, Doc? What can you always find that's a nice beer in the Bay Either area? Stella or Sam Adams. Budweiser. Wow, you no, guys are Sierra Nevada. Oh yeah, oh, especially in the in the in the in the north, it is a good beer. When you are uh, actually, it is a good beer. Uh, there, it, it deserves no. Uh, it doesn't need anything attached. No introduction. To that. It's a good beer. Um, it is not my preferred beer if I'm gonna if I'm at a beer bar. But if there, you can always go to a beer bar. And there was things like yeah, it was Bud on tap. There was like a couple of hefts that were bad hefts that I and I don't drink hefts anyway. Yeah. Uh, I won't no need to name what kind of hefts they were. And you know, just nothing good. There was a, there was a Stella. They, did they think Stella. they had a good 
good beer selection? But, uh, I, no, I, I don't know if they did or not, actually. Like, uh, were they trying to get a good beer selection and they ended up with that? No. I, I Well, it's one of those places where I think they go, well, let's put some imports on tap. So, you know, they get themselves a Stella and then they think they're covered. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. So it's one of those bars, and, and most often, and you're right, you can usually get a Sam Adams, too. But uh, around here, I, I find that you can always get a Sierra Nevada, even in a bad beer bar. And to me, that's good enough. Uh, I'll take it. I'll I thought you were going to say it was good because, you know, the women. No, they, not even the women were, were very good. So the bar in general wasn't that great. So uh, don't go to, uh, it's called uh, the fishbowl. So what do women and dog uh, poo have in common? What? The older they get, the easier they are to pick up. <laughs> it's kind of true if you think about it, JP. <laughs> Where's live by? Got some logic to it. Okay, uh, another place I did go to though, uh, down on San Pablo Avenue in Berkeley, is the Albatross. That's a good place. Yeah. Awesome place to go. Uh, you never been there? Never been. Oh, dude. Now this is a great place. I to love go. it. It's a good bar. It uh, the 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 way it's des- have you been there, Doc? No, I only heard about it, and I've heard about the design too. The design is awesome. We gotta go. Uh, it has the Let's whole. Go. The back right room has like six um, dart. Yeah, but Game. not just dartboards, but they're like stalls. It's like your own dart stall, so you get your own little area to play darts in, which is just cool. Uh, tables at the end of it, of course, for your drinking pleasure, and um, you get you get uh, service right at the dartboards too. You get a, uh, a pretty decent looking cocktail waitress uh, comes right on by, and um, yeah, you drink right there at the dartboard. So that's a cool place, and I've got some stories about that, which I will get to. But Albatross. <laughs> um, I don't know if uh, out of five beers, I give it a four. Give it a four beer, um, and, and not, they, they'd have okay beer selection. Lots of bottles, which is actually a, a, a really good bottle selection. Okay draft selection, but as far as environment and good place to hang, four out of five beers, right there. Did you talk about the? Uh, they have a game selection. Yes, we got games. I've heard of that. Too. I like checkers. Like, yeah, the checkers like, like Connect yeah. Four and dominoes and yeah. board games, and they have free popcorn. Okay, free. Yeah. I love, and you can order uh, pizza by the slice. Ah, there you go. Yeah. I just think, I I like that place. Really dark, lots of wood. (laughs) Yeah, great place. A cool place. So the Albatross. Caller that's hanging on the line, hang in there. It's going to be a little while. So uh, either hang up or stay on hold, whatever you want to (laughs) do. Okay. So also, now, yesterday, I got invited. Homer did the show with us last week, Doc. Mm -hmm. uh, You missed out. This guy, Homer, is a class act. He's a good dude. And you should li- you should listen to the show. I know that you're like me; you don't listen to the shows, but you should listen to at least Homer's segment. Fascinating dude, and talking about how he's been brewing beer in this business since he was 15 years old. It's cool. So yeah, I had pl- I had friends in town. Yeah, couldn't get out of it. Uh, so I'm at dinner, and both my brothers call me at dinner to want- ask me why I'm not on the show because mm-hmm. they're both listening to the show. They're listening, and what? they actually. Don't brew beer, but they like to listen to Homer. Ah. They both told me that later. He was just awesome. We're going to get him back. Don't you worry. So Homer, when he was here last week, he invited um, myself and Shat and Sully to go to this barbecue and wine event that I guess they do once a year down there at the Oak Barrel. You can go to oakbarrel.com to check out. It's a homebrew shop in Oakland. Been around for, uh, for uh, in Berkeley, rather. Uh, been around for 45 years, this place. Yeah, I've been in there. I, I used to work down close to that, so I go there on my lunch hour just... Just, go hang, just go hang around there, get some ingredients or whatever. It was one of the first places that I went in the Bay Area for ingredients. Okay. And I think they were always real helpful in there. Yeah. 
good people, and I think it's uh, first place a lot of people went if the, if you've been homebrewing for a long time in this area. Oak Barrel was your first yeah. shop for most people. Well, so I had this uh, wine and barbecue event. So I get done with the sh- with the uh, FM, the AM show, whatever the fuck it is now, uh, <laughs> in San Francisco, and I go over when to was this yesterday. This was yesterday, and I go over to the event. And when I first get there, I take a look in. I don't see Homer right away, and it's out in the. Uh, they have a, a parking lot right next, next to the to building, it, yeah. which is a great spot. It's all fenced in. Awesome place Barbed for wire, a small festival. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's nice. It's on San Pablo <laughs> Avenue. That's for sure. Uh, so get the razor wire just to yeah keep you in there. Now I kind of walk by and I look in, and it's all wine guys, and I don't see Homer, and you know. I actually really enjoy wine. I, I, I like wine quite like a bit. The wine people. But wine guys, you know how you can be if you're listening out there. Uh, I actually gather that uh, most of you, if you're wine guys and you are listening, you're not the kind of wine they're beer guy guys too. I'm talking about. Yeah. But they're beer guys, too. But you know these sort of pretentious types. And, and so I, I kind of had some reservations at first. And um, I just I, finally I see Homer and I go after it. All right, we'll go in. You know, So me and buddy of mine, Chad, ends up meeting us there. We go in. See Homer. Homer's just ecstatic to see us. Takes me. He says, hi. He says, come with me. Like, not even two words out of his mouth. He says, hello, good to see you. Come with me. Brings us inside and starts feeding us all this wine that he's made over the years. Um, amazing wine. He gives me, Doc, you'd have gone nuts for this stuff. He gives me a port that he's made. Ooh, I love port. It's been in this oak barrel since 2004. He gives it to me. Right out of the barrel, he's got to grab a the wine, a wine thief, tap. and yeah. pull it. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't even have it tapped. The barrel, no, no, the barrel tap, tap when you pull, got, pull the wine thief. Oh, I see. So he does that, uh, and and gives me some of this. This stuff is unbelievable. It is the best port I've ever had in my life. Chat, what do you think? It's fantastic. Pretty good. Pretty good. He says it's just starting to turn into a tawny port where it gets that. you got to leave it in the barrel for a long time for it to get that brown yep, hue yep. that a nice tawny port gets. And this stuff is just, uh, I'm telling you, it blew me away. So he gives us that. He gives us a, a, a Syrah. He gives us a, a Pinot, you know, a couple of all things that he's made. And he goes, and now let me give you some jug wine. i got some jug wine, you know. <laughs> now, let me tell you, the only thing jug wine about Homer's jug wine is that he happens to pour it from a jug. <laughs> but other awesome. than that, this stuff, it's like um, its like a Sauvignon Blanc kind of a jug wine. Okay. Amazing. Again, the best Sauv I've ever had. And he's like, yeah, that's my jug wine. <laughs> you know? I'm going to put it on the table. He's <laughs> one of these guys who who knows he, he brews, uh, it, rather he makes uh, fantastic wine, probably brews fantastic beer. Knows it's great, but is also humble about it. And, and that, even though it's fantastic, for him, it's like the bottom of the barrel stuff. <laughs> well, he gets us going on this stuff. And the party's winding down because I got there late anyway. And these wine guys, let me tell you, they are party animals. They're out there in the parking lot just finishing all the left of the bottles. And one of the guys there, he's like that... Um, you know the drunk guy on Blazing Saddles? I'm in Cracker Crackers. Gabby Johnson is right about Johnson Johnson being right. Like that, he's got that whole <laughs> mumbling thing. There's a wine guy out there. He's got a straw hat on, and he sounds exact. He's so drunk that he sounds exactly like Gabby Johnson on Blazing Saddles. <laughs> and, and he's funny. And then they start getting kind of, you know, they, they start uh, like fighting with each other 
about grape history. You got people telling grape stories. Oh, this, you know, the Bordeaux grape, this happened and this happened. I wasn't listening. I didn't care. But, uh, they start <laughs> arguing blah, with blah, each other. They start arguing with each other about it. Next thing you know, they're, they're throwing glasses of wine at each other. They're like, like, you know, the, like in the movies when the lady Throw wine in their face. throws it right. That's what they're doing to each other. And, and it's like a food fight, but with wine all of a sudden. They're just chucking leftover wine at each other all over the place. Me and Chad are sitting there going, what the hell is Out of control. Going out of here? control. So, that's, what's Homer put in his wine? <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know. And, uh, and, and, and I guess Homer and, uh, you know, met the, uh, one of the other owners there and, they're just used to it. They know that this happens at the end of every wine thing, and they're just kind of standing back, laughing, chuckling at it like we were at the end. And then, you know, a bunch of the guys storm off, and uh, <laughs> that was it. So who won, the Jets or the Sharks? The Jets definitely okay. won, yeah. Uh, but it was just really fascinating because I've never been to a wine thing like that where it turned into, uh, you know. Bedlam. Debauchery and bedlam at the end. It was crazy. Had Homer's Barbecue that we talked about on the show last week. He gave us his uh, smoked ribs. Amazing. Awesome. And Doc, now you know I don't like seafood at all. Yeah. Gave me smoked salmon. Unbelievable. It was great. great. I've fed you smoked salmon before. Un- and I, and I'm, I'm, I hate this. I probably didn't like it. No, you did. You ate a lot of it. Oh, I liked it then? Yeah. Oh, maybe I liked smoked salmon then. I <laughs> This guy's stuff is great. He but gave it to us cold. Like, it, it, you know, it wasn't even... Um, Here's a slab of fish. Yeah, and I was like, ah, take some more of that. It was fantastic. So, all right, now let me get to the uh, the interesting stuff. So then we go out last night. Because that wasn't interesting? That wasn't even the interesting stuff. <laughs> the party continues. I leave my motorcycle down at Oak Barrel. I chain it to the fence. and I'm Chain like, it to the, the, can't the drive razor it. wire? Yeah, and uh, they don't lock the fence or anything. So I know that at some point i got to come back and get it because uh, I don't want to leave it on San Pablo Ave overnight. Uh, no. So we go out. Sully's with us. I, I, I'm getting this because I think Chad's pissed off at us. He kind of got dissed last night. So uh, Chad and Adrian, they end up going to the String Cheese Incident concert uh-huh. uh, last night in Berkeley. Hula hoops and everything. Hippie fest, you know. Yeah. Everybody's doing that. Everybody's doing the hand dance in front of their face, right? <laughs> right Chad? Did you do the hand dance? No hand dancing. You did. That's all Sully. So you know, this is like a modern jam band. They've been around for a while. They've been around quite uh, a while. You know, they kind of picked up the pieces after, uh, you know, Fish broke and. Oh, they were around. They're starting to get real big in the in the mid nineties. Okay. Like they were the splinter band that people were oh, something else to do. Yeah. And. Uh, Sure. So that's what uh, Shat goes to last night. Great show. He ends up meeting up with us later at the Albatross, and it's me and uh, Sammy and his new fiance. They're there playing with his, his old, old girlfriend his old new, slash new fiance. Exactly. And and Sully's there, and Adrian and Chad come meet us back at the bar, and you know we're all having a great time. And, and you know some people when they're out, and you know it it actually drives me nuts. Uh, but I'm trying to get used to it. I'm trying to just realize that people are different than me and you, Doc. I mean, when you and I go out, that's it. We're out. Uh, right. we, are, we are out until the bitter end. If we're going to go do it, we are doing yeah. it. And uh, some people, they just they hit the wall. You know, they're just they're fine and fine and fine. And then within seconds, they just they hit a wall, and it's I'm leaving. I'm out of here. There's nothing fine. wrong with that. There's no. <laughs> it's JP is one of these guys. You hit the wall, and, and whatever. It's fine. It's your thing, and uh, you hit the wall. You go. But it's weird because it's literally from one minute to the next. Well, you know, from our standpoint. Yeah. Uh, we like to wring every little bit of fun out of it. Yes. Yeah. And when we see somebody just go, where'd they go? Yeah. If someone else says, oh, they left. Well, and it's also, we, like, if you can see it coming, well, that's one thing. But when everything's fun, 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 and then, boom, someone snaps their finger, I'm like, I'm out of here. Gone. 
And you just what what happened? Well, so Sully and Adrian last night were those two, and they're, they're like, always no, those. We two. gotta go. <laughs> They're always uh, those two. It's, it's, funny, it's Sully, nine o'clock. I gotta go. Sully's having a great time with us, and, and I don't know if it's a thing. Adrian shows up, and he's like, snap. He's like, uh, we're leaving, right? So did you give him the uh, the wink? The uh, I don't know. Hey, Sully, we had a good time. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> you know, maybe, oh, gotta hey, listen, go. He probably went home, got some action. Good for Sully. I don't know how it goes. Well, you know that would. Probably explain it's a, good a lot reason. of th- explain a lot of things makes me feel better. Anyway. Fantastic reason to just go. Right. Well, so uh, at this point, uh, I've got to start. Uh, I got to stop drinking. I got to figure out the motorcycle situation because, like I said, I'm not leaving it on San Pablo Ave and uh, go outside with them to get my gear out of the back of Sully's truck. And Chad goes with me. I, I think that Chad is going to go home with Sully and Adrian to to go crash. And I tell Chad, all right, I'm not going with them. I'm not ready to leave. I'm not done. <laughs> so I'm going back inside. I'll see you guys later. And I just kind of rush off. I grab my stuff. I then go back inside with Sam. I assume that Chad is either going, if he comes back inside. He's staying. He's staying and we'll figure out the ride situation. If he doesn't come back inside, he's gone with Sully and Adrian. What would he be doing with Sully? And well, he was going to crash at their house because it was a sober ride. Uh, That's a three-way I don't want to pick. <laughs> well, so Chad never comes back inside the bar. So Sam and Bevo and I, we hang out for a while, drink a lot of water, relax, do our thing for a couple hours, assume that Chad's got himself home. I ride home. Sometime, when I get home, I'm working, and sometime later, Chad comes home. It turns out, Sully and, and Steph, I just left him there, too. And he walked from San Pablo Avenue to Shattuck, where his truck is, which is, what would you say? Ew. Like a five-mile. Yeah, <laughs> five miles. And not through a good part of town, either. Yeah, it's not even. No. And Why didn't it, you go back in the bar, That's what stupid? I said, Chad. I thought everybody was gone. But that I, was it. What were you just like? You were wrong out from the show. No, I don't At know. At least I call just, a cab. You couldn't yeah. have even been more wrong. Oh, because he only thought it was a couple of blocks yeah, away, I then did. a couple more I blocks. I really did. Now, and you didn't notice it's kind of uphill oh, too. Yeah, over the next hill. Oh, it's over the next hill. Oh, you said that last hill. Yeah, well, this one, it's over. Yeah. Hey, it was fine. Nice what? cool night. Nice little walk. It was fine. <laughs> Bullshit. I think he's so pissed off at us. He's just oh, so like laid back about things. But like, what happened with Steph and Sully that you didn't get in the truck with them, like at least for a ride to your car? I don't know. I think I just made up my mind. I wasn't going with them, and that was it. I see. So it was like, we're going like, to my place. If you want to come, come. If get not, in now. I see. Okay. You're on your own. <laughs> And then he forgets that we're inside still, because Bevo easily could have given you a ride to your car. You know what it was? I think I got hung up on going with Sully, and then I decided not to. And yeah, you I were see. out there with me at the same time, yeah. so I thought you were gone. Oh. So that was that, that was it for me. I would have gone back in the bar, like, uh, whether you were in there or not. Now, yeah. uh, you were sure. Like, well, have another beer. Now, tell me this. Exactly. As, as you're hoofing it. Are you like grumbling and like what the heck Justin no. just left me and no, nobody everyone fine. just let me standing on the corner of San Pablo Avenue? You could have called fine. him on a cell phone. Oh, I was fine. AJ. I thought you were pissed. No, no, not yeah, at all. That that area gets a little dark. Yeah, at dude. Night. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done that. Uh, that fine. JP, that's a, just Hence a, all the razor JP, wire. First everywhere. of all, that's a terrible thing to say. I don't know what you're saying. That it gets a little dark at night. What no, does that because mean? there's no street lights, and it, it, there's it's a not it's an unsavory part of town. <laughs> there are street lights. Not over. a whole lot. Not that. Not, there's there's some neighborhoods you don't want to go through either. It's, it's oh, the street lights are popped out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Chad gets home right, and, uh, and he tells me uh, he tells me what happens. 
but uh, it, it lays down on the couch. And you know, I've t- I don't know if I've said this on the air, but you two know Chad's like narcoleptic. He is. He could he could be standing up, he'll just fall right. To sleep. He's really narcoleptic. Well, there's, yeah. so, there's, a, there's a timer on him about he, what ten nine thirty nine. But it's but I'm telling you, it's it's really like a narcolepsy because he could be in mid sentence when he falls asleep. So he's sitting down on the couch, and I'm talking to him about this, and he tells me what happened, and I start to explain to him uh, that we were back in the bar. I got through five words of my response to him. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. I said five. I said basically like, well, because, Chad, we were back in the... And he's out. I look over and he's. You're done. <laughs> he Always been that even, way. Well, like we weren't even having yeah. a conversation. Well, it was a, a couple of weeks ago, we were you, me, and Chad were sitting on the living room couch in there. We're talking about this and that. And I, I was in the middle. I'm talking to Chad. I'm talking to you. My head's going back and forth. I'm talking to to, to Justin. Yeah. I turn over and Chad's sitting up, just out, beer in hand, upright. And he's, uh, uh, yeah. out. Oh, look at that. Wasn't, wasn't that Tuesday? Were you watching something on TV after the meeting or whatever? And, and Chad makes a joke. He laughs at something that was on TV. Oh, that's funny. You said something. I look over. Chad. He's asleep. It was awesome. You got narcolepsy, dude. I think I do. It's always been that way. High school, I'd be the first guy, you know, go out drinking and get in the car. First five minutes, done. <laughs> Out. It's always so funny, though, when you're actually uh, <laughs> like in the middle of a conversation with him. Yeah, that's... he's out. I kind of, for a second there, I thought, yeah. is something wrong? Yeah. <laughs> like, is he choking on something? No, I think you just bore him. <laughs> so that is your Tales from the Brewcasters for today. I know it went on for a little while. I just thought you guys are uh, making up for some lost time. We haven't had any good stories, and it was a really interesting day. I woke up today just going, man, what a bunch of freaks we are. Just different weird people. Hey, be careful what you say, we. Yeah. <laughs> well, Doc, come on. Do not exclude yourself from the we freak group. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Let's yeah. go to the phones if he's still there. We got a caller on the air. He said, Broody Beer. If he didn't hang up, he'll lose his place in line. Help defining it. That's right. Hey, brother, you still there? Yep. Oh. Right. Uh, so what's the word? What's your story? Oh, not much. Just uh, brewing some beer, hanging out, listening to you guys. Who are we talking to? This is Pete in Idaho. Pete in Idaho. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. You got a beer that you need help defining? Well, yeah. I uh, brewed, brewed a beer today. <clears throat> I just kind of threw some ingredients together that I had. Uh, it's uh, I got to, it's a ten gallon batch. I did sixteen pounds of two row, three pounds of crystal twenty, one pound of honey malt, a quarter of a pound of chocolate, and a pound of flake barley. Okay, and then in the last, I hopped it with uh, an ounce of Perlay and Cascade each at 60 minutes, an ounce of Cascade at 30 minutes, an ounce of Cascade at 5 minutes, two ounces of orange zest, and two tablespoons Hmm. of coriander. What I was going for was kind of a a base beer that I could keg with some fruit extract and make like an apricot beer or a blackberry beer. And I'm, I want to keg this into four two-and-a-half-gallon kegs and uh-huh. kind of do each one a little different. Okay. I like the idea already, I'll tell you that. What color is the wort now, just out of curiosity? It is, uh, well, the... It should the be amber. The Smith, um, my SRM is about uh, 11.1. I was, was going to say 12. Yeah, okay. So it's in the nice amber-looking beer. Yeah. It, it looks kind of like an amber. It's like a... The IBUs, uh, uh, Smith calculated the IBUs to be about 29. That's nice. All right. I, I plugged in a, a wit beer as the style, and of course I'm over the bitterness for a wit. Yeah, you're way out there. And, and, and then SRM way, way out, out the there, too. too. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. 
So what do you think, Doc? Is it an amber ale then? Yeah, actually, I would, I would put it in the amber, and except for a spiced amber, yeah. actually, but I think it ought to be pretty cool. So a little yeah. different. Would it have uh, to go into a specialty or spiced beer in the if it was a, a competition entry? It wouldn't do good as a wit. Right. Um, I would go in specialty or spiced beer. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, what about when he does the fruit extract into the kegs, then? Could it be a fruit beer? Or does it still have to go into a spiced beer because it's spiced? Uh, depends on how much of the fruit comes through. If it's actually a fruit beer or it tastes more like a spiced beer. I see. And, mm-hmm. you know, you could enter it in that one, too. But it just depends on which one's the, the forerunner. Yeah, do do it in both. Yeah. And then you yeah. got you got the specialty, you know, oddball category, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it just something, you know, I've been brewing styles for so long. I thought, you know what, screw that. I'm just going to make some beer. Make Good your own you. style. Love it. Yeah. You know, without without experimentation, how do you find out what, you know, new good beers? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great idea, and I really like your idea that you've got this base beer, and then you're going to go ahead and add a couple of different types of extracts. Yeah, I've got some apricot puree from the Oregon people, and I've got some frozen blackberries. I've got some huckleberries. We live in huckleberry country. So, I, you know, I thought I'd, I'd do a, a two-and-a-half-gallon keg with nothing in it. Yeah. One with ap- apricot, one with blackberries, and one with huckleberries. And just I'll be your huckleberry. The difference. <laughs> that sounds great to me. I say you keep doing that, man. I like the experimentation. Sounds yeah, fun. That's a lot of fun. Hey, the other thing I want to talk about, I just yeah. got back from the East Coast. All right. Wife won a trip out to Providence, and uh, we flew into Boston. All right. I drove down to Providence and then down to New York and then back up around it. Anyway, while I was there, I went and visited the Sam Adams Brewing Company. Great. Or the Boston Brewing Company, Sam Adams. Yep. Out in Jamaica Plains, and, oh. and I, I did the tour, and it was really cool to see the original brewery. And and uh, at the end of the tour, I bought some of these perfect pint glasses they were pitching during the the tour. Uh, Sam Adams new glass, we got one here. The yeah. New glasses, yeah. And, and and then I get home, and two days after I get home, the UPS guy shows up with two more glasses, and I get a letter from Jim Cook saying, "Thanks for being a member of the AHA." and Blah blah blah. Here's this new glass that we have. I'd be honored if you enjoyed one of your homebrews in it. And uh, anyway, I want to say thanks to Sam Adams and Jim Cook for giving me these two new pint glasses. Ah, very cool. That is a cool. He's doing a lot with that. I guess yeah. If you sign up for the AHA now, you get glasses. I also just saw today on Beer Advocate that if you uh, subscribe to their magazine, I think you get the same thing. You get a glass and a letter from Jim, kind of thanking you for being a craft beer supporter. Yeah. Um, so he's doing a lot with that glass. Uh, you know what? Maybe we'll try it later in the show because we haven't used it yet. JP just brought us one. So uh, it is a cool glass. It really it really does hold the aroma in well and and uh it it the beer out of it tastes you well, know, kinda like beer. Hey, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that Jim Cook's a genius. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. He's he's always on top of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Well, thanks very much. Hey, thank you, and thanks for uh, doing a good work there. Keep well, let us know work. how that beer turns out. Too. Yeah, keep us All up right, to date. I'll, do that. I'll, I'll check back. Maybe I'll send you guys a, a bottle of each. Be great. That's what everybody says. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Cheers, bro. Right, see ya. There you go. Yeah, we should do that. Chiming in from Idaho. Have one, uh, you know, maybe two Stellas, one in the uh, Sam Adams glass and one in the regular pint glass and see what's doing. See if it tastes different. We can do that. We can do that. I got a pale ale on tap. 
Um, it's it's waiting to get made? it's waiting to get cold that I made. It's bad. It's another one of my bad beers, oh. dude. Dude, I got to brew with you. Finished it. That's t- gonna make it better. Yeah. Finished at ten six. That's uh, well. Yeah. It, it could it's, be good. It could be bad. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all. It's just there's nothing there. It doesn't taste like anything. What did it start it's at? It's gone. Um, I don't know. I'll look at one of the. Try breaks. not to get it too cold, and it'll help a little bit. Chat, remind me that we got to taste that at the end of the show because that'll give it some time to cool off. It was at um, what uh, sixty four. Earlier because we had it in the mm, uh, sixty four. So, uh, it's cool enough. So chat, don't let me forget. End of the show, we'll taste it. We'll see what's doing. I'll, I'll pull out the um, o- the OG and stuff. We'll see what happens. But I, it finished too low. I, I think it would actually be a nice beer if it if it finished at uh, I'd say like ten nine, ten eight at the lowest, ten ten, because then it would have given it some some substance in there. But it's just real. Uh, it looks good, great color, but uh, we'll talk about that later. It tastes like fizzy water. Yeah, it's a long first segment, huh? Good Lord. Forty-seven do, minutes. Uh, hey, have you taken a breath yet? No, I still got to do. Uh, oh this. my God! You've got mail. Kick ass. We got a lot of feedback. Cool. People really liked Homer. I got a lot of back sweat. That's hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I wanted to give thanks to the BN for all the info and tips. Recently entered my first competition at the Indiana State Fair and took a blue ribbon in the amber lager category. Nice. Congratulations, my brother. Although the Vienna recipe did not come directly from the Jamil show, the programs on my back, Hellas and Mertzen, certainly helped. Mertzen was you, eh, Doc? Yeah. Didn't you do that? All right. Um, not to mention all the shows and discussion on lagering, fermentation control, etc. on the session. So congrats, man. Good That's job. That's cool. He says, I know you like all feedback to have a negative component, so here you go. <laughs> I consider myself part of the BN Army, but with, I'm, I'm without a uniform. I ordered two BN Army shirts on the pre-order, but nothing. You mentioned that they may ship last week, but nothing. One of the two shirts I ordered is for my wife's birthday. First of all, I'm not sure that she will be as excited about the shirts as I am. And secondly, her birthday was a month ago, so where are my shirts? And that's from Mr. Soul. Uh, yeah, dude, I didn't say they would ship last week. Said May. I, I said they may. I said I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to get them and that they would ship uh, yeah, during this, this past week. And uh, I didn't get them till late, then I had to process all the orders. So uh, be patient, my brother. Uh, hopefully by the end of the week, you will have yours. Uh, what is this one? Uh, did I want? Oh, yeah. This was from SoCal Surfer, who's a weird dude already, and he's a yeah. teacher, by the way. This can't be uh, good. I'd like y'all to know that he teaches our youth, but he comes up with weird stuff. Cause he went to the dentist this week and was all hopped up on meds. Yeah. Yeah. So he sent it. I'll read it just because it's interesting. Justin, you uh, no talent, retarded fuck. <laughs> just cut right to it. Yeah. I just got back from the maxilliofacial surgeon. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm and I'm loaded up on meds. I was completely stoked to get in early due to a cancellation because I knew I was. This is he sent this on Friday because I knew I was going to get home for the masterpiece that is lunch meat. I did my best to schedule my appointment early on and Friday, and I'm glad that I did. Compared to having your jaw drilled info, uh, uh, compared to having your jaw drilled into lunch meat is all right. (laughs) I actually had my sixth tooth pulled out. He's been, he's been having a lot of tooth trouble. And a bunch of titanium rods slammed into my jaw. Cylinders, not rods. Okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Is that the same thing? I want... I. 
I want to tell you how much lunch meat made all of it go away, but I can't. <laughs> it was just less painful because I'm as loaded as a pack mule. I, I have absolutely nothing intelligent to say and figured that uh, that this should fit in perfectly with the lunch meat brilliance. We just don't do feedback on lunch meat, so I had to read What's it lunch here. meat? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Uh, you promised to send me some hops a long time ago. He's still waiting. I don't know what you're talking about. Good luck. Uh, I don't even know what that was. He says, I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'll end this here. You know, even when I'm high as a kite, you guys still seem to belong to the short bus. And you're still better <laughs> than Bill O'Reilly is from SoCal Surfing. So, uh, uh, what do we got here? I don't know how to take that. Is it good? I don't know either. I'm taking it good. Great. Remember that guy who called in not too long about his parents, like, having sex in front of him or whatever yeah. weird thing was, was going a, on? That was a while ago, yeah, wasn't it? Was a couple weeks ago. pictures? Did he send pictures No, this parents? is from a listener who was listening to that. He says, oh. I just got done listening to the episode. It was the Meltdown show is what it was. I just got done listening to the episode from a few weeks ago with Vinny's presentation, which was awesome, by the way. But what the F was up with the guy who called in the ridiculous story about his parents? He's like, what the hell? That really creeped me out. <laughs> I had to go and take a shower after listening to that. Yeah, you and me both, dude. That dude sounded like a bona fide cereal for sure. Anyway, just want to let you know I appreciate the job you guys do. And your show's been a great resource. Send you guys some beer, et cetera, et cetera. That's from uh, Richards 700 That's his forum name. And, and by the way, he says, nice rendition of Oops, I Did It Again, which was uh, Schumann nice. at the end of the show. <laughs> um, who's this one from? Oh, this was like a nice one. I don't want to read that. I got one from an angry JP. Really? Ooh. We've never had an angry wow. JP, have we? No. And I don't think that English is this guy's first language either. I just want to point <laughs> oh, out. Oh, right even now. better. Yeah. Justin, you no talent, beer spilling, excessive masturbation, repetitive motion injury, no beer respecting Burger King eating, ass monkey, sphincter sniffing, hack. Wow. Wow. Hell of an intro. That's a load. You have been busted and the truth is now out. You have proven time and time again and now have even admitted that you do not respect beer and the brewing process. I don't know. Uh, your show is just an excuse for you to dick around, talk about your alternative lifestyle fantasies, and a chance to be disrespectful to beer and brewing in general. In fact, I bet you have never even really drank a beer. And I'll guess that you drink tab and smoke Benson and Hedges. Nice. I think that must That's be an insult funny. in some country. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it as that. Uh, your last show was as much good as a football bat. It sounded like a gaggle of inebriated Turkish jailers at a left-handed Mongolian circle jerk. Respect the beer. <laughs> get serious. Justin, you're as much of a mess as a soup sandwich. That's pretty messy. He must be behind a couple episodes, I think, if you sent this to me this week. P.S. Learn to speak English. Doc speaks more gooder drunk than you ever do. <laughs> And he attached a picture of a church sign that says, uh, um, God will fuck Justin up. <laughs> Respect the beer. It's like an actual church sign. Yeah, they have the, oh, yeah. the, marquee? Uh, the marquee on there. Oh, I'd love yeah. to see that one. <clears throat> I'll show you guys the break. Signed, Angry JP. That's what, You know what? kind of sounds like Plissé. You think? When he gets on a roll and he thinks he's being funny. Yeah. That sounds like John, like you the way he so? formed sentences. Could be. Yeah, I would love that if it was. That's <laughs> weird. I don't understand the Turkish prison Mongolian reference. Yeah, you know, yeah I, don't, I don't know either. But I do like I do that like I the tab drink and tab and, and smoke Vince's head. That's, yeah. that's the uh, uh, the shining star in that email, man. That's that, that'll be our new insult to everybody. pretty funny. It's very 80s yeah. uh, supermodel. I've never, I haven't seen tab since the 80s. Yeah. All right, last one. Hey, Justin, just want to let you know I've been a longtime listener, and I really 
really enjoyed the last show with Homer. He's definitely a character, truly an awesome guy, and it came through on the last show. I vote Homer as an honorary brewcaster. You should have that guy back anytime he wants to come on. But I missed the doc. Peace from Bobby. Um, so I wanted to read that because, uh, again, I just want to mention how awesome Homer really was. Yeah, that was fun, man. Loved it. And you missed me. And, uh, yeah, everybody miss. Everybody always misses the good doctor. So. Only because we have poor aim. <laughs> <laughs> that was not one of your... That's not your best work. Didn't say it was. All right, when we come back, Beer Jeopardy. Uh, I'll yeah. tell you how you can get set up to do it when we come back. Let's do this thing. You'll need this. 888-401-BEER and Skype is Brewing Network. Don't do it yet. Wait till we come back. Hang wait, in wait, there. wait, wait, wait. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This year, the Great American Beer Festival will last for three days, have more than 40,000 visitors, more than 380 breweries, more than 1,600 beers, but only one lucky listener will be going for free. Beer, beer, and more beer. The Brewers Association, White Labs, and the Brewing Network are sending you on the beer trip of the year. Airfare, hotel, all festival sessions for free. Brought to you by the Brewers Association, White Labs, Beer, Beer, and More Beer, and the BN. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. You found my letters in a box in your closet You thought it was odd How they reminded you of me And all those letters you wrote Were disposed of long ago Put in the air Dispense out of my chimney And those things, those things That haunted my dreams I brought all I could bring I sang all I could sing And that ring, that ring, that God Turn my finger green And they say talk is cheap But your words cost me quite a bit If you want my advice I'd be glad to give you it You should go play out on the freeway Or go jump off a cliff Just get away from me, psycho bitch My memories of you are too awful to be true I'm too busy to love, too lazy to hate you, but I ain't gonna lend myself out again. 
100 grain amber <laughs> recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Good. You like Manson, JP? No. You don't? I hear the guy's super smart, though. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a numerologist or whatever they call those people who are into numbers. Yeah, I like, I like it when he talks. His dad always goes to the shows. His, oh, really? His dad, like, picks up on the chicks in the backstage. Nice. <laughs> a boy. He thinks it's funny. Slayer's going on tour with Marilyn Manson. Oh, that's a great show. I love Slayer. I'll go do. I'll go see that. I like Mance. He's got a new album out. I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah. Uh, which reminds me, a uh, song at the break that I just played. I played it last week. Yeah, and people I'm, like it a lot. They want to. Uh, did they say they yeah. like it? Okay, good. And I'm a douche because I played it last week and I didn't plug the band. Um, it's a local band that I really like. In fact, I've been following them. Well, I'll say this. I saw them years ago and I didn't like them, but I saw a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. I thought They were very young at the time. Were they they the were from, from out in Antioch. They were not the Rocky okay. Heroes. They just needed proper um, management. Well, they just they needed to mature a little bit. But I could Did see I could see lots of talent. I didn't meet them. I just, I kind of, it was one of those all ages shows. And I hate all ages show because it's all like 13 year old punks that that discourage me about the future of our country <laughs> and uh, no, it reminds you of what you were yeah that yeah. too and anyway i saw these guys they're called poor bailey okay uh, poor bailey it's a local band i'm gonna work on getting their cd in our store so that you guys can buy it because their whole new album is great if you guys like cracker the great band cracker i'm a big fan of them and they're kind of they're they're not country and uh, they're much more rock but they got a lot of like country rockabilly feel to them um and they're like that they got a lot of influence like that and anyway it's poor bailey the song is called psycho bitch and you haven't heard it doc we didn't have our headphones on at the break but i'll play it for you later because you'll it. Okay, cool. Uh, a good band, good local band. They play with Cold Hot Crash a lot. That's how I've rediscovered them is that they'll play shows again. And like I said, I saw them years ago. And uh, they are, they're awesome. So I'll give you guys some more information on Poor Bailey. But uh, you could probably go to MySpace.com slash Poor Bailey or some shit like that and find some more music. Uh, one of our uh, listeners uh, told me that the Gourds are in town soon. Oh, no kidding. Uh, they're playing at Slim's. Oh, we got to uh, go. Yeah, we should. Uh, and I love shows at Slim's, too. It's a good place to see shows. Good. They got tattooed bartender chicks. Nice. <laughs> so check that out. All right. Uh, beer Jeopardy time. Okay. Um, we're going to have... What do we... Oh, we got a drunk of the week call oh, already. Oh, man. Seriously? Is he wrecked? Totally wrecked. Really? Nice. Totally wrecked. Like mush mouth. Should we tell... Let him tell us what time it is there. Because, right. you know, if it's like... Well, this time here. Okay. Let me do this. Uh, hang in there, Cal. Uh, it's Cal Ale calling in for Drunk of the Week. Hang on a second. Mashed. Let me announce how you're going to play along with us. So he's probably in California. He's like hammered at 6 o'clock. So. All right. We're doing Beer Jeopardy. It's for our GABF giveaway. And we need uh, two contestants from the chat. Don't do anything yet. And uh, two contestants from uh, the phone. Uh, one on the phone, one on Skype. 
uh, JP's going to play for one of you. Doc's going to play for the other. Oh, cool. uh, the phone you'll play for yourself. The Skype you'll play for yourself. The phone's busy right now because we got a drunk of the week on there. Um, first person to get through after I hang up on drunk of the week here. 888-401-BEER. First person to get through will be our phone contestant. 888-401-BEER. If you want to start dialing now, that's fine. Uh, 888-401-BEER. And then Brewing Network on Skype. First person to Skype in. Brewing Network on Skype. In the chat right now. And JP, type this as I'm saying it, please. Do it. First person to say JP. You're a contestant. JP. First person to say Doc, you're a contestant. So it's just, it, that's just how it works. First person to say JP, first person to say Doc, you guys are contestants. First caller, 888-401-BEER and Brewing Network. Um, I've got a contestant on Skype right now. Hang in there. And the phone line is not clear yet, so keep uh, hanging there because I'm going to do this Drunk of the Week call. That's how you're going to play. Oh, i got lots of incoming calls. Already got my Skype. I already got my Skype, so um, don't don't so stop calling. All right, good Lord. You're too slow. I didn't realize it would let multiple calls through. I thought once I got it. <laughs> Shit. Can we uh, have like a <laughs> party line here? A uh, bug eater is our Skype contestant. Bug, if I hang up on you, don't worry. You're our Skype contestant. Was it first person to say Doc too? Yes. yes. Okay. First person to say JP. First person to say Doc. Let's go to our drunk of the week phone call. Cal Ale. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's happening, um, brother? Where are you at? Oh, I don't know. There's <laughs> <laughs> also music and people, and so I've had like. You're in your shower. A lot of margaritas, and I think I'm on the beach or something. And <laughs> oh, what's up, guys? So, are you not even listening to the show? You're like out at a at a place. I couldn't listen to the show. My my, my roommate dragged me along to this this uh, thing at the beach, and there's all this music and girls, great great beer and yeah, girls. Oh, got, it's it's good. You got chicks there too, or what? Oh yeah, they're all taking their tops off. Yeah. In like, my mind. In my mind. In my drunken, mushy mind. Every one of them is topless. I can see right through. Drunken, mushy mind. Dude, this area just moved to. It's like fucking desperate housewives over here, man. Ooh, Cougarville, huh? Nice. Man. Oh, yeah. Nothing they're all go? like, oh, man, they're all like over over 35 or something. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> Where is this I land of Oz? I think Cal just finished. Oh, Pismo Beach, man. Nice. Pismo, huh? You make a left at Albuquerque? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Left at Albuquerque. All right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, not only are you drunk of the week right now, you are the drunkest drunk of the week we've had since I think Daniela was our drunk of the week. Yeah. Even right. happy drunk, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Happy yeah. drunks are so much better. I'm waiting for that one phone call where the guy calls in and just curses us. That'll be me. Hey, I hope it's like another one of the beer podcasters. He's like so drunk and angry. I hate you, fuckers. <laughs> Chad, next <laughs> well, day we got to call in. I super hate loaded. you with all your listeners and stuff. <laughs> Ooh, I got more you know, than I didn't, Mike. You know, I didn't even think to call in. I was just taking a piss, and I'm like, hey, the brewery never nice you, right Yeah, now. is that what you nice thought, you of, thought us? of us during the piss? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and Peter and I said, hey, those All guys right, are dicks, guys. too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call them and talk to them. All right, Cal, you're drunk of the week, <laughs> Thank brother. Thank you, guys. I got to go. Thank you, dude.
Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. Don't do anything stupid. Hopefully somebody's taking care of him. You know you're drunk when you're, as a man, say bye-bye to other men. Bye-bye. You know you're hammered. (laughs) 888-401-BEER. Next caller is our... I'll just take it. I can just take it right there. Do it. How are you going to take it? Our contestant. Uh, Caller. Who are we talking to? Reefer, bro. Reefer. You calling for Jeopardy? Yeah, buddy. Good, because you're in. You're our contestant right there. Let me me see if I got Bug Eater here. Bug Eater, you there, brother? Boog. I'm still here. All right. You calling for Beer Jeopardy? Sure am. All right, good. You are our other contestant. We've got two contestants. Now, Bug Eater, uh, do me a favor. If you're listening to the stream right now, kill it. Yeah, I did. Okay. And uh, all right, good. Because I because it sounds like you're getting me at a little bit of a delay, so I don't want you to be at a disadvantage. Looking out for you, my brother. Want to make sure you hear in real time, like everybody else. Um, well, um, all right. So here's what we've got. Calale's not listening in real time. No, he's Calale's not doing anything in real time <laughs> yeah, except being super hammered. All right, let me make sure I know our contestants here. We got Reefer on the phone. We got yeah, buddy. We got Bug on the Skype. And Ooh. JP, who do we? Who's playing for you in the chat? Are you written it down for me here? Why don't you go ahead and say it? Oh, I can oh. say it. Our old friend Camel, spherical Camel, uh, <laughs> now known as Camel, uh, for the rest of the show. Uh, he's your contestant, JP. Yep, he's right. playing for me. So, you, are you? Or playing I'm playing for, for him. him. That too. <laughs> yeah, we're not playing we're, with we're him. We're playing with each other. And what do we got here? Jazuski. Yeah, Jazuski. All right, so we'll go, so we'll go jazz. Uh, Doc, you're playing for jazz. Jazzy. Yeah. All right. Can I do jazz hands? Yeah, you got to do wait, jazz. Wait, hands. wait, it's radio. You can't see it. <laughs> you can't see it, but a good effort. Man. <laughs> oh, all right. We got four categories today for beer Jeopardy. Doc, what's your sound for buzzing in going to be? Doc. All right, you're just gonna go straight up with the name. It's JP, real easy that way. What, what's your sound gonna be? I I I, I cl- clang. clang. I gotta do clang. Stick to clang. You guys are entirely unoriginal. Both I'd like to do something else. So what could it no, be? I am the original. It. Uh, reefer, what's your sound gonna be? How are you gonna buzz in? Uh, I guess uh, we'll just do a reefer. Reef. I wish you could we'll do, do a. Reef. I'd love it if you had a bong hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you do a bong hit instead? Uh, I can't. I'll, I'll Beer on my patio. Oh. That's too much effort, buddy. All right. Well, either make the bong hit sound or yell reefer. I don't care. Uh, bug eater. Okay. What's your what's your buzz in going to be? Don't say bug. Beer. That's gay. Okay. There you go. Beer will. Work. Mm. Sound a little more excited though. Uh, he is excited. Bug eater is one of those guys who's he like just, pro- he's like probably full of excitement, but you'd never know it. Just they, same, same he's, level. Yes. He's excited on the inside. Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good place to be excited. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> all right. So you're our four contestants. Uh, you all know how this works. Everybody, chime in. Say yes. Yep. See. Yes. Okay. That's yes in Spanish. All right. Unless you don't, I will give you the topics. There are uh, 100 through 400. So four questions in each category. You can choose any denomination you want. You can start at 400 if you so desire. Um, the four categories are one of them. This one's going to be fun. I'm happy about this. It's drinking songs. So it might not be a beer song, but it is a drinking song of some form. And I will play you an audio clip. If you choose the drinking songs category, first one to chime in—it's a—it's basically name that tune. Um, because occasionally there are actually, let me let me check. This. No, I'll tell you what. Let's make this kind of difficult. You got to know the name of the song and the artist. Ooh. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> is that fair by everybody, Don? What make, do you think? It's going to make it go real slow. I don't think so, because I didn't pick really difficult songs, to be honest. There's only one difficult one in there, so I think you guys can do it. So we'll see how it goes. But I'll tell you, right now the rules are you got to name the song and uh, the, the artist. I'll tell you what, to be a little more lenient, as long as you get the song title close, because you know how sometimes this, you, you, know, you can get the song title, <laughs> but you don't get it exact. I'll make it that you don't have to be exact on that. But you do need the artist. So like the Go-Go's of Alex the Seal? Yeah. Oops, I did it another time again. <laughs> that would work. Like, okay. Yeah, for example, JP. That okay. That's a drinking song. All right, so drinking songs. Uh, beer People is another one. I'll let you guys figure that out as we go. Beer Stuff That's Tough is your third category. Beer Stuff That's Tough. Write these down at home. All right, that's you two contestants the on the phones so that you know what your categories are. And finally, the last category is Beer Slogans. We've had this one before. Beer Slogans. All right. Slogans. <laughs> Slogan. Beer slogans. All right. <laughs> All you contestants, <laughs> have you got, got the? Have you got your categories? Nobody knows what's happening. Yes, please. I think so. All right. I'll tell story. you what. I'm going to go ahead and give control of the board to Reefer Brow, just because I like his name. Reefer, please choose a category and uh, a denominator. Beer people for two hundred. Beer people for two hundred points. What famous American's recipe for porter? Is handwritten in a notebook in the New York Public Library. What beer? Uh, beer was first. That was Bug Eater. Go ahead, please. That's George Washington's. Absolutely right. That's 200 points for Bug Eater. Um, Chad, do me a favor because I'm terrible with math. Keep track of the scores here. And uh, there's some paper. Uh, I need this pen. Uh, here, you take this pen. I'll take this one. Very prepared here at the Brewing Network, as always. Uh, 200 points for Bug Eater. That gives you control of the board. Bug, please choose a category and a denomination. Well, let's do Beer People again for uh, 300. Beer People for 300. Listen carefully. What king is known as the patron saint of beer? Reefer. Go ahead, Reefer. St. Arnold. No, sir. Listen carefully. Oh, uh, it's a patron saint of brewing. The patron saint of beer, not of brewing. Clang. Doc, JP, you uh, clanged King Gambrinus? That's absolutely right. King <laughs> Gambrinus. That's 300 points. We're on our way, Camel. For Camel. Camel, <laughs> which is also JP, you now have control of the board. I feel bad because he worked a long time on his name and it just got chopped. <laughs> uh, how about... Um, we got to go beer slogans. Uh, let's go easy for 100, please. Beer slogans for 100 points. I'll name the slogan. You name the beer. Sounds good. The beer that made Milwaukee famous. Clay. Go ahead, JP. Oh, beer. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. I apologize. All right. I Reaper. heard. Hang on. Uh, Doc was the one who chimed in second, and then it was Bug Eater after that. Uh, Chad, do you agree with me yes. on this? Okay, Doc, go ahead, please. Old Milwaukee. No, sir. Bug Eater, you have the chance to take it. Oh, crap. I was going to say Old Milwaukee. Yeah, that wasn't their slogan. Their actual slogan. Uh, you, you guys, you know, it. Schlitz. I, yeah, yeah, I was going Schlitz. Bug yeah. Eater, you got it. That's another 100 points for Bug, and that gives Bug Eater control of the board. It was Schlitz that said the beer that made Milwaukee famous. Go ahead, please, Bug. Bug Eater, you there? Oh, yeah. Uh, control of the board. Go uh, ahead. Let's go for beer slogans 
Let's go beer slogans for two. Beer slogans for 200 points. Beer slogans. <laughs> a better beer deserves a better can. Oh, that's beer. Uh, go ahead, Bug Eater. Isn't that Coors? That's not Coors. A better beer deserves a better can. Reefer's out. I mean, rather, Bug Eater is out. Reefer, you're Clang. still in. Go ahead, is JP. Is that uh, Avery? That is not Avery. It's up to Doc and Reefer. A better beer deserves a better can. Uh, 560 Second Street, north of, uh, two blocks north of uh, Giant Park. No, that is not correct. You want to take a stab, Doc? I won't take away any points. Oh, that'd be nice of you. A better beer deserves a better can. Uh, oh, Paps Blue Ribbon. That's not true. Anybody in the chat room there get it? Have you seen any? Uh, uh, I see it right there. Heineken? That's it. Heineken is actually the winner. Really? Yeah, they did that whole keg can thing, and their, and their slogan at that time was, a better beer right. deserves oh, wow. a better can. Bug Eater, you still have control of the board. Choose, please. Uh, well, let's do uh, beer people again for the big one. Beer people for 400 points. That will only leave 100-point question in that category so that you all know. After passing out from alcohol, this fearsome leader suffocated on his own blood from a bloody nose. Doc. Go ahead, Doc. Genghis Khan? No, sir. This fearsome leader suffocated on his own blood from a bloody nose after he passed out. Tough question here. The 400-point ones are tough, everybody. I don't just give those things away. Fearsome leader. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead, Bug Eater. Was it Attila the Hun? It was Attila oh. the Hun. Wow, Bug Eater is cleaning up right wow. now. Wow. I got to say, amazing. By the way, none of you are looking in the chat room, I hope, no. and cheating from oh. answers in there. All right. I was on the right track. Just giving you all Brewer's Code. If you have been looking in the chat room, They're not saying close anything. that window right now. All right. Uh, Bug Eater, you still have control of the board. Go ahead, please. Well, let's try uh, beer slogans again. For uh, Let's go for two. Uh, uh, two's out. you got to go either three or four. Oh. oh, three. 300. Here's your slogan. You tell me the beer. A whole lot can happen out of the blue. Doc. Go ahead, Doc. Paps Blue Ribbon. No, sir. Clang. Go ahead, JP. Oscar Blues. No, sir. Damn it. A whole lot can happen. Out of the blue. Well, Who is that? Is that Reefer? Reefer? Reefer, yes. Please remember to buzz in. I'll give you the points Sorry, anyway. Buddy. It I is. Wow. Labatt like, Blue, that's... Night over here. I'm just like listening to the archive, and I'm like, Labatt's dumbass. <laughs> is that it? Is that the right answer? <laughs> that's the right answer. That's 300 yeah. points for Reefer right. putting himself on the board, and you have control now, Reefer. Go ahead and choose, please. Uh, beer Tough Guys, or whatever. Uh, beer tough Stuff guys. That's Tough... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that too. <laughs> Beer tough dude things. And what denomination would you like? Uh, I'd like uh, one. Mm. All right, one hundred. In night, um, no, sorry. Um, in eighteen eighty-eight, German beer consumers in Munich in Munich staged the Battle of Salvatore in disgust over what? Um. Make sure you chime um, in, everybody. Um, uh, Reefer. Go ahead, Reefer. Bad, bad beer or something. I don't know. No, sir. It was in 1888. German beer consumers in Munich staged the Battle of Salvatore in disgust over what? Doc. Go ahead, Doc. Uh, the popularity of Pilsner. No, sir. 
JP and Bug, you are left on the board to take guesses. Uh, Clang. Go ahead, JP. Do you say the name Doublebuck? Uh, no, that's not right, JP. And Bug Eater, go ahead, please. Um, how about the addition of geese to the beer laws? No, it was not. It was the sharp increases in beer prices. I'm telling you, there's a reason that category is called beer stuff that's tough. Because it's not easy. <laughs> Nobody beer got tough, it. Guys. Nobody got it. And Reefer, you still have control of the board. Because you got to be a tough uh, guy let's, to get. let's do the same, ca- same category for 200. All right, 200 points. Iron City Beer was the brand chosen to test market which beverage innovation? Uh, the Reefer. Go ahead, Reefer. The aluminum can, maybe? I don't know. No, sir. That is not the Doc. entire answer. Doc, go ahead. The pop top? I'll give it to you. Tab opening aluminum cans. Okay. Is that what you meant, sir? Yeah. Okay. Well, you said it's not entirely, so... Yeah. yeah. Gave a little clue there. 200 that was points. Only for the song, though. Goes to Jazz, or Jazuski or Jizz, or whatever you want to call them. That's fine. Doc and Jizz, you have control of the board. Uh, let's go songs for 300. Songs for 300 points. I'm going to play you the clip. You tell me the song. Please buzz in nice and loud. 300 points. Loudly. Here is the tune. Doc? Go ahead, Doc. Let's get drunk and screw. Close enough. It's why don't we get drunk and screw. Who's the artist? I got no idea. You don't get it. I, I said you got to do both. JP? Uh, why don't we get drunk and screw? Isn't that Jimmy Buffett? That's Jimmy Buffett. JP gets it. Oh, please. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll split the oh. points between the two of you. Oh, I thought Doc was just propositioning you. 150 for JP, 150 for Doc. What are the, can we I get think a, that's uh, fair. Can we get a uh, first, second, third kind of... Thing. Yeah, what are the what's our points ratio looking like? Yeah. I bet uh, you. Bug has seven hundred. Uh-huh. Doc has three fifty. JP has four fifty. Reefer has three. Okay, it's not in any order. I don't know. I'll tell you what, uh, Bugs. I'm in second. Bugs in the top, and he's really walking away here. Now, Bug Bugs up. Uh, JP. Uh, what is Bug? Have? Se- he's he's at seven hundred. You got four fifty. Yeah. So uh, you're second. Doc, you have control of the board. Please choose a category. Oh, let's do. Tough stuff for three. All right. Beer stuff that's tough. 300 points. What city in the United States has had the most breweries? Reefer. Go ahead, Reefer. Uh, Portland. No, sir. Clang. Go ahead. St. Louis. Beer. No, sir. Bug Eater. Uh, Philadelphia. That's absolutely right. Philadelphia, PA. Throughout history, they've had what? more breweries come and go in Philadelphia, even than Portland now has. It's the water. Yeah. That's 300 more points for Bug Eater, uh, who apparently is a beer trivia master. So he's got a 1,000. And, Doc, that's Chad's job. He can still get beat. <laughs> he can still get beat because there's a few 400-point questions left out there. Bug Eater, you have control of the board. Go it's ahead, 1,500 points. 1,500 points still on the board. All right. Bug Eater, choose. Uh, let's go for the tough stuff again. Okay. Or whatever it 400. is. 400 points. Left. It will close out the category, beer stuff that's tough. The Golden Brewery, begun in 1873, was a partnership between Adolph Coors and whom? <laughs> 
partnership between Adolf Coors and whom? Clang. Go ahead, JP. Some German dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, beer. Doc. Uh, I'll give it to Bug. He gave his actual buzz first. Go ahead, Bug. Uh, was that uh, Pabst? It was not Pabst. Doc? Schlitz. No, sir. It was a person. You're looking for well, a person. Oh, uh, this is Augie Bush. <laughs> uh, I never partnered with anybody. Uh, anybody else? Uh, that's Reefer. You want to take a stab? Um, no did. idea. All right. Jacob Schuler. Oh, him. Jacob oh. Schuler. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> the category is closed, and Bug, you still have control of the board. You got slogans for four, beer people for 100, songs what? for one, two, or four hundred. Let's take slogans for four. All right, this will close out the category. The slogan is probably the best beer in the world. <laughs> probably. It's not my homebrew. I'll give you guys that hint. <laughs> that would be probably the. Okay, I'll get that. <laughs> probably the best beer in the world. No Googling, no cheating, everybody. Doc, stop playing with your pen. Okay. Go ahead, Reefer. Wasn't. Uh, Miller High Life, the champagne beer, I have no idea. No, it was not Miller High Life. Anybody else want to stab here? Where I beer. I got nothing, man. Bug Eater, go ahead. How about Stroh's? No, I'm going to go ahead and give it, unless anybody wants to take uh, a Molson. final stab. Not Molson. JP, you want to take a stab? Carlsberg. Ooh, Carlsberg. Carlsberg. Yeah. Probably the best beer in the world. I always get criticized for picking um, uh, a West Coast beer. So there was not a West Coast beer on the list. And, uh, yeah, Carlsberg. Was, was that the, the West Coast, Coast of Europe? And, uh, yeah, could have been. All right. So <laughs> that category is closed. Bug Eater, you still have control of the board. You've got Beer People for 100, Drinking Songs for 1, 2, or 400. Well, let's try the beer songs for four. Beer songs for 400. I, I would know. recommend you do not let Bug Eater win this one. Yep. Someone needs 400 points here. Yep. Here is your I song. close it out. Please chime in. Doc, remember, you need to give the title of the song and the artist. Here you go. St. Paul in his letter to the Ephesians Said it came to me upon a midnight clear I finished writing all of my gospels You did say we didn't have to give the artist in the beginning. Yes, you did. I'll tell you what, I will take just the song name on this one. Clean Clean beer. Mm. Okay, so you all knew the song name. It sounds like you just didn't I, know the artist. Stephen yep. Lynch. Uh, JP, you went in first. Sex and beer. Okay. Bug Eater, what's your answer? For the, j- Just give me the song title. What were you going to say? Titties and beer. Okay, he was saying titties and beer. And Reefer, what was your song title answer? Uh, same as JP. Sex, sex and, beer. and beer. Okay, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Doc. Were you gonna say sex and beer yeah. too? Okay, but I, I, I couldn't. I didn't know the artist, so. Couldn't sex and beer is correct. If anyone can name the artist, I'll give the sole points to the person who Steven can name Lynch. the artist. Reefer. Uh, something with Sullivan. And, uh, Doc, what is your answer? I would say Stephen Lynch. No, that's not correct. None of those people is right. Anybody want to take another stab? I'll give you guys some chances here. Ripped off Doc there. Um, What's the guy? Craig uh, uh, Numbnuts, whatever his name is? No. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. What was it? 400 points, that question, right? Yeah. All right. Now, the, the artist is Pat McCurdy. Oh. Oh, him. I will divide the points oh, amongst okay. the three of you. Re- he uh, partner with Coors? Bug was the only one who was wrong. It was not titties and beer. It was sex and beer. So please divide the 400 amongst yourselves, Doc. That would be Doc, JP, and Reefer. You all get How your share that? of the 400 points. And, uh, 133 points apiece. Yeah, there you go. And whatever you're doing, Reefer, stop, please. What are you, like grinding up uh, your children or something? Flushing the toilet or drowning the cat. Right I don't know. Gone. Uh, JP, I'll give you control of the board. What the hell? All right, what do we got left? You have beer songs for one and two hundred, and beer people for one hundred. JP, what do you want? Um, let's go people for one. All right, closing out the beer people category for one hundred points. Who did Anheuser Busch send the first case of Bud to after the repeal of prohibition? Doc. Go ahead, Doc. President Roosevelt. That's right. Good old FDR who uh, signed the uh, repeal of Prohibition. Budweiser went ahead and sent him. Nice case of Budweiser. That was beer people for... As if that was a lot. As if that was a big thanks. Yeah. Uh, 100 points. I got water. For Doc, you have control of the board. Uh, 100 to 200 points for drinking songs. Beer songs, 200. Beer songs for 200 points. Everybody, remember... Got it both. Song and artist... And chime in loudly. Do not yell the name of the song. Here you go. Uh, Clang. JP? Uh, Gin and Juice, Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Dre. Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely right. You got it just with the pour in the beginning. I hate to say it, but we got to listen to this first. I know. I was going to say, let it ride, G. You can't just turn off Snoop. Once it starts... It gets into your bones. That is uh, 200 points for JP. In the LBC, it's kind of hard being a Snoop Double G, but I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. May I kick a little something for the yeah. and make a few <laughs> yeah. Mama ain't home yet. All right, so uh, last one is uh, for 100 points. It's drinking songs again. Please chime in, everybody, and do it loudly with your sound. Here is the song. Playing. JP. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer by George Thurgood. That's absolutely right. Boom. We got to listen to this for a second, too, don't we? I just wouldn't be white if I didn't leave this on. <laughs> I'm home on Friday. The, the destroyer of the blues. That's 100 points for JP. Job. Please give us our tallies, but don't tell me the winner yet. Well, that, Tally them up. I did already. Hang on. As long as I get my money next Friday. Now next Friday, come I didn't get the rent. And out the door I went. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a little George Thorogood, everybody. We name them in right ascending now. order. Please give us the fourth place non-winner. Fourth place at 433 points was Reefer. Reefer. <laughs> a uh, good effort, and at least you got through, but you still have a way to enter just by vials of White Labs from Beer, Beer, More Beer. Thanks I'll, for playing, I'll be bro. there no matter what. All right, man. Cheers, man. Cheers, brother. Oh. All right, thanks, Reefer. And third place, please, Doc. Third place, Doc. It was 533 points. 533. Not a bad showing, Doc. You uh, came through a couple of times. Thanks for playing. Uh, that was for Jazzuski. Jazz in the chat room. Do you I have two, any parting gifts? Uh, you No parting gifts for anybody. Because <laughs> we won't send them out. Because <laughs> they won't get sent anyway. 
Although at least so can, why not? Let's just say it. So you can now blame it on Chad. You get ten cars. Okay, yeah, second right. place. Uh, yeah, Jazz, I'll tell you, you just want a brand new Mercedes. It's in the mail. <laughs> yeah. uh, you go find one on your corner. If you can start it, it's yours. It's yours, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, second place, please, second Doc. Place. Yeah. Is JP with 883 JP points. really cleaned up in the end there on the uh, songs. Came through strong, man. Yeah. Came through strong. Good choice, man. Hey, you're, you're good at the song. No life. Strong show. You, you got a couple other ones in there, too. So, yeah. uh, very strong showing. And that was for Spherical Camel. Yep. <laughs> and Bug comes in first with a nice round 1,000 points. Wow, Bug Eater. Hell of a, tr- a beer trivia guy you are. Uh, trivia's my specialty. Who, who am I? And by the way, a hell of a spokesman as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just want that delay, that radio delay. <laughs> yeah, it's this Skype delay. Well, congratulations. You get one extra name in the hat if you're not buying vials of yeast from more beer than your name is in there. And if you buy more, you, it'll be in there just that many more times. So, uh, hey, congrats, brother, and good job today. Thanks for playing. Well, thanks a lot. All right, we'll see you. Thanks a lot there. There you go. The great bug eater. Good brewer. Like the guy's beer. Had a couple times here, Doc. You remember? Yeah. Sent some into us. Good game, everybody. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why I decided to keep track of that, but yeah. it's fun. Because you're possessive. <laughs> I, I can still do, uh, not the, yeah, it's OCD, but, yeah. um. Yeah. That's whatever it is. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Who wants All to give right. me a beer, Chad? Uh, we're taking a quick break anyway, so, oh, okay. uh, hang in there, everybody. We're gonna take a break. Get your own. You're tuned into the session. We still have another giveaway today. We're going to do a phone-in giveaway later in the show. When we come back, we're going to start talking about efficiency with the great Dr. Scott. He's going to help us out with everything we need to know about efficiency, why it's important and why it's not. Get your questions ready. Join us in the chat. Send them to JP or call us, 888-401-BEER. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Kick a little something for the G's and make a few wins as I breeze through. Two in the morning and the party still jumping cause my mama ain't home. I got bitches in the living room getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. So what you wanna do? Shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the door. But for what? We don't love them hard. Yeah. So we gon' smoke a house to this. Jeans up, hoes down. Why you motherfuckers bow to this? Did you know that you can not only order from More Beer online at morebeer.com and receive free shipping on most orders over $59, but you can also shop in person at their two retail locations located in Concord and Riverside, California. In fact, the Concord facility has grown to over 15,000 square feet to fit all the new products, expanded showroom, and new knowledge center classroom. And now, in conjunction with the Brewing Network, More Beer is making it easier than ever to keep up on what's happening. Download the More Beer monthly podcast by clicking podcast at morebeer.com. You'll learn about More Beer's history, sales and discounts on More Beer products, get to know team members, and hear ways to save you money. They're also launching a brand new website soon with more features and a better online shopping experience. So go to morebeer.com or call 800-600-0033. That's 800-600-0033.
Tim. Finnegan lived in Watling Street, a gentle Irishman, mighty odd. He had a beautiful brogue, so rich and sweet. To rise in the world, he carried a heart. See, it's sort of a tipping way, with a love for the liquor poor Tim was born. Help him on with his work every day, hit a drop of the catheter every morning. Ultimate Homebrewing Show, where today's topic is... Dark beer, but first, let's go to the phones. Who are we talking to? Jamel. Jamel Zanishev. What can we do for you, Jamel? What were you guys saying about dark beer? All dark beer is really strong. And bitter. Well, you guys might want to look for a new source of brewing knowledge. We're using Poor Harold's Almanac 1947. You know of something better. Brewing classic styles by Jamil Zanishev and John Palmer. 80 award-winning recipes and how to brew them by the number one names in home brewing. Extract, partial mash, all grain, we cover it all. Reserve your copy today at the Brewing Network store. I will sign one just for you. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details on brewing classic styles, the homebrew book of the year. So, do you cover Bach beer in there? You betcha. Because I've been saving all the sludge from my fermenter so I can make some real soon. Oh man, you really need this book. Order your copy today. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com, the official broadcaster of the Great American Beer Festival. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's yeah. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. You know, Put some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Like beer. <laughs> Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. 
one beer at a time. Go ahead, JT. I know you got it in there. <laughs> can never let it go, can you? No, because it's so awesome. <laughs> it's one of those, like, uh, Anagata Davida. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be in a Garden of Eden. Like, it I, is? I, yeah, you didn't know that? No, I, I thought it was Anagata Davida. No, when they were, they were I'm I guess. That, I'm now that oh, guy. They, they were the, so Name the artist. Ah, uh, shit, I know that one, actually. Oh, yeah. uh, come on, come on. Cream? Iron Butterfly. No. I have that vinyl. I have that record. Yeah, yeah. But I guess they went in the in the in the studio and the guy was so hammered on whiskey. Yeah. He was just singing in a garden of Eden, but it sounded like in a got in a garden of Eden. But it was it's supposed is, to be in a garden of Eden. I never knew that. I was such yeah. a douche. I'm that guy. I always thought it was in I was like, wow, what a great uh, yeah, catchy well, phrase. It means nothing. In a gata de vida. Yeah. yeah, but sometimes that's good in a song. Too, I know. You know. Yeah, it's great. Like I, uh like the ooh band Ooh wee wa ching ching wa big bang. ching Absolutely. I just remember the uh, uh, Iron Butterfly song because uh, I was in Boy Scouts and we were having a uh, a meeting. It's a small meeting, and uh, we were having it at my friend's house. And his dad was this uh, military, just you know the 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 flat top guy. Yeah, the high. And uh, we were it was it was the 70s. We're hip, you know, and we're, we're doing some cool thing. <laughs> you know, we were hip. Yeah. We're doing some cool. We made this great Leatherman holder. Yeah. And so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the guy's house we got uh, in the background really low playing is in the Gata de Vida. And it, it's a, it's a long song. So it's like 23 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> yeah. long song. So it's gonna, and his dad walks in to see how we're doing. He was like a, a Boy Scout in the 50s or something, and he's or in his military. Oh, he just blew a cap on this one. He just thought, did not think it was proper. Yeah. And turn that shit off and... It was. It was. It was it, it, we were just like I, we thought. We that, good find. We thought that uh, he was going to start beating his kid. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Because it was just disrespectful and everything else. Nice. And this is what was going on. It was just low in the background. We weren't like smoking a hookah or anything, but yeah. we were like twelve. Yeah. How come it's called Inagata Davida as the title of a song? I think. I think they were like. Uh, I think the producer or the band were like, oh, it sounds cool. Yeah. Let's do it. So great to be a rock star. You just show up hammered. You make a one-hit wonder like that. Belt out some stuff. Yeah. Just but keep singing for 23 minutes. It's Yeah, it's a 23-minute song or something like that. And for back then, in the genre of three-minute songs on AM. Yeah. Love it. I mean, it makes sense if you listen to the lyrics, you know. The <laughs> reference to God. What a great riff right there, though. Can you play that, Doc? You ever learn that? Yeah. We gotta get Schumann in here. Where's Schumann when we need him? He needs like fuzzy, like heavy metal. Just yeah. that 60s fuzz. No, Schumann only does them all sissy style. It'd have to be acoustic. <laughs> in a gotta acoustic. <laughs> in a gotta gay. <laughs> 
In the car of the Brittany Bay. All right. Well, I guess we ought to get on top. Right, yeah, on. maybe. Let's move on. <laughs> 888-401-BEER. That's our number. If you have any questions, you can join JP in the chat room. He will uh, take your questions there, pass them along to me as well. We're talking brew system efficiency today. And, you know, the first thing I want to talk about, re- just real a quick answer, Doc. Uh, does efficiency only matter to all-grain brewers? Yes. Does it, it is. So yes. extract brewers don't even care. Uh, partial mash, it does matter, too, but... Um, uh, yeah, pretty much extract it doesn't because everything's 100% efficiency. efficiency so. gotcha. Okay. Right. I got a weird phone call. That's, I'm shocked. Do you want to know what it is? <laughs> a weird phone call on the Sunday show? Wow. Do you want to get into it or are you, we already yeah, started the bit? It was Zymergist. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all you have to say. You guys are such douchebags. Yeah. You don't even need vinegar and lemon juice. And I said, I don't understand. And then he just didn't that's, say a word. That's what you put in the douche up. bag. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. And I see. <laughs> I probably never had one. No. All right. All right Was anyway. he mad at our Inagata DeVita record? No, I, he, he didn't. He, like, hung up or something, yeah. but he just, I'm like, hello? 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 That's probably him calling back. Let's well, try. You can hang up on me if it is. If it's somebody else, we might want to take it. Okay, so it only matters to all grain brewers, the efficiency thing, which would explain why I didn't hear about it until I, start, until I started brewing all grain. It has to do with math. Yeah, which which explain why I'm terrible at it. Yes. <laughs> okay, so... That fourth grade question. What it? are we even talking about? I mean, let's get really basic here. When I say my brew system's efficiency, what the hell am I talking about? You're talking about uh, your extraction of the sugars out of the grains. And they have a theoretical yield, which is a lab thing. If you could get everything that's soluble into solution okay. uh, in, in a lab, which we'll never get. That's the the published thing. So if you look in the back of a lot of books, it'll say um, pale ale or malt is going to give you uh, a 10.38 per pound per oh. gallon. Okay. And when we do, like, so when I enter my recipes in ProMash, which, by the way, we're going to talk about the ProMash uh, version of, of calculating this later as well, and I pick a grain... It puts that number in right. there. That's just theoretical yield. Okay, and that's as that's its maximum yield. Yes, that we will never see. Okay, okay. It's 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 like ninety six. It's it's way up there where you're not going to get it. Yeah, that's what they do in a lab. They grind it to. And powder. your your brew efficiency is your extract minus what theirs is. So it's it's, uh, it's the difference. It's the difference in, in what your percentage of of the theoretical yield is. Okay, and. Yes, it's important, and yes, it's not. Okay. Um, if you someone gives you a recipe, say at a pro mash or whatever, and I get a lot of these questions. I only got you know my I, I came out ten points low on your original gravity. Right. Well, you got to look at the guy who's giving you the recipe. It's there's two things. How did he figure out his efficiency? There's in pro mash, there's two different things, and what was his efficiency? Okay. So when I give somebody my my recipes. I change their efficiency for them. So when I you see. get it, you can pretty much use it. And I use a pretty standard one of 70%. Okay. Uh, and you, you're going to come out high or low a little bit, but it has to do with your system. Even if you know your system really well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change if you change your ingredients. Okay. Even if you brew the same beer only, some guys brew just one house beer all the time, and they yeah. brew other ones, uh, they're going to get a little bit different from year to year because it's a, a natural product. The um, From the maltster, you're going to get different values from the maltster, things like that. So it's going to go up and down a little bit. So it's going to change no matter what you're going to do, but not that much. 
Uh, it comes into play mostly when you're trying to hit your target ga- uh, gravity. Okay, that's what I was going to say. That's why it's important. That's the important part. So when I know that I want, and and this is something that I've started to, uh, you know, it's a real challenge for me. So I've kind of zeroed in on it, uh, hitting my numbers. So okay. if if I know that I want my OG to be 1050 exactly, then my efficiency really counts because when I'm given a recipe. Uh, that's for 1050. I may have to adjust the amount of grains that are in that recipe right. yep. based on what my system's efficiency is. Unless you account for it in uh, the, your system efficiency. Okay. Uh, or in in your in your recipe. So if somebody gave, if I gave you a recipe at my efficiency and yeah. you accounted for it for your efficiency, it, yeah. like in ProMash, yeah. it'll change that for you. Oh, it will. I yeah. see. So you'll come out pretty close to the same thing. Okay. The big problem is if if you come up real high or real low because uh, you guessed wrong at what your efficiency is, and you kind of got to guess at first so yeah. you get used to your own system. You change some, something in your system, you change your louder tone, you change you change your mash tone. We change ours every week. Uh, w- yeah, whatever you change, <laughs> it's gonna go, things are gonna come out different until you get used to your system. That's what you're gonna have. Okay. Well, if you come out really, say you come out low, you're gonna shoot for a 1052 beer and you get a 1040 beer. Well, and you you. You really got to take the measurements before the boil. A lot of people take it at the end and say, "Oh, geez, what I came out with." Oh, if you geez. came with a ten forty beer and you still got forty five IBUs in there, you're gonna have a problem. Well, now this makes sense because if if the efficiency is what we're extracting from the grains, then our pre boil wort is exactly what we've extracted from the grains, right? With no alteration, hasn't been boiled off, nothing. That won't change it either. Okay. Uh, if you're talking, let's talk gravity units. All right. Gravity units have nothing to do with uh, volume or anything else. It has to do with how much sugar is in there. It has nothing to do with, with concentration. Okay. So as you boil, your, your gravity points are going to go up, but your gravity units are going to stay the same. Okay. So what I do is I take a, a gravity reading at the very beginning of the boil. And I, uh, it's going to be different because you're going to boil things down. It's going to get more concentrated, and, sure. and your OG is going to go up. Well, I know exactly how far I got to boil it down to to get my OG. It, that's just the way it is. And if I if I'm really too high or really too low, there's some other things you can do to make that better. Yeah. Uh, but at least I know it's coming. Yeah. If I take the measurement ahead of time, I'm not going to have any surprises in the fermenter. So what is the right measurement? It's not just taking an original, like using your hydrometer and taking a gravity? Well, let's say uh, before the boil, you take a hydrometer reading. You cool it down so you get the right reading, or you can use the conversion factors to get that. Uh Uh, At the beginning of the boil, let's say you're doing a five-gallon batch. You're probably going to have six, six six-and-a-half gallons at the beginning. Yes. And so it's going to be more dilute, so your OG is going to be a lot lower. So if you're trying to for a 1050 beer, it's going to be 1043, something like that. As you boil it down, it's going to get more concentrated, which means your OG is going to go up. And it gets down to 10. Right. So, but you can figure it out ahead of time how many gallons you need to boil it down to to get that hit that number. Okay. By hitting that number, it's going to give the concentration of sugars that are in there. That's the maltiness. Yeah. And that's going to help balance out uh, whatever your IBUs are. So it doesn't really matter how much hops you throw in. You're going to still get the same IBUs. Sure. So, But if you miss your gravity by a lot, you're going to be in trouble. Your balance is going to be way up. A whole different beer. It might not be a bad beer, but it's not going to be what you're shooting for. That's where uh, the efficiency comes into play is it's important. Is it? Can you be consistent? Can you get what you want to out of this beer? Yeah. Or are you just, you know... 
shooting blind and, and maybe trying to just get a good beer out of it. Is shooting blind different than shooting blanks? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. Thank you. See, shooting blanks. Shooting blanks is after the JP's fact. Shooting released. blind is before. <laughs> so, when you're thinking about that, it's in it, the point that if it's not that is not important. A lot yeah. of people brew really nice beers, and not not even dealing with the efficiency of because, their system. But that's because they're consistent. Then, because right? they're consistent, they're okay. brewing the same beers. They know their system. Yeah. And just intuitively, they can come out with something really nice. Yeah. But you throw them a. a new recipe of something they haven't even brewed on their system it's gonna be you know you're gonna have a blinder on yeah and you don't know what you're gonna hit it and it, it a lot of people freak out a little bit uh when the numbers aren't hitting right in the middle of the brew session uh you can get around that if you know what's coming uh there's some ways you can fix that okay in, in the middle of it either too high too low there's some other things you can do to, to deal with it okay so for a guy like me, it, my the only intuition I have is that I'm supposed to brew. That's what my intuition says. That's it. It stops right there. Uh, so a guy like me, I might want to pay attention to what my efficiency numbers are, especially when I'm having trouble hitting my OGs and things like that. Well, let's say you, you're taking the same recipes from the same guy every time. Or let's say you're uh, brewing B3 kits yeah. the whole time. And that's all you do because you don't want to be messing with recipes. You just go get a kit. I'm brewing today. Yeah. And consistently, you're low. Yeah. Or you're high on your your OG. Right. That's because they've plugged in. What do you guys plug in? Seventy percent. Uh, yeah, we say about seventy. Well, so they they figure about seventy percent efficiency. And if you're consistently getting low, your efficiency is a lot less. Or if it, you're consistently over overdoing it and you're getting you know. Imperial beers every time. Then it's a lot more. Then you're getting a little bit better extraction rate out of out of your system. Okay. And it goes from system to system. Sure. So you you see a pattern there, and you say, well, I keep, you know, overshooting my gravity. Yeah. What can I do? Well, if you're using ProMass, you up the the efficiency numbers until you start hitting the numbers every time. So then you pretty much know what you're doing. Okay. And it can vary off and on if you start changing procedures, certain things. Uh, it'll change a little bit with uh, different ingredients. What I what I like about ProMash is that uh, so when you brew your beer and you go back and you go, okay, God, I was a lot higher, I was a lot lower. Pull up your recipe, you hit efficiency lock, I think is what it is. Yeah. And then you can mess with your efficiency. So you 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 scroll your efficiency up or down from wherever you had it, and then that will adjust your gravity. So you 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 scroll up if you got a higher gravity, and you go, okay, it's locking I got lock ingredients. Points. Yeah, lock ingredients to batch, batch size, size, I think, yeah. and efficiency uh, lock, and uh, and then. <laughs> Excuse me. That's a that's how I figured out my efficiency. Just okay. brewed several batches, mess with it. I get seventy percent, okay. and I know that. So when I dial it in, that's fine. And if I mess up, if I get too less or too too much, I pull up the recipe, hit efficiency lock, and I scale it back down. To, oh, I got sixty five on that batch. That sucked. Okay. And we'll talk specifically about uh, the pro mash. We're going to put pro mash in front of Doc and in front of me, and go through exactly what JP's talking about. If you have pro mash at home, you can do the same. Also, there's a trial version, so if you don't have ProMash, go ahead and uh, just do a, a... You can probably Google it right now. Um, it yeah. might just be ProMash.com. I, I haven't been so. there in so don't, long. Don't they have a, a um, beta version or something? And you, 
you get the free download, yeah, free download. version, and it and you you have uh, all the functions that we'll be talking about. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have it yet, go ahead and download it now. You got some time because we're going to keep talking about this and how to do some manual calculations, and then we can all sit with ProMash in front of us cool. and talk about how to use it in in the next segment. Because I want to know recipes too, how to calculate with. it too. Yeah, I think, I think so. it does. Well, maybe we can use those as our. Uh, yeah. We can make a recipe too. Guinea pigs. We can figure out how to yeah. do that. There's a lot of things you can do with it, and uh, if you're, especially, it especially comes up when you're trying to make a recipe. Are you trying to hit a certain OG? Yeah. With it, um, you put in certain ingredients, and you're way over, way under. You gotta you can scale back some things. Yeah. I use it for that. I use it to um, scale up recipes for, from a five gallon to a twenty gallon, mm-hmm. or or back down. There's a lot of things you can do with that just to keep the OG the same. Okay. And the OG, uh, hitting your numbers, really has to do with making a same consistent beer or making what you set out to make. Yeah. Uh, you can come up, you know, two points isn't going to make a big difference. Eight to ten points is going to make a big difference. Uh, it could be still a really good beer, but it's not what you were shooting for. Yeah. And to get to be a better brewer, it's, it's all about being able to... I wanted this, and you can make that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's the balance, and if you don't have, if you if you miss your your gravity, that means your hops are out of balance. Right. Either too much or too little. Well, or all sorts of different things happen yeah. too when you do that, and that to me now is 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 the is the frustrating part of brewing because I've gotten the clean part down, I've gotten the even, uh, I've gotten the fermentation control down, and uh, the part I don't have down is a lot of control over. Yeah, and think system. that's why you said yeah. this pale ale is. It's yeah. It's just eh, it's clean. And you'll taste it. So but it's that goes, also like water. That goes to the consistency thing. It's like pee. It's like yellow water. And we're having some later. Yep. Oh great. Great. It comes <laughs> in a can. It's about something about beechwood on the side. But don't worry about it. Yeah. But I brewed it's it. It's mine. And it's mine. Now, so the times that efficiency is not important is when we are consistent. So when I stopped adding components to my brew system and just leave the damn thing alone finally, um, and I'm always using the same system and I brew a bunch of times and I do the same thing over and over, uh, these are the people, that is when I will not care about efficiency anymore? Is that what you're saying? That's when it's not important? You'll anymore? know what you can do with the system. Let's say you're going to plug in your recipe to whatever. It's, it has to do when you're changing systems okay uh you're gonna go so jp gives you a recipe his yeah. system's gonna be different yeah and you're gonna need to know how to convert that recipe so it comes out the same on your system yeah and you don't have to be exact it just has to be ballpark and if you really know your system and you always say every time you get one of jp's recipes you're always eight or ten points high mm-hmm. so you scale back maybe your uh your pale ale a pound the base malt yeah, yeah. okay and that'll that'll bring it back down. Okay, so it's really now this is good, and, and and this is exactly why I wanted to have the show because it's really about hitting the numbers then and being able to do it no matter uh, what the recipe is, where you get it from, or anything else because you can adjust for these things. Yes. Okay. It's just one that pr- that parameter. Why it's not important? Well, it's not the first thing you really got to think of. You already mentioned you got you got to really get the sanitary thing down. Yeah. You got to know how to use your system. Yeah. Uh, when I first got my big new system, I just sat there and looked at it for like two weeks. I was afraid to brew on it. <laughs> he said, oh, you sissy. It's too much stuff going on. So then I just started doing it. Well, you're just a little guy, Doc. Yeah. And this big system. Well, I, I had it made shorter, too. <laughs> yeah. So even then. Yeah. It had a step stool. <laughs> yeah. You're so, just a little guy, Doc. Yes. <laughs> a big little guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Sweep the leg. Uh, 
you got to know these things before. And it's one of those things you yeah. don't really have to worry about just yet. Okay. But it's going to come to a point that you have that question, why can't I do that? Yeah. And it's yeah. Is one of the parameters that will help you get to do what you set out to do. It's definitely, uh, your process is way more important. Yes. You, you, your efficiency doesn't mean jack if you don't have a clean process and if your recipe, you know, is unbalanced or, or whatever. Sure. Oh, you throw half. Yeah, I throw this in there, throw that in there. If you, that's yeah, but right now none of that other stuff means jack to me because I can't brew the beer that I want to be drinking. I can brew clean beers day in, but, day so in, and have, day out. So you have the process. That's I got the I'm process. Saying. Yeah. Then yeah. now you can move on to your efficiency and, and, and your repetition. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you can now, get you can get dialed into one beer. Yeah. If all you ever wanted to have, you had one tap in the house, and you know what, pale ale was all you wanted. It's right. a friend of mine. Kill you could, myself. You could end up brewing a great one, neither doing any math. Nothing. You yeah. just dial it in, and you know that beer that's on your system. It's good news. You go over to JP's house and try to brew what you know on your system, on his system. It'd be different. You'd be different. Uh, I, I can't understand why it's not coming out right. Yeah. And it comes out to doing this kind of stuff. So no, how many batches did you have to brew on yours before you were able to sort of figure out what your efficiency was? The new one? Yeah. When you Several. Got you on, really on this so. new system, I, I kept... Way overshooting my OG. I mean, way. Okay. I just, I couldn't put the the efficiency up that high because I just didn't think it was theoretically possible. I see. And I kept overshooting every time. Okay. So we shouldn't, us new guys, shouldn't be discouraged about having to do this several times, several no, it, batches before we figure this out. It took me a while to dial it in. I got closer and closer and closer. Now I pretty much know I get a recipe. I can dial it in and I know what I can do. Okay. But it took me a while. Yeah. I, and it was really, uh, this was my first system. My other system was a three-tier system. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to get that one dialed in. And finally, I got that one dialed in. And then I, get, then I got the new system, and it was starting all over again. So by, you know, middle of brewing, oh, God, I'm too high. What am I going to do here? I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm too way high. too high. Uh, <laughs> Freaking out. <laughs> so it's nothing to do with my efficiency, yeah, by the way. Yeah. But I am too high. But the, the OG is way too up there, and uh, every time it was doing that. But I was getting closer and closer to what it was, and it had to do with the efficiency of the system. Now, how, how many times did you bump it up in Promash? You know, because you said you didn't want to go too high because you thought that was too much. Did you go like a couple a couple percentage? Points? I would go. I would go five percent. Each, uh, at first, I went from 70 to 75, 75 to 80. Then I started coming down, like 80 to 82, 83. Started dialing it in at okay. that point. Uh, but in my other system, it was easy, 75 almost every time. I had a research system. It was it was pretty pretty good. I could get, you know, this is between 75 and 80. But I knew that one. I always knew that one. And now I got the new system, and it changed all over again. So okay. just kind of bring that back every time you change. You can do a change a little bit in the system. You have to change the whole system, and it's going to screw it up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Question came through from the chat room here. I want to read OVL. Ovula. Our. That's an O-U-R. Uh, well, try writing that properly. Because that R... Try reading it properly. That uh, freak. What's that last letter right there, Doc? O-V-L. Oh, yeah, of course he's going to say that. It's a friggin' L, that's why. Okay, whatever. 
I've okay. had a couple beers. I'll so vote. this question is what are our efficiencies? Correct. Each of our the, – the question yes. from the chat was like our systems? Yes. Yeah, mine is I have no friggin' clue. Where do you get? Uh, what do you, you Doc, get? what's yours? Are you all, no, I'll start with you. No. <laughs> Damn well, it. Well, what, what do, you, what, do you always go high, low? <laughs> Damn right I do. Um, do, where, do this what? beer came out really – Really uh, dry. Uh, I ha- did you come out low on that one for your uh, I think I'm trying to think back over the last couple of batches. Uh, I think we tend to be low. Uh, okay. But now the problem with that, though, see, I'm a bad. I don't want to use me as an example. I, I think it's a bad example, and the reason is I actually think I have a high efficiency, but we have a lot of. We've been trying to dial in our volumes. Yes. So the volume of words, and so I think my numbers. Like I want to tell you that my efficiency is low because my I've had to add DME and things into the kettle, but I don't think it's because of my efficiency. I think it's because the recipes I've been getting are for ten gallons, and I have to come up with fourteen gallons of wort so that I can. Transfer yeah, to leave. my fermenters ten gallons of beer because you used to leave two behind. Right? Yeah, yeah, that'll so mess you up. I think we should. I think my numbers are just going to confuse people and jack it up. So we should uh, because I'm still dealing with volume issues and it's screwing up. So what, what are we seventy seventy five? I think I'm. Above, <laughs> I think I'm over seventy five. I think I'm at least eighty percent actually. I would I, think that in those cooler systems, those the, are pretty efficient. We're pulling a lot, a lot of nice sweet wort out of that mash. I think we're over eighty percent. Well, you really have to have everything calibrated. You have to know how much uh, volume is in your kettle. Yeah. I think I, I have a uh, a volume stick that I put it in there, and it's calibrated all the way up. Yeah. And I, Which is a great tip, by the way. You just make marks on the tip. I made marks. On the, on the I, I made a, a copper pipe, mm-hmm. half-inch copper pipe with, uh, you know, sealed at both ends, and, it, and I... I Marked each gallon all the way up, so I can put it in any time and I know where it is. This is a great idea. Yeah, it fill it factors into the, to uh, your efficiency there. So if you're off a little bit, it could be a problem. Yeah, in volume. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because it gives you your gravity units. JP, unless you're off that much all the time. If you're, con- then, if you're consistent, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and this is something actually that came up a long time ago when I did my first all grain batch, and we started talking about efficiencies. As a, you know, a while back, Oz is actually the guy who called in, and he just kept saying, "Listen, it doesn't matter if you're as long as you do it the same every time, right. then yep. you can just factor for that. Yep. If you don't change what you do, then it doesn't matter." Well, here's a good example: mine's above ninety. It is. Wow. Now, part of it, I think, is uh, possibly my calibration of my, my boil kettle. And it took me a while to get there, but, you know, I'm doing it consistent every time, so I just dial that in. By it, calibration of your boil kettle? You no, know it's, it, I'm probably off some because it expands as it boils, and I think I've got more than I really do. So... Oh, so y- you mean... I'm off in my volume calculation. When you calibrated your boil kettle, it, the water wasn't hot, the kettle wasn't hot? Yes. And then so now that it's hot, you think you it have ex- a little more volume? It expands, expands about 4 to 5%. Oh. In the water? So, oh, okay. So when it's like really hot, I put the, the dipstick in there, and it tells me, tells me how many gallons it is. If yeah. I have more gallons than I think yeah. at a certain uh, gravity reading, I'm, I think my efficiency is going to go up. But the point that it doesn't matter... Is I keep doing it the same way with the same stick. It's, it's consistent the whole way. Okay. So at least now I know where I'm going. Yeah. 
it, I don't have to change. I don't. I don't have to be right. I just have to be consistent. So I. I it, it's probably not ninety two, ninety three. It's probably more like eighty nine percent. Okay. But as long as I keep dialing it in as that, I know where I'm going. Right. And your numbers. And, and what I said, as long as you're consistent sure. and you're doing the same thing. So the numbers don't really matter. Don't don't get upset because uh, you're getting seventy. Three percent instead of seventy-eight percent. Yeah, because you might actually be getting seventy-eight percent. It's just some some calculation that you have, some measurement is wrong. Right. Uh, your hydrometer's wrong. I've had those. I've had a, I've had a hydrometer that's five points off. Some things, it, it's all where the math goes in, the numbers that go in. You're going to come out with a different number, but as long as it's the same number every time. Okay. Jip, what's your? Since they asked of our efficiency, what's your? Uh, efficiency? Mine is seventy. Seventy percent. Yeah. Really? So right at the bottom rung there. Yeah, it's not. It's not a whole lot. We don't want to be below seventy, right? It doesn't matter. I don't know. It really doesn't. Uh, matter. I, I, in, in, I'm not hung up on in it. In the homebrew world, yeah. it does not matter. We could just add more grain. We just add what's another pound of grain? A buck? Yeah. You, you add another I, pound of grain. That matters to me, it, by it, the way. It really doesn't matter. I see. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to kind of worry about it and go, oh, you know, why can't I get more? It doesn't. Yeah, I Did mean, you it, cut yourself. I did several times because that's the only thing in my life I can control is my bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> so when you would mess up your brewing, you would cut yourself. Yeah. So um, if I'm Sully and I have a giant head, yeah, I have a giant head, uh-huh. but and but I don't have a giant OG. Yeah, I, I'm worried about it. <laughs> you uh, are because then, I'm then, selling the yeah. beer. Well, and it's very expensive then to meet the. Well, well if you're Jesse, it, you're pro- and you, have, yeah. <laughs> you have a low OG. Your your profit. Line is going down. Okay, but so for us, a buck. For us, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we can toss some DME at the end, and then th- th- efficiency also kind of goes in hand in hand with taking readings during the boil, before the boil, after the boil, so you know how much you're losing also in, okay. in evaporation. So, like, I know I gain about eight points in the boil, ten points in the boil. So if I if I take my pre-boil and it's it's ten thirty six, I should have about a ten forty six, ten forty four beer at at the end. Okay. That. Well, if you take and, you know, and, and then if you're low, you can boil some or add some DME or you know. Whatever. If you take uh, your gravity reading before the boil and your volume before the boil, divide it by the gravity reading you want. OG, it'll give you how many gallons you boil it down to. Oh, great! I'm glad you just said that because the question from the chat was, "How do I know how far to boil the wort down?" Say it's that exactly. Again. You take the of gravity reading at the beginning. If you're using a hydrometer, you got to cool it down or use the the factor. Cool it down to what? I think it's if you can get it, if you can get it down to sixty, you don't have to do a factor in. But the hotter it is, uh, the higher the reading is going to be. Okay. So you, you're actually you got to add more to the reading. It's going to be a lower reading. So you got to add more into it. So if you mashed at one fifty, you cannot take a gravity reading at one hundred fifty. No, just take work. some out, let it cool, cool it under. You know, I put it in the freezer. What and yeah, cool it down to sixty. Sixty is what your hydrometer is calculated at. If you are uh, calibrated at, if you have a. Um, Refractometer, yeah. it really doesn't matter. It'll adjust for. I it. love refractometer. One drop is going to cool really fast, and it'll give you that reading right then. So you take your volume. Uh, let's say you're doing a five gallon batch, and you get six and a half gallons there. Okay. And your reading is ten forty eight. Okay. And you want to have a ten fifty two beer, so you take volume original times gravity original divided by the gravity you want. And that'll give you how many gallons 
you boil down to it, and that'll give you what your gravity is. Great. And here's where your copper stick comes in because right. you put that in and you know what you've boiled down to. Right. And okay. And what JP was saying is, is, as long as you know your system, he knows in a was a ninety minute boil. JP, uh, sixty. Okay, for a sixty minute boil, he loses. Uh, you know, he'll gain eight points and he'll, how, how many gallons he's going to lose. So you could actually know how many gallons. I mean, uh, mine's about three quarters of a gallon in an hour to a gallon an hour. Okay. And so I know if I boil 90 minutes, it's gonna, I'm going to, you know, take down a gallon and a half or two gallons. Yeah. Now it, something, now, now, I just want to, while we're, while we're on the, what it's boiling down to and how you know what it's boiling down to, uh, something that I remember from Jamil is in, in this consistency thing and brewing consistent, part of it is that you want to, you should know what your boil looks like. Because, for example, if one session you got that boil just cranking right. and the next session maybe you got like a really mild boil, well, what you boil off in an hour is going to be different. It's going to be different. So, so pay attention to what your, bo- your, lo- your boil looks like. How vigorous the boil is. Right. Because that's how you know that you lose three quarters to a gallon, right, Doc? You do the yeah. same boil every single yeah. time. Okay. I get a, a, a vigorous boil going. I know yeah. what's going. And the same kind of math thing. Let's say I know I'm going to lose two gallons. Yeah. So I take my original gallonage. Yeah. Uh, it's 20 gallons. So I, I take my original gallons is 25. I'm going to boil it down for 90 minutes, and I'm going to end up with 23 gallons. Okay. So I take my original gravity, original volume, and I divide it by the volume that I'm going to have at 90 minutes, mm-hmm. and that'll tell me what original gravity I'm going to have Okay. at that point. I think you've made me do that math when brewing with you. Yeah. I just was drunk and don't remember. <laughs> it's pretty easy. But I definitely remember you giving me the calculator and saying, do this, and I was like, oh, shit. Uh, but it was easy. You just did it. So Say the calculation again so that you can figure out your OG. The, the idea is here is volume 1 times OG1 equals volume 2 times OG2. Okay. So you crisscross applesauce. Mm-hmm. And you can you divide by one of the numbers you don't want, and to the other side, and it'll give you your either your OG at the new volume or your volume at the new OG. Okay, you can do both. You might as well have been speaking Spanish, but I'm sure somebody understood that other than me. It's it's pretty easy to do. It's just if you're drunk in your, your brew session, which we are often, we use uh, a calculator. Use the calculator. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do. You always have a calculator next to you in the brew house. Right. Um, we're going to talk about using ProMash as well, which is essentially just a glorified calculator. Yeah. And and one issue is, let's say we say I got to I got to boil down three gallons now, and it, that might take me. Three hours. Yeah, what then? How do we calculate for the bitterness that we're extracting? Then you, you, you always add the bitterness in. It, it, most recipes say the last 90 minutes, the last 60 minutes. Yeah. Deal with it that way. Okay. Okay, so when you, that's why we're doing all of these, uh, volumes at pre-boil, because, or, or right when you start the boil, because you don't have to have added the hops yet. No. When you, you don't. do this. And so, if you take these pre-boil measurements, and you find out, well, I'm gonna have to boil this for two hours, well then you just don't add hops for 60 minutes. Right. Okay, great. Uh, your, it's, it's, that's the better way to do it. Your efficiency is gonna go down some. You okay. can put the hops in to begin. It's not going to be that bad, but you're not you're not going to be consistent again. Okay. So you're right. Just wait till the last 90 minutes of the boil, if that's what your recipe says, and put it in there, even if you boiled an hour beforehand. Okay. Now uh, we uh, brushed over this and kind of said, uh, you know, ultimately it doesn't matter. Uh, but a, a question came through from the chat: Is there a point, and if so, what at what point 
is a low efficiency a bad thing? So, you know, we said, man, it doesn't matter that you're below 70. Not for us homebrewers. It costs us a buck. Well, that, let's talk about, I think we're going to talk about that after the break. Okay. Uh, how to fix it. Yes. We'll talk about why it's there. Yes. But there must be something wrong with your, with your, uh, not just not your system, but your process. So at what point do we know we have to do some fixes? How low is low? Below 60, I'd say. So okay. Something went wrong. Okay. Below 60, below 50, because you're going to have, a, you're shooting for a 1050 beer, you're going to end up with a 1035 beer. Okay. Uh, make a great Jamil bitter, simple bitter thing, but uh, it's not a good session beer, but it's not what you're looking for. And if your consistency are that low, consistent that low, you're going to have a problem. Okay. You can't really... There's, there's other things factoring there. It's not just your math. It's not just your system. There's something. It's the grain crush. It's, uh, it's a lot of things. Okay. Okay. Now, we've gone over a few equations here um, for how we're going to figure out our OG and things like that. Chris uh, Can we go over the, <laughs> uh, um, uh, the manual equation if we were to punch in to figure out our system's efficiency. Because when okay. we come back, we're going to do it in ProMash. But All right. we've got a, a, yeah. a little left in this segment. How, what are the, how do we figure out manually what our system's efficiency is? All right. Uh, you Should I do this along with you on a piece of paper? Uh, you can. It's going to make me feel even stupider than I am. All right. I'm going to try. It's ought to be. I wish we had a webcast for it, this. Yeah, if it gets really... Like, just to see the like smoke in my ears and this stupid look on my face. Yeah. I'm going to tell you all a secret right now. In the first grade, when it was math time... You know, you're, you stay in the same class all day, mm-hmm. but you have different subjects throughout the day. I would cry all the way through math time. You would cry. I just would sit there and cry. <laughs> like, they would give me... The, uh, this is not an exaggeration. They would they would come to math... I was I loved everything else about school. I was good at it, as the whole as thing. As you could in first grade. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Math time came around, and they would hand me the, the book, which had that you could write on the books in that grade. You know, you, yeah, was, the workbooks. And I, I would try for like five minutes, and I just start crying. I just sit there <laughs> like a sissy crying woman about math. So anyway, uh, this is what the webcam would look like when we go through these numbers right Are now. Are you gonna cry now? I'm gonna cry. Okay. Uh, well, not yet. It, it usually takes me five minutes or so of, of crunching the numbers. Well, you know why six was afraid of seven, right? Because seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Stupid. All right. Uh, let's, let's start out. What, what is efficiency? Efficiency is going to be equal to the total gravity of your wart divided by the total pos- potential of your gravity of grains. I'm not going to write that down. Okay. What it means is... Uh, <laughs> I got a zone We talked about what the the lab potential is. Right. So when you pull up in ProMash, each grain is going to have uh, the pounds per... P- points per pound per... Gra- per points per pound per... Gallon. Gallon. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Um, you got to multiply that times gallons, okay, to get gravity units. And... Or how many pounds you have in there. So you got to know how much is going in there. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we didn't start yet, did we? You so, do the equation. <laughs> so oh, if yeah. everything was uh, lab efficiency, yeah. then all those numbers in ProMash all added up yeah. would be fine. Okay. Now, you want to have, let's, uh, you, you brewed something. Yeah. You take your gravity reading. My, my pre-boil gravity. Your pre-boil plus your uh, volume. Okay. And uh, you divide that by the ideal, which is your your lab things, and that's going to give you a percentage, 80, 70%, something like Because what you get out of your kettle is going to be less than the ideal. Okay. So, so is the, that num- the numerator is what you have yeah. in your kettle, and the denominator is your ideal lab values. Okay. Okay. 
So, uh, what we're going to need to do is let's let's do a pale ale malt. Okay. Uh, and we're going to do all these in gravity units. Gravity units have to do with uh, how much sugar is in there. It doesn't have to do with pounds. It doesn't have to do with gallons. What you want to do is have your pounds uh, times the gravity units. It's total gravity units. So, um, gravity units, easy way to think of them is, let's say, uh, a pale ale is going to give you 1036 per pound per gallon. Lab conditions? Lab conditions. Uh-huh. Uh, your gravity units are going to be 36. You just... I see. Use the last numbers. Great. I like that. Multiply. That's per pound per gallon. Okay? Per per pound. That's the big thing here is per pound. But you're going to have eight pounds of pale ale in here. So 36 times eight? 36 times eight pounds. It's going to give you, that's 288 gravity units. Thank you. And then we're going to have some crystal malt in there. And your crystal malt is going to be a little less gravity units per pound. So we're going to have uh, 32 gravity units per pound. But you only use half a pound of that. So 0.5 times 32, that's going to give you 16 gravity units. Okay. All right. Uh, Your total is going to be 304 gravity units. All right. Okay. Now, when you've just done your mash and you figure out what your volume is and what your gravity, what your... My pre-boil volume. Pre-boil volume and your pre-boil gravity units. Yeah. Okay. Can we just, like, throw some numbers in uh, if you let, have let, some there? Yeah, I've got some here. Um, you got six gallons of wort at 1036. Okay, so six. My pre-boil volume is six gallons. Six gallons okay. at 1036. This gives you a total gravity of wort of about 216. Those are my gravity units. That's what you actually brewed. That's your gravity units. It doesn't matter if it's pre-boil, post-boil, because it's all the same okay. at this point, because one goes up, one goes down. If the volume goes down, the gravity goes up. So that the gravity units will always remain the same unless you put something in there like uh, sugar or extract, things like that. So the gravity units will stay the same. Okay. So pre-boil, post-boil, doesn't matter. Gotcha. You, can, you can do that. So let's say you came out with 216 gravity units. Uh, your ideal is 304. So 216. Uh, divided by 304. I need a calculator on uh, it. 71%. How do you know that? Because I did it before. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to sit here and do the, do the math. So what is it, 71%? 71% efficiency. Okay. So what we just did was uh, we took the ideal, which is 304. Of your grain if bill. we took the lab. The ideal of your grain bill. Yeah. What, if you were in the lab and you got everything out of the grain you could. Yeah. And that would have been the uh, – that would have, my gravity units would have been 304. Right. And that was by taking the um, – for pale ale, it was uh, 36 because it was 1036. 1036. Times 8 pounds, and which gave us 288. And then for the crystal, we had uh, uh, 32. 10, and a half. 1036. Turned it into 32 times a half a pound, which gave us 16, and that was our uh, 304 number. Yeah, so total gravity units for the wort. Okay. How did we get the 216 number? Which was uh, that was what we brewed. So what we whatever we brewed, uh, we, we got that. We got uh, six gallons of wort at uh, 1036. Okay. And that was... So that was six times 36? Yes. Gotcha. And that's what gave us our 216. 216. So that's what you brewed. That, that, that's what your original gravity is. Post-boil, pre-boil, doesn't matter. It's all going to be the same. Okay. Great. That's good to know. And then so the 216 divided by 304 is what gave us our 71%. Efficiency. And that is my efficiency. It's, it's what you brew uh, 
against what is ideal. I wouldn't have cried in the first grade with that. That's not so bad at all. Because we're talking about beer. Well, there's that. <laughs> but also, it w- I could do a little division and multiplication. That's all fine and good. Also, you're a big boy now. And I'm a big boy so now. So when you ask you know, you know, Miss Myers, uh, <laughs> are we ever going to use this? Maybe I cried because my first grade teacher was ugly. But my fourth grade teacher was wow, something. Wow, wow, wow. Wee, wow. Uh, no, that's really not difficult math. Though. No, it's not. That's okay. It's, it's learning what, what the units are. Yeah. And sugar units. The sugar units are what give you your gravity. So you've got gravity units, yeah, uh, which is uh, your ten thirty six minus one times a thousand. It comes out thirty six. Just get rid of the decimal points and take the last numbers. Easy enough. And uh, when you add, add them into, uh, or you multiply them times each pound you have in your recipe, yeah, that's going to give you total gravity units. And then you'll have your total gravity for your wart. Okay. And that's where it comes out to be. Great. So we just manually figured out our efficiency. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we are going to do it in ProMash, and we're going to answer any other questions you have, too. i got a few in front of me right here. It's 888-401-BEER, or you can join us in the chat room. Any of your questions, I know a lot of them are about uh, the boiling down and things like that. Go ahead and ask those. We'll uh, attack anything we can. We'll be right back. Also, surprise visit from Daniela when we come back. Hang in there. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. Well, beer, we've had some great times. When I was 17, I drank some very good beer. I drank some very good beer I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McGee. I stayed up listening to Queen when I was 17. Yes. 
give me another beer, baby, and shut up. Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Freccia and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from John. Park. All right. <clears throat> uh, brewing classic styles, take one. So we got to do this commercial for the BN. Okay. What do you want to do? I don't know. It's uh, for Jamil's new book. Are you going to get it? Of course. You're going to pay money? I think we get that stuff for free, don't we? <laughs> I haven't got anything for free yet. Have you? No. Got a free kick in the butt. Yeah. This is starting to sound like an episode of The Butchers. Why haven't we done one of those butchers lately? No one likes them. Oh. There's good reason nobody likes those either. What's that? Because I'm short and insecure and you're fat and smell like ass? Oh, man. That hurts. <laughs> All right, should we roll tape? All right, let's go. This fall, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available from just one place. Uh, no, I think you can get it in a lot of places. Well, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available for pre-order from only one place. That's not true either. All right, smarty pants, but only one place will have it signed. Oh, that's cool. TheBrewingNetwork.com offers brewing classic styles by Jamil Zanishev, the most awarded homebrewer in history, and homebrewing expert John Palmer. Available now for pre-order from the Brewing Network store, signed by Jamil himself. It's every BJCP style. Every recipe is extract and all grain. Every single one has won awards. Every style has some tips on how you brew the beer, what to focus on, what the key parts are of brewing and extract version of the style. Available this fall, Brewing Classic Styles. Pre-order your copy today. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kangarator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> <laughs> The home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Keeping the ass out of brewcast. Welcome back, everybody. Talking efficiency. We're uh, setting the timer of when I start crying. (laughs) 
we got to call Daniela. A little surprise visit from Daniela before we get into the ProMash thing. Joe, why don't you get that laptop open and ready for dock? You'll find the ProMash icon right there on the uh, desktop of it. And open that up so Doc can have that in front of him, and we can get ready to do our ProMash calculations. i got to phone Daniela. Uh, she wanted to say hi to everybody. The weird thing about this call will be we're also waking her up. It's 4.30 in the morning in Germany. She's probably Germany. up already. Well, she has to. She's, uh, like, flying somewhere on business today. you got to go do something. And Ooh. she needed a wake-up call. And on top of that, she thought she might as well say hi while we're at it. So uh, everyone will get to hear Daniela's uh, wake-up voice. How about that, huh? Wow, wow, wee, wow. Let's see I just want to say that I miss all of my <laughs> friends as everyone. The first thing she says when she wakes up is see Kyle, I guarantee. <laughs> uh, let's see what we get here. See what we get. Hal Hitler! <laughs> I wonder if she's going to try to sound awake. No, I... Of, like, miserably asleep. She probably won't answer at all. It rings Good funny. Good morning, Daniela. What the fuck? <laughs> hey. And Come on, wake up. This is your uh, Brewing Network wake-up call. Um, what's the time? It's four th- time to get ill. It's 4.30 in the morning, and you have a plane to catch. It's still dark outside. Doesn't she sound cute when she wakes up? It's not dark here yet. Don't yell at me. I'm not yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to? <laughs> You've got a flight to... Where are you flying to today? To Cologne. To Cologne. Oh, you're the, the home of Cologne. Cologne. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna? Are you the home of girls and gay people in Germany. <laughs> really? That's where all the gay. Where you are? put them all? Yes. You do not know that. <laughs> That's where they <laughs> sent them back in the war. Yeah. Like internment camps. Uh, <laughs> go to Cologne. Are you gonna have Kolsch tonight? Oh, most likely. That's Dark Sharkly. That's, there you go. It's German for yes. Yes. I see how much I've learned over the years. <laughs> I see. And what sort of business are you doing there? Uh, what are you guys doing, anyways? Uh, I, it's the show, dear. Oh. Yeah. And you're on the air, by the way. She it's doesn't know what we're doing, but she can speak English. It's, it's funny. You would like this show because it's about math, and it, we're waiting for me to start crying. Yeah, right. As if I ever would like a show. <laughs> She's also very angry when she wakes up. Slam, <laughs> nice to know. Slam Obama in the snow? <laughs> yes, that's what she said. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this is your wake-up call. Would you like to say Thanks, anything? Thanks. Appreciate it. Gotta go. You want to say hello to the folks at home? Hi. <laughs> very creative. She's, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's come up with a summary here. She sounds cute in the morning. She's uh, creative in the morning, apparently. She's angry in the morning. She can speak perfect uh, English in the morning. She forgets all about the Brewing Network Sunday session in the morning. Yeah. No. Because it's Monday there. Mm, thanks for waking me up, guys. All right. Well, have a safe flight and a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. There you go. That's your uh, glorious Daniela call. We got to make that a regular thing. Like yeah. even when she doesn't have to get up, just fuck with her. It's call her at four oh. thirty every Sunday or Monday for her. Time to sell things. How awful is that? We're gonna be drinking for the next five hours. She's got to go to work. <laughs> and then the opposite happens. Yeah, and that's true. What? Then she'll be drinking great beer in yeah. Cologne, and, and it's uh, like three o'clock for us. And we'll have to go to work yeah. tomorrow. Well, Doc drinks when he works anyway, so that's right. yeah, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gotta talk to you about. It. So I, you know, my teeth have been killing me, Doc. 
Because you haven't been in a long time. We've been no, under no, 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 asked no. to get in there. No, when I, w- I was just there a week ago. No, but you haven't been in a long time, and I had to fix something. Yeah, and that's the one that's now killing me. Oh, wait, you got to come back in. Can I just have some drugs? No. You sure? Well, let me got to come in first, then I'll give you drugs. Can we talk about it after the show? <laughs> I, be- I bet we do. <laughs> Can you just write the prescription now, and I'll leave during the show to get it fulfilled? <laughs> Well, send chat. <laughs> Say chat. Go pick up my yeah. codeine for me. <laughs> I, I just got to call it in. <laughs> Great. It's perfect. <laughs> they don't hurt How at all. Oh, it hurts. It I don't know why, but it hurts. Just but it keep, looks fine, but it hurts. Just to keep a synergy on the show, I think I need some codeine, too. <laughs> yeah, everyone needs some codeine. <laughs> the codeine show. So I just want to... I'm opening up my Pro Mesh now. Everybody get your Pro Mesh ready. Open it up at home. Doc, you got it in front of you? Yes, I did. While everybody is opening their Pro Mesh, and since we're uh, talking about how stupid I am, I've got a second story to my crying in the first grade about math. So I was really good at all the other subjects, and they wanted to send me to... All the other subjects? All the other subjects. Didn't matter what it was. Paste just, eating? Just was Paste eating. I was great at paste eating. <laughs> Uh, so they wanted to send me to smart kid class. This actually may have been in the third or fourth grade. I forget. But there's a point where they start to evaluate. You, those of you who have kids. Were if, these smart adults? If they're not these? retarded. They were. This is unbelievable. I'm telling you. Uh, so, But you have to go through tests for them to take you out of normal classes and then put you in, in these sort of uh, smart kid classes. That's and they, what they told you, right? And they wanted to do this with me. So they took me out of class right. and they put me through these tests. And I failed every single math part of the test, so that so I ended up in stupid kid class with everybody else for the rest of my life because I could never. I they, they're they're those you weird. You couldn't take tests. That's all. You're really brilliant. You just couldn't. Yeah, take that's a what test. I say now. No, I was just a moron, but I was good at like talking, <laughs> like I was smart. But they they're weird, like where they give you these. Uh, a lot of them were those like ink blot tests too. You know the ones you see on the television. Like, test? what does this look like? And I'm like, oh, it looks like Doc. Two dogs fucking. <laughs> Yeah. Looks like beer. I was in the fourth grade. That, that looks like beer. What about this one? Lager. This one? Ale. Looks like me wearing some guy's skin. <laughs> looks like me wearing your skin. Yeah. That's, looks like stare me. Stare at him. Looks like me cutting your head off. Yeah. Jerk. So I failed all the math tests, and I and and I ended up in dumb kid class with everybody else. All the window lickers. <laughs> I ended up. I went. I went from uh, being in regular class, wanting to put me in prodigy class, ending up in special class. <laughs> I think is where I actually. Justin, was. can you polish my apple, please? Okay. I was the same way. I uh, well, opposite actually. Um, I took these tests and I got stuck in the the, the dumb kid. Why? Section. Uh, maybe I couldn't take tests. I don't know. Uh. And then I spent a week in that class and they move me up and then because I, you beat up all the I, dumb kids you know, I, and i spend a week in that class and move up because in fourth grade i think they split us up into for math and, and reading into all the classes kind of conglomerated and they, they put the dumb guys like well, you in yes. one, one x and then there's like five levels and i test it out and i'm i'm in like i was bummed i was in the dumb kid class oh. and i'd spend a week and then i'm you're moving yeah what okay because we were sitting around and reading, I'm just blah, 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 reading or doing math, and I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, I'm so bummed I was in the, in the dumb kid class. <laughs> yeah, and spot run. Spot runs yeah, well. Yeah, you spend a run, week, and then run. boom, you're the next time. No, you're moving. Yeah. Next week, you're moving. Same but way. I just got to know these people. No, you're moving. <laughs> so no dumb class for you. That's good. You know what I realized? Was it first? I, you know, I know how you guys. That's a good bottom stor- feeders are. That's a good story about how smart Doc was in school and how dumb I was. Yeah. Never mind that his name is Doc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Doc. No shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then, but there was people out there that thought I was dumb. Just as another quick side note, I was, you know, those honor about dumb kids and smart kids. You know, those my student is an honor roll. Oh, yeah. So I had a couple thoughts about those the other day. I just wanted to share with you all. First of all, my favorite stickers are the um, "My Kid Beat Up Your Honor Roll Student" stickers. Yeah. Th- those are great. Yeah. But I thought about how messed up it is of a school to give out the honor roll "My Kids in Honor Roll" bumper sticker. Because let's face it, if you're a parent and you're not a douchebag, you don't want that sticker on your car. No. Like, let's face it, you do not want to. No, it messes up the paint. It messes up the paint. That and and really, you're like, hey, I'm really proud of my kid. I don't need a friggin' sticker. Sticker on the car to say it. Right. The problem, though, the problem is that the school gives it to the kid, and mm-hmm. the kid brings it home, and the kid's young and pr- and like, look, look mommy, look, mom, yeah. dad, why I, don't you want it on your car, dad? Why don't you want to hawk? And so you have to put it on your fridge. So I used to it blame. Doesn't go what good with the red Ferrari. I'm sorry. I, I used to blame the parents like for putting that sticker on their car, but it's not the parents' fault. It's the school's fault because you don't want to like ruin your kid's life. The kid will grow up and going, well, dad never wanted the. He was never proud of me. He didn't want to put the sticker on his car. Well, all you have to do if you're a parent, you get out of that. And say no, it's not a. It's not a. They call them bumper stickers, but it's really you a, can stick them anywhere. It's really a toolbox sticker. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to put it anywhere. on my toolbox or on your toy chest. That's a good solution. You put it on the head yeah. of your bed. No problem. We can put it on the ceiling so you can see it all. I saw time. one. My favorite one of put those it on the neighbor's car was uh, was my kid sells drugs to your honor student. That's a good one, That's too. Funny. I like that. See, if my kid ever comes home with one of these stickers, I'm going to have a, a whole array of counter stickers like that. And I'll go, you know, that's a nice one, but what about this one? It's funny. And let me tell you, it's more important in life to be funny than it is to be smart. Yeah. Look at me. You I'm go, funny? You go a lot farther being funny than you will smart, my friend. Look at Eddie Murphy. <laughs> He's funny and likes feet. Whereas Albert Einstein, where's he? Dead. There you, you go. Know, he was a pacifist. Or my my honor student's going to make a lot of money selling drugs later. He wouldn't even play chess. <laughs> yeah. That's how much of a pacifist Albert Einstein was. I thought I'd share that with you. I picture Doc's kids cooking up drugs in his garage in the, in about 10 years from now. You mean no, about I don't have minutes. a vent hood in the garage, so they know better. It'll be, oh, sorry. In the brew house. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Daddy, look, we added some cinnamon to the baking soda and the cocaine this time. I think it'll be great. <laughs> the future of crystal meth is in Moraga. <laughs> Don't they have flavored crystal meth now? I'm sure they do. No, I think they do. Uh, Smokable energy crystals? Yes. All right, let's do this. Uh, open up your pro What's your mash? efficiency on your uh, crystal meth lab? <laughs> yeah, that's our next 100%. Oh, oh. Your I, kids I, I, will I, I, know. They'll be good at all that. That's uh, that's all Doc will say. When Doc finds out that they're cooking meth in his, in his lab, he'll all he'll say is, do you know your efficiency, son? <laughs> You're not doing that right. <laughs> Let me show yeah. you. Where's your where's your where's your uh, safety glasses? <laughs> you gotta burn. Who's yourself. your lookout? Yeah. <laughs> who's that? Who's, who's at the road to the property waiting for the plagues? Who's the that plagues? crack whore in oh. the corner? Oh, my kid wanted to smash things with his hammer the other day, and I had him a pair of uh, safety glasses and go to town. <laughs> You didn't, you didn't say, like, maybe you want to curb your violence, son? You oh, just no, gave no, him no. safety glasses? Yeah, maybe safety maybe glasses. you should go to therapy? Yeah, you also you didn't want to talk to him about his anger? No. Daddy, I want to keep the goats facing. Safety first, son. <laughs> Safety first. Put on this apron. You don't want to get blood on your new clothes. I want to draw pictures of the voices of the faces well. that are in my head on the wall with goat's blood, Daddy. Well, we'll get a smock. <laughs> don't want to get your clothes bloody. <laughs> Doc, you're such an enabling parent. Oh, I was teaching my kid to ride his bike the last two days. Yeah. And the wife should he be wearing long pants? He was skinning himself up. He'll learn faster if he loses some skin. <laughs> he'll stop falling then, won't he? Yeah, he will. <laughs> he learned really fast. In two weeks, he'll have skin grafts. Yes. 
We'll teach him how to do that. He's a boy. He needs to lose some skin on his knee. <laughs> You're right. He may lose some skin, but guess what? Tomorrow is learn how to skin graft day. Yeah. If he doesn't lose too enough skin by the time he turns 13, I'm getting the microplane out. <laughs> I've right. been, been, off been like circumcised. He's is this the lost melt? enough skin? Ew. Oh, now I just thought of Doc's kid's penis. <laughs> and Again. And I, I mean, I feel unclean. Is this the meltdown? D- Daddy, why is my pee pee tall? <laughs> this is what happens. My pee pee tall. Because your mom's hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer you have to give. Promise me, Doc, you'll give that answer. <laughs> oh. There's no Oedipus problem there, is there? No. <laughs> Jip, that's why you're on this show, man. <laughs> All right, let's go to ProMath. Well, this is what happens when you do math for an hour on the show. We have to dick around for a good few minutes. That's a good segue, Doc. Ah, uh, yes. All right. If ProMash is in front of you, we're going to start right there. Doc, I'm looking at the main menu of ProMash. Where do I want to go? What do you want to do? New session. Well, we want to figure out how to do the calculations um, for efficiency in ProMesh because we talked about how to do it manually. Well, okay, let, let's say, let's go, uh, Jamil just gave you a recipe, blah, okay. blah, blah. So you go to load recipe. Okay. Uh, right there. You said recipe. I said recipe. What do we got in here? I don't know. Do we have the same ones I have? Uh, Jamil's American Pale Ale. Right there. We're going to go to that one. I don't have that. You do now. Okay. Um He's got it set at uh, 75% efficiency, but you know, you, we've already calculated you don't have 75% efficiency. Yeah. You've got 71%. Okay. So do we, uh, in, on that recipe page, and it says efficiency over in the middle right, we're going to punch that down to 71? Right. Okay. So you, uh, I hate these fucking laptops. So when you scroll down, you look at the, uh, watch out for my pubes. Look at the, the original keyboard. gravity, specific gravity already. It's, uh, 1069. 60. Yeah. 69. Oh, so when, when we, uh, when we get on a 71, watch what happens. Like, like Doc's inner dialogue. Yes. <laughs> About so, things so we say. go down to 71 and we end up Our with. Our starting gravity changes. Yes, it does. Uh huh. It goes down. Yes. We go from 69 to less. <laughs> to not as cool of a number. Okay, so. What I do on here is uh, we need to do something. So we've got a lot of things going on. We got pale malt, victory malt. Uh, I want to keep all the same percentages. Okay. On this one, uh, so we're gonna do a little conversion here. What I do is I go up to lock ingredients to batch size. I hit that one. What does that do? Well, when I, I'm, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take uh, the batch size per gallon, the gallons of batch. Yeah. And I'm gonna raise those up. Or actually, I'm gonna lower them. And as I lower them. Uh, the, the specific gravity is going to change. When I get to where I am... You mean where you want to be? Where I want to be? Yeah. Wherever you are. Uh, then, <laughs> then we're going to unlock that and then change the batch size again. Ah, so, okay. So you have to have it locked so, to change so your batch size to get what your SG well, otherwise you're gonna be, should be. If, if you don't do that one and you start changing the gallons, mm-hmm. are you gonna be, you're going to be diluting or concentrating it. Okay. But I want to keep the same... Oh, actually, no. Let's go to unlock it first. Unlock it. Uh-huh. Unlock it first, uh-huh. and then I want you to. Uh, oh, that's what changes the SG. So okay, don't the, have it. Locked. Don't lock it first. Okay. We're gonna lock it after this. Go to batch size. It's at twelve. I got twelve gallons now at okay. ten sixty six. Yeah. But I want to go up to the original ten sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna concentrate it by making the batch size gallon smaller. Okay. So I go click, click, click. And once you get to the right size, you're looking as you're 
putting your batch size down, you're looking at your SG number right. over on the right. And, and when it, it gets to 1069, we're going to lock is, ingredients? Which is at 11.5. Okay. Okay, then go back over to lock ingredients and lock it. Locked. Then go back over to batch size and go back down to your original. Your original, which was 10 gallons. Okay. Mm you go down to 10 gallons. Okay. Now your original gravity is the same. Or, or your, your OG is the same. Yeah. Your batch size is the same, but we changed the ingredients. Okay. The, the, but all the, all the percentages are all the same. That's why I just changed Jamil's recipe to your efficiency. That's His great. Was 75, and now you're going to probably hit your numbers. That is such an easy and awesome uh, trick right there. Yeah. Uh, if anybody at home didn't get that, call us up because I'd like to go over and make sure everybody gets that. Because I, I mean, it's, it's simple. I'm not calling you guys stupid. I just want to make sure everyone's if got it. If Justin that. gets it. Yeah, then you might, you probably all have it. But 88841-BEER, just in case. Maybe you're the drunk of the week in part two or something. Wow, that no, that's really a great trick. Okay, so after you get your uh, your SG right there, you lock ingredients, and then you can go back to your original batch size, and you've changed your uh, your, your volumes of, of, uh, of malts, but right. you've not changed the percentage, so it should taste the way it's supposed to. Right, they're all the percentages are all the same. Great. The, but but the, the amounts of each one is different. Okay. To get you the same gravity. Now, this is awesome. Are we done? Was that it? No, that's just one way to do it. Okay. So if we want to go into some other things about... ProMesh is so good. It's got everything for pro brewers. Yeah. It's got everything for uh, home brewers. But it's got a lot of things in between. If you're used to doing some things one way, yeah, uh, it lets you do that. Yeah. Very uh, flexible that way. It's very flexible that way. So you don't have to be a pro. It's not either or. Oh. Nice. So uh, let's get out of this one. We can go to yeah, yeah, yeah. click OK, make it go away. I don't want to change the save changes. No. Okay. So we want to go to, I don't say unit, but no. Um, unit. unit. System settings. Go to options, system settings. How predictable are we? Yes. Wait, where are you with options on the top, and system On the top settings. bar. Oh, I option, see. Hit options, say system settings. Okay. There we are. <clears throat> and what's my name? Yeah. No, don't do that. Go down to brew house efficiency. Okay, so top of the window there, options, system settings. I'm going to hit the brew house efficiency tab. And it, my default brew house efic- efficiency is 75%. Right. So every time you put in a recipe, uh-huh. it's going to come out at 75%. Okay. Uh, it doesn't mean somebody else's recipe. It means your recipe. So if I'm making up a recipe that I want to make up... Uh-huh. Uh, it's always going to come out with 75% efficiency. So you put in, let's say you want eight pounds of pale and half a pound of crystal 20. Yeah. Because somebody told you that. Yes. And you put it into your system. You put it into here, and your system set at 75. It will automatically come out. And the guy says, oh, you should come out with a, a 1050. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you you punch it in and say, well, I just did the math, and it only comes out to uh, 1046. Then this setting because is not his right. setting no because your setting was should be at seventy one or his his was different okay so you should set whatever yours is so you figure out like we did before what your system efficiency is so after some batches you mean is yeah how right we figure this and out. so you can go into system setting you're gonna set you can set what your parameters are yeah there's a lot of parameters you can set for your system so it's predictable when you put it in it can come out that way great so uh, let's let me go over here we, uh, I got a question real quick down from to the seventy-one from the chat. Yeah, chat. Go ahead. Uh, and I don't have ProMesh on here, so I, I I can't look for myself. But would you ask Doc what the wart size is and what that changes? Apparently, it's right next to the batch size button. 
Uh, let me go look at Since that. Since you were talking about bad size button, I figured. Crowbar that one. We gotta go back up to load a recipe. Yeah. Uh, go back to. Hey, Chad's Pliny, right? Okay. Let me let me drop a load here. Uh, oh yeah, my wort size is never highlighted. Like I can't even adjust it. I can only adjust batch size. I wonder if that's uh, a setting. Maybe if you, if you if you go to like extract. No no no. Or no, no, no. What you gotta do? Okay, you, we, there's different things in ProMash's recipe. Mm-hmm. And look, okay, get out of this one. Get out of my recipes. Right, screen? and go to go to go to load session. Or go to new session. Yeah. Okay. Hit new session. Yeah. Hit pick recipe. Yeah. And then you go down to Jamil's American Pale Ale. Hit that. And uh, then you're gonna go down to edit ingredients. Yeah. And I still can't adjust. I can't my either. Word uh, size. You don't know what that is, do you? No, I never use it. I, I, I I've w- never heard of it either. Uh, actually, but it is—it's weird that it's there and you can't no, wh- use it. One good thing is that you can go back up to. We'll save this for the Promash show. How about that? Because well, we're gonna do a, a show with the dude. Oh yeah, we go back up here to help and contents. Hey Doc, stop pounding on that thing. I, I'm not used to a a laptop at all. Well, I'm, I'm giving you a... Uh, let me give you a tip. What? Don't, Thud. Don't pound on it. <laughs> don't use the heel of your hand to mash all the buttons yeah. down. Stop karate chopping it. <laughs> <laughs> Playing black to white dose keyboard. Oh. He's just a little guy. He's got to <laughs> chop on things. <laughs> uh, let, let's Chad take... felt really bad about that joke last week. He's like, I felt bad. I was like, you kidding? That's the funniest thing I ever heard. <laughs> what joke? <laughs> about the Doc's just a little guy joke. Hey, you're just a little guy, Doc. <laughs> I was Dr. like, Teflon. It just rolls off Exactly. That's what I said. What do you think? He's yeah. going to beat your ass? That's why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you took offense to it, it wouldn't be nearly as funny. Okay, so. Actually, kind of would. We've got a lot. Of, we've got that in there. Uh, yeah. You can add all this into ProMash. Okay. You can dial it into what your system is. Get a new system. You got to real di- redial from everything. the options. Okay. Yeah. I want to say, Chad. I think uh, the goal, uh, our homework for the next couple of weeks is to, as we do more batches, to figure out our efficiency so that we can, in this options tab that Doc's just had us look at, we'll actually be able to punch in a number. That we know what our efficiency Sounds is. Sounds good. So keep this in mind. Write it down. Whatever you got to do. Uh, when we do a batch, uh, aside from you know making something that we want to drink, uh, our our secondary goal is to figure out our efficiency. Well, l- let's good. let's go back to load recipe. Hit load recipe. Go back to uh, Jamil's American Pale Ale. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. This gives you at 75% efficiency. Let me say, uh, I'm, I don't have Jamil's Pale Ale in front of me. I do. Okay, let's but, just... Wait, but you folks at home don't have it either. I'm, I'm I'll give you the number. I'm, I'm pulling up any recipe. It's I thought, still going to work for no, you. I thought you were uh, pulling up the same recipe. But it doesn't matter because the listeners at home don't have Jamil's. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you the numbers. We pull up Jamil's recipe formulation, and it has 75% efficiency. You guys are going to do this recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys come out with... Instead of 1069, you come out with uh, 1058. All right, so just go right over to efficiency Uh and start clicking down until the SG goes right to 1058. Yeah. There's 1058. You guys have 63% efficiency. And on the recipe that I'm looking, yeah, so 
Whatever the recipe you're looking at is, this will work for anything. Anything. So uh, whatever your SG is supposed to be, either go up or down with your efficiency and it'll, until, the, the, it, until the, you have the right the SG. The OG changes. The specific yeah. gravity changes on that one with when you change the efficiency. It'll yeah. tell you right then, yeah. oh, God, I'm only 63%. Exactly. There's some other things we ought to talk about if you're at 63%, but uh, that will give you an idea where it is. Yeah. Then you can go back in, and, and when you formulate a recipe, you can, you can formulate it at 63%, and I'll bet you'll hit your, your target gravity and then we'll find out what you did wrong and it'll all change what he said but if you end up with uh, you know just say you're at 71% instead of 60 or 75% uh, yeah uh, it's not that big a deal there's probably nothing you're doing wrong it's just your system right so it's, it, if you're at uh, 71% yeah you're going to come up with 1066 you're going to come up with close to the same beer but really not exactly the same beer so next time, Same but you, you can figure it in, and you'll probably uh, hit the specific gravity that you want to do. Okay. So there's a lot of ways to figure it out. Just it, It's all trial and error with uh, uh, your system yeah. and brew batch, and, hey, I, didn't, I came up short, I came up too big, and, uh, and you, you can easily change it. Right. So the next time, you're going to dial it in, and you're going to change some things and see where it, where it comes up. Okay. And if the, and we talked about uh, your, your process early on in the show. Get that down first. Don't change your process. Right now we're talking about changing ingredients mostly, uh, and that's going to make you hit your uh, original gravity plus or minus or whatever you want to hit it. Okay. Questions from the chat room. Chat room. What does star sand add to efficiency? I think they're referring to my beer. <laughs> and I suppose oh. I need uh, it goes down to zero percent because you dumped it out. I see, but uh, maybe we'll have to contact <laughs> Five Star and find out what the lab efficiency of Star Sand is. Low blow, yeah, dicks. I think it's it's uh, dose dependent on that. I think so. Uh, what factors? This is also from the chat room. What factors affect efficiency? Is that a whole another segue after the next break? Mm. I think it was. Is that what you want? I was we don't have to. We can get into that now. I think if you're done showing us how to do this efficiency calculation in ProMash, are you done with that? Yeah. Then we can go to that. Okay. Let's talk about, yeah, so we we wanted to discuss the factors that affect it and then tips and tricks about how to improve it or okay. uh, things like that. So let's start with, with, before we talk about tips and tricks, this question is, you know, what factors affect it? Uh, there's a couple of things. Uh Let's say if you have your own grain mill, or let's uh, let's let's go the variable part. Uh, you're getting your grains from several different uh, shops, uh, shops, yeah. and they brew they grind it for you. The grind is going to come up with some different stuff. Uh, a finer grind is going to give you a better efficiency. You're going to get more out of it. Okay, but you're also going to have a problem with to a point. You're going to have a problem with loudering, so you're not going to get ex- be able to rinse it so well. Get, you chewed everything up too too fine. Not enough filtering. Yeah, so, uh, so husks. So a little finer is better. A lot finer isn't necessarily better. Okay, uh, that's one thing. Uh, if you're getting grains from all different places, that's the natural part of it. It's a natural product. We're going to get different uh, malts, different uh, different numbers from all these different guys, and different extract rates from these things. All the proteins are different on these things from year to year or from grain to grain. That's going to be different. So don't worry about the little ones. Don't sweat the petty ones. Pet the sweaty ones. Yes. 
So uh, the other thing is uh, maybe your your numbers are off. Uh, your your measurements are off. Your your you've calibrated your kettle wrong. That's another big thing. Uh, your hydrometer's off. Like I said before, I had a hydrometer that was five points off. Gotcha. It was a, it was a bottling hydrometer. I, I use two hydrometers when I'm doing I have the regular hydrometer and a bottling hydrometer. It only, it's a very narrow range, ten twenty to maybe zero. Yeah. And it was off by about five, and I kept just oh, it's not done yet. Yeah. Another two weeks, and another three weeks. It's not done yet because it was too high. <laughs> What's going on here? And it, it just happened to be that it was calibrated wrong. Easy to calibrate your hydrometer? Water. If you don't know about uh, hydrometers being off because of temperature, it's got to be at a, it's, they're calibrated at 60 degrees. Yeah. If you take it, you can take them at higher temperatures, but you got to. Add. you got to add to them. So if you put water into your uh, hydrometer flask, put your hydrometer in, and your water's at 60 degrees, your hydrometer should read zero. Uh, yeah, for for uh, distilled water, yes. Distilled water, okay. Yeah, it and will zero. it change much at, for tap water? It's a very little difference, isn't it? If you're real anal and you're worried about half a point or a point, yes, it'll change. Okay. But don't don't worry about that. Okay. Uh, but it's got to be, it's, the main thing is the temperature. Okay. So that. if it's at 60, so it, it should reach zero. A, so a lot of things are measurements. Yeah. Uh, your kettle volume, uh, the the grain issues with that one. Yeah. Little things like that. Uh, then y- you want to get into, well, maybe you're still really low. Uh, then you got to get into what's wrong temperature-wise with the, your mash bed. Uh, you're, you're mashing it, well, 1050, 1050, 150, 152. All right, it's supposed to be great. Yeah. Uh, did you calibrate your thermometer lately? Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're mashing it uh, a lot less or a lot more. It's going to come out differently. Okay. Uh, you really should calibrate your thermometers. And definitely, if you're going to go through and try to figure your system efficiency, let's put first on the checklist that all of your tools are properly calibrated. Right. So figure this stuff out first. I have a lab thermometer that's a, basically a large mercury thermometer. Okay. And thermometer. You couldn't just go with a regular thermometer, Doc. You had no, to go with a giant cali- this, lab thermometer. It's my calibration thermometer. I know this one's correct in a certain range. I okay. have a winch that helps uh, me lower yeah. it. <laughs> yes. I th- it's not that big. Okay. Uh, they actually, B3 sells them. And then they're a quality product. And they're a quality product. But <laughs> I don't use that to, to check a lot of other things unless I, I'm starting to get anal about it and oh I, I'm worried about my mash temp not being right so if your kid's got a fever you're not using the lab thermometer yeah this thing is like two feet long <laughs> so yeah so what you're saying is it's an anal thermometer yes <laughs> it's not that big it's another bulb at the end for you <laughs> yeah but um, I use that to to calibrate the thermometer when I first started out I would calibrate it you could calibrate it at freezing uh-huh. put some ice in some water water and ice is always 32 unless it's a brine solution. A lot of ice. No, it's got to be a mixture of water and ice. Yeah, but th- as much ice as you can put in a glass and then fill it with water. Right. And that'll give as you As long as there's 32. ice and as long as there's water, it'll be 32. Okay. When it's boiling, it'll always be 212 unless you're at a different uh, altitude. Okay. So at sea level, it's going to be at 212. So you can check it at those two things, but a lot of thermometers aren't accurate at both those temperatures. Yeah. They're, they're, they've got a narrow range that they're more accurate at. And with a lab thermometer, you can get them accurate. You know, 100 degrees and up. Yeah. Or 100 degrees and way below zero. 
What about for the those members of the BN militia who are in their bunkers underneath the ground 500 feet? Well, then you could go with the with the freezing water yeah. and and the boiling water just to see what it is. It'll work the same. But if you've got another thermometer that you trust, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the digital ones are really nice too. Yeah, uh, they, they can get you right in that range, and then put the your mash thermometer in there, and if it's Lower high. If you got one of those uh, dial thermometers with a two inch dial, they usually have a calibration screw on the back, and you can you can move those up and down. I've had to do it a couple of times. I've had to do that too. And if you're off five five degrees, it can really mess with your extraction rate. Okay. Because you think you're right on, and hey, it comes out a sweeter beer. Yeah. Oh, because you're mashing too high, and you thought you're mashing right right in the middle. That's right. If you're yeah. doing the put the thermometer in the mash. Mash is very stratified. You're going to get hotter near the top and, and colder near the bottom. So you got to really actually stir and move the thermometer with it. Yeah. Uh, just to really figure out where the mash is. It'll give you a better idea of what it is. If you just put it in the top, it's going to give you a maybe maybe a, a average or something near the top. I've made that mistake. Surprise, uh, surprise. It, it, it has to do with the whole mash. If you're begging to stir in your mash a lot, you'll, you'll probably get a better reading off of that. So that's another thing that's going to get your efficiency off. Is okay. You're not going to the enzymes work at a certain range, and if you're off in that certain range, mm-hmm. guess what? You're going to be off in your extraction rate. Okay. Uh, pH is going to be another one to a lesser degree. All right. But uh, the enzymes like to work in a certain pH range. I did have a question emailed to me about that. If you want to cover that real quick while you're talking pH. pH. Without getting too far, uh, don't consider this as a water show. Um, uh, but this guy says, I have a question about your upcoming efficiency show. Um, his well water ran out. Um, so Mine's about to. Really? Uh, so they've been using rainwater as their water supply as of late. <laughs> Acid rain? Exactly. That's exactly the thing. So he says, how does rainwater, which is very soft, affect my efficiency in all grain brewing? Uh, he says he's been using 5.2 um, to the, the, the pH stabilizer. For those of you who don't know what 5.2 is. He says uh, the fact that the rain is slightly acidic, um, so that's why he's using the 5.2. Uh, he, he runs the, rain, the rainwater through a charcoal filter, then a UV light to sterilize it before entering the house He's not had a water analysis, but he assumes that the water is very close to distilled water with very little trace elements. He says, I know it's, it's an efficiency show, not a water show, but um, how, how is this going to well, I don't know where his, he lives. He lives uh, next to Chernobyl. It's not going to be well, distilled water. Sure. Well, let's assume, the, the, I guess, that it is very close to distilled. How does that affect it? If he lives in the middle of the plains somewhere and, and not a lot of big city factories around, yeah, that, that's always an issue. Uh, then he's probably pretty close. Okay. He probably, I would do without the 5-2 to start. Okay. Just to see where, uh, and mash in, see where it comes comes out. If it's too high, too low, there's other ways to deal with it, but 5-2 uh, could probably, it's a, it's a big buffer system, so okay. it, it can it can help do with that. It would probably help a lot because of the, the water's so soft. There's not a lot of buffers in it. And if it comes out acidic as it is, he may come out too low. Uh, he'll, he'll need to adjust it for per beer because uh, uh, darker beers with more uh, darker grains are coming out more acidic. So he's just going to add to his acidity. Yeah. So he's not going to make a really great porter with it if he doesn't do any 5-2 or any kind of adjustments. Yeah. Uh, but he could make a real good uh, Pilsner or Pale Ale probably. Okay. 
All right. Any other factors you were going on before I stopped you there? pH was your last one. Uh, anything else? Factors affecting efficiency? Uh, it has to do with uh, your your equipment, too, to a point. Uh, how good your louder ton? And a lot of people use the same mash ton as the louder ton. Yeah. Uh, a lot of pro guys, they, they pump from the mash ton everything into a louder ton and then rinse it that way. Uh, if you've got certain kind of louder ton or mash ton that... Channeling is a big problem. Okay. Channeling is where you've your the bottom is draining from certain points, yeah, and all the water goes a channel through the grain, like a little river, right to uh, the drain point. Yeah. So all this other stuff around it doesn't get any rinsing. So you're not rinsing the grain with that. By the way, this is why Denny loves batch sparging because channeling isn't an issue. Exactly, it's not. A, there's not an issue. You uh, dissolve everything. Yeah. You you put everything out and rinses everything, and then when you fill it up again and stir it again, everything gets re-rinsed and and it gets redistributed into into the water. Yeah. And then it gets out again. But if but you if do a, a fly sparging, it depends on the mash tun design. Yeah. If you've got uh, a lot of coils in the bottom with a lot of little holes, it, the channeling is not going to be so bad. Okay. If you've got just one loop that goes around the outside of a copper coil or PVC and only a couple of holes, you're going to get some channeling. Okay. So you're not going to get... Uh, that will the, reduce efficiency. Uh, reduce efficiency quite a bit. Okay. It uh, has to do with the channeling. It likes to channel on the outside, especially coolers. It likes to channel along the, along the walls and into the bottom. <laughs> nice. So there's, there's there's issues that way, too. Okay. Okay. Let's wrap the segment with talking now about, because we've got some other things. we got to take a break and then do some other. We've got some tastings to do, what we said we do at the beginning of the show. What are some tips and tricks for us to um, improve or, if we have to, uh, reduce our efficiency, if that's an issue? I think just n- just knowing what your, your efficiency is and hitting it every time. Okay. So actually you know where you're going to go. Okay. That we've talked about it over and over again. Consistency makes a good brewer. Okay. You know where you're going. I want to have this. If I do this, this, and this, I'm going to have it. But you've got so many variables in it. You do something different every time. Or you don't know your system. Yeah. You're going to end up with something different, and you're, you're going to end up with a different beer. Not necessarily a bad beer. Sure. But say Denny Khan gives you one of his awesome recipes. Yeah. And because your friend had one or something, and he wants you to brew that. Can you brew that? You say, sure, I can brew that. I have the recipe. Yeah. Uh, and you don't know your system. You throw his recipe into it. You're not going to get the same beer. It might be a pretty good beer, but you're going to wonder why I didn't get that same beer. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys try to clone beers, and maybe they get every rest, every ingredient in it that they want. Uh, they, they just worked everybody for uh, that recipe. And a lot of times you have to because they don't want to give up the secrets. <laughs> and you get all that, it's just not the same one. Okay. i got some friends that have been trying to hit Red Rocket for a long time. Beer Republic. Red yeah. Rocket, Red Rocket. Yep. Uh, and if you don't, if you're, your system is all over the place and you really don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, as far as your system, you're brewing good beer but not consistent beer. You're going to have a problem trying to clone something. And it's usually when it comes down to that. When you start to make your own recipes or using other people's recipes, uh, that's when efficiency comes into it because it changes things. That parameter changes. You're using the same malt he did. You're using the same hops, all the same schedule. You you could ferment it in the same place that he does, mm. and it's not going to be the same because it didn't come out the same. And I, so many people give me emails about, 
Oh, my, my OG was way low or way high. Yeah. And they're just upset about it. And I asked, was it the first time you brewed this one? Said, yeah. Okay. So don't worry about it so much. Okay. What if consistently our efficiency is coming out low? How low? And we want to improve it. Let's say it's below 70%. And we want to just for, uh, you know, the sake of, of being more efficient. And, and, and Okay. Uh, what are some let's, things let's, we can do to improve let's it? Let's say it was way low, like... Uh, 65%. Okay. What do we do? Which isn't, isn't ungodly low, but it's... I would recalibrate everything you had. I would uh, put everything, even boiling water, into the kettle and put a gallon in, measure it, a gallon in, measure it all the way up. So you got a stick. You could measure exactly the gallonage. Yeah. That's an issue. Okay. Then you go into um, having the same grain crush every time. Uh, calibrate your thermometers. Get everything... That's true. If you look at it, it says 152, and it's not 152, but in your head it's 152. Yeah. It makes a difference. Okay. And it could be a big difference. Okay. You're not going to be consistent with that. It's consistently, like you said, consistently low. So I would do with the equipment first. Deal with your system first. Yeah. Once you get all that good, you, you, I'll bet it comes up quite a bit. Okay. Because you're, you're probably reading something wrong. You're a good brewer at this point. You're sanitary. Uh, you put in the right amount of grain. Yeah. You put in the right the hops at the right time. You, you you've got all that down. So go ahead and redo everything that you have. Your thermometers, your your hydrometers. Hydrometers can go bad after a while. Yeah. Uh, you dropped them too many times, or in the in the bottom of the uh, hydrometer jar. Yeah. That little paper the thing paper can slip. Moves. The paper can slip down. Yeah. That'll change things, and it gives you false readings. And you can only go by what your readings are. You only go as good as your uh, data is. Okay. Uh, and on the same token, if you're brewing at 65%, you're brewing consistently good beer. Don't worry. Who about the hell cares? It. Yeah, leave it. And, but if you really want to find out what it is, start start investigating some of these things. Okay. Uh, here's a question we had answered already. What temp can you get a correct hydro reading? 60 degrees is what your hydro should be calibrated at. That's what it's calibrated at, but you can do it all the way up to 212. There's uh, conversion charts for it. Yeah, okay. Uh, it has to do with... Um, Although I'll tell you this, I've had a couple of hydrometers I've put into uh, don't do that. 212 uh, wort. They'll just break. Oh, they do. They'll break. So uh, not uh, recommended. Uh, you can go all the way up. Uh, there's uh, wort chillers you can make. Uh, B3 used to sell one. It was pretty cool. You still sell it? I don't know. I think we still have a couple left over because they were such good movers. They're actually, they're, they're actually pretty cool. They're, yeah. they're a copper jacketed thing. You put a wart sample in it, and you run cold water through it. It'll chill that thing right down. Uh, you can get a sample at at a better temperature. 212 is not great. It'll, it will probably break your thermo, uh, hydrometer. Yeah. But uh, Your thermometer? Yeah, that too. Uh, if you put it in the I freezer like, like Justin does... Uh, you can forget it. I've done it. I've frozen. Oh, oh. Yeah. And I've frozen it, and I can't take the, the reading. Or the boil's done, and, and my reading's done. Yeah. I want to have a, a reading before the boil is really rolling. Refracto's awesome for Re- that. Refractometer's Perfect. really awesome for that. And I, and I actually still do use hydrometers. I use both. Okay. 
I do t- actually. Uh, I'm glad you say that because I, I don't feel like I'm the only obsessive compulsive douchebag in the room. Because I'll use a refractometer and then I don't trust it, so I use a I use a hydrometer too. Uh, and I take the hydrometer. Sa- I, I get that reading later because I have to wait for it to cool yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I still always compare whatever I got hey, from the. See, hi- uh, if, if you use it for a while, if you do a, a refract for a while, you don't have to. Because yeah, because yeah, you yeah, exactly. And yeah. but when I'm done, I take a refract and then I take a hydro just to make sure. Yeah. At the end, yeah. I don't bother cooling it down because you know I mean the last 20 minutes if you have a reading you can do the math everything's fine so. or you can just you, you take the sample and then while you're doing all your cleanup it's cooled all the way down anyway okay because you can't change it at that point uh, if you don't hit your numbers there's some things you can do to change them uh, let's say uh, I've done this before I was doing a strong dark Belgian and I, I just sparged too much my gravity was way low and I, I calculated it out, and an hour wasn't going to do it. Okay. So by sparge too much, you just mean you just kept I, I, running I, water through it? I got water through it, and I, I got extract, but it kept diluting it, too. Okay. So my uh, original gravity at that, that rate was way too much, or, or way too low. Mm-hmm. And it, even if I, I would have boiled for an hour, it wasn't going to make it. I see. So I figured how many hours I got to boil. So that's one way to do it. You can boil down farther. Yeah. And it'll it'll more concentrate it, get it down to where it's going. Turns a ten gallon batch into five. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, or you can add extract at that point. It's a good idea DME, if you're starting whatever. to do this. Just keep a pound or two of DME around. Yeah. And you can put that in. There's a couple ways to figure that one out. Dried malt extract. Yep. DME. You can uh, figure a couple ways to figure out how to do that one. Yeah. And that'll save you. Okay. If you come out too high, you can make more beer. I said hi, uh, but uh, if you if you, let's say the OG comes out way too high, um, and if you boil it down, you're going to end up with a you know a Doppelbach or not, something crazy. Yeah, uh, you you really can you can make more beer than you thought you should. Yeah, but if you don't have the fermenters for that, there's some other things. I would take off wort, take some you know gallon or two off. Okay, and. Uh, Make some starters with it, something like that. Sure, don't have to waste it. No, you don't have to waste it. You could marinate with it. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do with it mm-hmm. uh, to save you. So, but I'm always been a big proponent to hitting your original, hitting the original gravity where you want it to. Yeah, be. I agree. That's been a big focus of mine. Every batch I brewed for the last few months is really trying to hit that OG because mm-hmm. I spent so long focusing on the other things. I could get. I hardly even ever took an OG. I didn't care, and that's fine actually. For those of you who are doing that, I'm not saying that that was a bad thing that I did. I, I was working on other stuff. And you, you have to. You have to get the building blocks. You got to start. Yeah. Uh, if you're you can do all that stuff, great in math, great everything. If you're not sanitary, yeah. what the hell? So those of you who are still just brewing and not taking numbers and stuff, I, t- this is not a bad thing. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing and, and move up the ladder. Yeah. Because now, for me, that's a big thing. I really want to be able to hit my I'll, my I'll bet you don't even think twice about sanitation or yeah. or getting all the ingredients in there. Oops, I forgot that pound of grain. No, or, just know You know what? Do I, I really don't want all that hops in there. You don't throw an ounce of hops in there. Right. It's or, true. Or, I stopped just throwing like if I had if I had a two ounce bag of hops and the recipe only uh, called uh, for uh, one and a half. You throw the whole thing in there, wouldn't you? <laughs> Always. <Yeah. laughs> no, now I'm pretty. I measure out my hops. Uh, so yeah, I got all that down, and so you don't even think about that anymore. And now you're on to the next step, which yeah. is hitting target gravities and uh, finishing gravities. Well, you're still working on that one. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, we got to do that when we come back. Hey, uh, I have a question. Why DME? 
Uh, Why can't you use like liquid? You I mean, can. Uh, the DME is that what it is? Yeah. The DME is easier to use. It dissolves better. Uh, it also has you get more per pound of extract out of it. I think also uh, I don't know if everybody thinks about this. I think it's a more accurate measurement too, because you know how the uh, the liquid malt extract most of it stays in the can and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Now, if you're an all extract brewer, that's easy to deal with. You can get it all out of there. But if you if you know I got to put in a half a pound of extract in order to get this right, well, maybe you have a pound of liquid malt extract. How are you gonna get out a half a pound of that? Whereas uh, DME is easy, you know. You could. It's easier to store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easier to store. Easier to it, measure. It's easier made to put differently. In. Yeah. yeah, it's also more consistent. Uh, yeah. that, that's why we like Cooper's a lot yeah. for, our, for our just plain light DME because it's made in a brewery in the way they do it. There's one guy in charge of wort, and he doesn't know when he's making it if it's going to the beer? spray dry place or if it's going yeah. to the other vessels for beer. Yeah. He just makes it. So well, it's consistent. I JP, bet he's like a troll. Yeah, JP brought up right. something uh, Am I a troll? pertinent. Are you clip-clopping over my bridge? or what? Yeah, I just think he's like just a weird guy who doesn't do anything but make extract. He can't just be a normal person. Well, he doesn't know. Me? He's got to be like a troll. Me? No, you no. idiot. The guy at Cooper's who does JP nothing but the, make a... No, he's no, like JP no, no, he like makes a troll. The, he makes the wort, and they don't know which pipe it's going to. Is it going to make DME, or is he going to make actual beer out of it? <laughs> Yes. And but JP said something is it going to the screen which is the way they make uh DME. They they ah. they blast it out of a hose onto a hot screen and it dries it all out. Uh with the li- <laughs> with the liquid stuff, they don't. They boil it down and boil it down and boil it down. So you get all the stuff that was in the water too. Yeah. Plus you get the water. Uh. And there's there's issues with that. Yes. So, so DME is just a very consistent it's, it's, easy it's to use. Easier to use, a, a good easy you know, pound. Yeah. And you know how much is coming in there, and you get more bang for your buck out of DME. You yeah. Yeah. pound. Yeah. That and JP's a troll. Yeah. Now, why am I a troll? I never said you're a he, troll. He didn't, but you thought he did, so now you are. I swear to God, so I, thought, I thought you were looking right at me you, going, JP's like a troll. And you reacted like a troll after the fact, so now you are a troll. <laughs> my precious. <laughs> my precious. Jerks. <laughs> Uh, I'm changing my name to well, Spherical now, Troll. Um, now, you had mentioned, and I'm glad you did because it'll segue to this question from the chat room. You had mentioned when you uh, you sparged too much and your gravity ended up you know, coming out of your sparge too right. low. So somebody asked, is there a benefit to stopping your sparge early? And I don't know if early would be the way to stop it, but there is a point where you should stop sparging, isn't there? There are a couple of reasons. Okay. Uh, the, one of the reasons that most people in early brewers worry about it is because they sparge too much it gets very thin the the ph goes way up uh because the 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 malt isn't there to buffer it to keep it the ph down the buffer the the ph goes up and they're going to get tannins out of it so if it gets too thin you're going to get tannins out of it okay the other side of the coin is you're going to get too much wort or too much volume into the kettle as you put more volume into the kettle, as of what's coming through, the first third of your runnings will have half of your gravity points. The second two thirds are going to have the other half. So it gets thinner and thinner as it goes. Okay. So you're gonna still going to get more extract out of it. Yeah. But it's going to get more volume. And you're going to have more trouble hitting your, your target volume and your target uh, OG. Okay. It's easy to hit one or the other. But trying to hit both, yeah, that's a good thing. It is tough. That's a tough Especially thing. Especially if you got a finite amount of fermenting space. Yeah, uh, like you only have you know one air cooled 
conical in the living room like you do. <laughs> Which we efficiently borrowed from JP, who's a big summer brewing pussy. Why that, would you even say that to me? Because you're a troll. <laughs> you're a troll. Um, that's not the same beer that was here a couple of weeks ago, was it? It is. Yes, sir. Because he's dry hopping it. What the hell? He Don't dry hop it in there. Why? Because then he only has to transfer once. Leaves it, also, it all behind. But it also ties it up. You could be putting another brew in Yeah, there. no, that's true. Plus, we, I guess, when you... And you could easily dry hop in another keg. Well, it's not like I'm going to take well, it back anytime soon. That, and we knew we didn't have time to brew, but we thought it was a great idea, Doc, to not transfer twice, so we dry hopped in there. He'll only transfer once. Done deal. We knew we weren't going to be brewing, so... What, 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 what's that uh, five-gallon conical that we were taking taps out of? Uh, carboy? Oh, the, car- oh, yeah. the carboy, carboy. Yeah. That is the Hebrew California 10 Common. gallons of California Common. One of them finished a few days ago, and it, it had started to ferment earlier than that one. He left that one sitting there an extra couple of days just to be safe. So and it could have been in the conical? Uh, no. No. It w- no. No. Those got put into carboy- carboys before we uh, got okay. the conical. That's right. Yeah. Don't worry, Doc. There are some things we know what we're doing. He's right. working you over, I don't man. think yeah. so. Doc's like a troll. <laughs> now, <now> you... <laughs> You guys have Chad, the Uber brewer here. Yeah. And he wants to brew. If he has a place to put it, he brew every day. He does, yeah. That's true. And yeah, it is if the conical true, yeah. was open because it wasn't being dry hopped. No, he wouldn't have this in this case. He, he, I he thought was, about that. Yeah, yeah, he did. You had shit going, though. Otherwise, I'd at three in the morning, he'd be like dumping that thing, getting another brew. We <laughs> discussed it. Yeah. <laughs> Justin and I. We did. I was no. like, if you got time to brew, get rid of it. But he, he didn't, so, yeah. I know, it's like 4 a.m. He's knocking on my door. Chad, go to sleep, you ass. But I got a question about efficiency. Yeah. Are you brewing more beer? Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of beer, too. We've brewed all this beer, and we can't drink any of it because it's fermenting and aging. And well, some like of it's fermenting and aging, and some of it's just kind of bad. bad. I haven't tasted it yet. I know what you mean by some of it. <laughs> <laughs> some of it. You all jerk. Right. Uh, okay, so... There is the, uh, the the stop sparging early, and then I wanted to just chime in with what Doc was saying, that you do get, uh, what would you say, you get half of your fermentables at the first, first part third. of the third. And this, uh, uh, Chad and I really saw when he had his stuck mash the other day, because uh, the first, uh, we were doing bat sparging, and the, the first couple runnings there. It was uh, high, really high. It was high, um, and it then high. it ended up low, and then, so it was. it really does change it depending on the out. running. So yeah. um, there is a point. That you want to stop sparging. Well, it, it, your efficiency too comes into play if you want to do like party guile yeah. or multiple beers out of one mash kind of stuff. That's a whole different show. Yes, but uh, that that will come into play with that one. Okay. It's going to do it for efficiency right now. If you have any more questions, you go ahead and ask because we do got to come back with another segment. Oh, so if you've got more, uh, we will do it. Um, Gonna take a bit of a long break here. I got a yeah. couple of tunes to play for you. That's one, a long show. One from Doc. Yeah, it's a marathon show. We need some pizza. Uh, yeah, Doc's pushing uh, the show. Uh, we're gonna have to do some order in here. I'm yeah. just dying. I got cash this time. So. All right, good. Cash. Um, I think I got five bucks. I ate a. I actually have no cash. Today. I gave all my cash to my kids today. I think you bought last time. Yeah, I think I did. So. So. We'll I think when you go to that cafe in Emeryville, that's what I say. Really? Yeah. You, wanna, are you driving? I could. I could. JP is pumped about this place. You Something's are. good. Man. Is it open until 1 Til on one every Sundays, day. even? Every day. I'm down. 7 to 1, man. I'll get out of here and go do that. I'll let we you could. drive, I'll let well, you that drive the H2. That means the show's going to end earlier. That means we're getting out of here even sooner. I'll let you drive the H2 all the way there. Oh, Ooh. you can drive the Hummer, dude. <laughs> get 
the hippie all excited about driving the Hummer. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Wait, are we taking it into Berkeley? The jerk. Emeryville. Oh, Emeryville. Okay. That's okay. Right by Pixar. All right. Is that what we're doing? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, we'll discuss. We can it. think about it. I wish you guys all had hogs, and then we could ride. I got a hog. You mean like you mean like a Sully? I think it's time that you get a motorcycle, Doug. Oh no! I, uh, Come I, on, some old lady would kill me. Come yeah. on, dude. I know you're a big kind of sissy about it. You're always telling us we're gonna die, but you could be a road stain. You can join mine and Schumann's and Big Headed Sully's gang if you get one. Dude, we're we're flying on a small plane out of the desert. <laughs> I'm, I'm danger right enough. there. That's enough thrill already. I just want you in our game. And actually, we're dog. going both way. We're going to, like, out Whoa. and back. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> so we're, we're going out. We're going out. We're coming back both. Flying. Yeah. Doc's talking Burning Man right yeah. now. Everyone in the, uh, not everyone, but there are a couple people in the chat room talking Meltdown. Yeah, it's going to happen. We people gotta, are ready for uh, it. Chad, what are we doing when we come back? we got to take a break right now. we got a couple things lined up. What are we doing? Tastings. What are oh, we, yeah, we got tasting? That. We're going to taste a couple listeners' uh, brews. All right. Got a couple. An yeah. Amber, a Pliny clone, uh, a what? Schilling 70, Scottish. Oh, yes. slow down. we got that many beers today? Just a few. Really? About a handful. Uh, and then thirty, man. All right, we're going to do this quick. Uh, well, one of them was we had that, remember that oat Discussion from yeah, last week. Yeah, bug. Bug eater wanted to know. Well, we had a. I had a brewer uh, contact me that night after the session who brewed with some of those oats that he was talking about. Oh, really? About. Oat um, malt or just oats? It's oat malt, but it's a certain kind. I'll have you look at it at the break because it's right. in the Northern Brewer catalog. He yeah, sent it's, o- us, it's right. oat malt. He sent us a beer with it, um, oh. so we'll taste that beer. We'll look at his notes. Plus, I think Drew Beecham did an article in Zymergy yeah, all about this new sort of oat malt. So cool. We'll talk about all that when we come back. We, we got to taste my pale ale. Well, we got to get Drew oh, up right. here. Uh, Drew, Drew said he'd come up here and do let's, the show. we got to do the break. He will. we got to do a break right let's now. Roll, let's get it rolling, we Chad. Will get Drew. Drew's an awesome guy. Yeah, he is. I like to call him a friend of mine. He's a very nice dude. Every time I see him at an event. And, and uh, he told a, me he'd do, come up and do the show. He's, so. he's a good guy. Pleasure to hang out with. So we'll uh, get him on we'll here. We'll drive down and get him. So some, I've got some notes from his article. We'll talk about that. We'll taste my pale ale. We'll taste the oat malt beer. And I think that's it. I don't know. I think Chad said we had other ones, but. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Uh, the, the the Sam Adams glass versus the other glass. There's a lot of stuff we could save for next Shit. time, too. Let's just save it. Yeah, maybe we'll save the, the Sam Adams glass. Hang in there. We'll be right back, everybody. Uh, I don't think it's like an eight-minute break, so chill out with some good tunes. You're listening to The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. Gather round ye lads and lasses, set ye for a while And hearken to me mournful tale about the Emerald Isle Let's all raise our glasses high to friends and family gone And lift our voices in another Irish drinking song Consumption took me mother and me father got the pox Me brother drank the whiskey till he wound up in a box Me other brother in the troubles met with his demise Me sister has forever closed her smiling Irish now everybody's eyes, so until our tears are dry, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light, then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink in once again. 
Kenny was killed in Kilkenny and Claire, she died in Clare. Tip and Tipperary died out in the Danyers. Shannon jumped into the river, Shannon back in June. Ernie fell into the urn and Tom is in the tomb. Cleanliness is godliness, me Uncle Pat would sing. He broke his neck and slipping on a bar of Irish pings. Oh, Grady, he was 80, though his bride was just a pup. He died upon the honeymoon when she got his Irish up. Now everybody's died, so until our tears are dry, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light, then we'll throw up, pass out, wake up, and then go drinking once again. with Riley near the cliffs of Old Denise. He took out his shillelagh and he stabbed him in the spleen. Where crazy Uncle Mike thought he was a leprechaun, but in fact he's just a leopard and his arms and legs are gone. When Timmy Johnson broke his neck, it was a crying shame. He wasn't really Irish, but he went to Notre Dame. McNamara crossed the street and by a bus was hit. But he was just a Scotsman, so nobody gave a shit. Oh. Now everybody died, so until our tears are dry, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light. Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink in once again. Brendan tried to drive him from the bar The road rose up to meet him when he fell out of his car Irony was what befell me great-grand-uncle Sam He choked upon the very last potato in the land Connor lived in Ulster Town, he used to smuggle arms Until the British killed him and cut off his lucky charms And dear old father Flanagan, who left the Lord's employ Drunk on sacramental wine beneath the altar boy Now everybody's died, so until our tears are dry We'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up and then go drinking once again Someday soon I'll leave this world of pain and toil and sin. The Lord will take me by the hand to join all of me kids. Me only wish is when the Savior comes for me and you. He killed the cast of Riverdance and Michael Flatley too. Now everybody dies, so until our tears are dry. We'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light. Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink in once again. Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink in once again. Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink in once again. American Beer Festival will last for three days, have more than 40,000 visitors, more than 380 breweries, more than 1,600 beers, but only one lucky listener will be going for free. Beer, beer, and more beer, the Brewers Association, White Labs, and the Brewing Network are sending you on the beer trip of the year. Airfare, hotel, all festival sessions for free. Brought to you by the Brewers Association, White Labs, Beer, Beer, and More Beer, and the BN. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details.
Grab yourself a paper towel and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Guru Network.
Thanks for hanging in there, everybody. Oh, yeah. Who was that uh, last tune, Doug? What was oh, that? The one more bottle of the Happy Hour Hero. It's Mo. What is it? Mo. With, uh, oh, hang on it's there. A, yeah, got me? Yeah. Yeah, it's Mo. It's uh, uh, East Coast Jam Band. You like, could tell because they're talking about drinking Saranac in the song. Yeah. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. that's very East Coast right there. Like M-O-W? M-O-E. Mo? M-O-E. Most wicked cool, man. Yeah, Broskies. You know. Broska lighters. Dude, you haven't heard of Mo? All right, the reward for those of you who are still hanging out with us is that you paid attention at the beginning of the show, and you know that there is a second giveaway tonight for an entry into our GABF contest. The downside is... You have to talk to me on the phone. (laughs) That's right. We told you we'd have two ways to win tonight, or at least to be entered to win. One of them was Beer Jeopardy, which we did earlier. And now we're going to do a caller number something is going to be the next uh, entry. Uh, Same pick a number. Yeah, we got Sam, roommate Sam, which, by the way, have I told his fiance story on the air yet? You haven't. This is Which is an awesome one. Sam, come over here and sit down. Sam is an old friend of mine, good friend of mine, roommate, uh, been in bands together. He was the uh, guitar player at times, bass player at others in the session band. In the session band, yeah. He's also a keyboard player, uh, a little bit of of everything. He's an all-around kind of guy. Let's start our contest, and then I'll tell you the story about Sam. Sam, you're engaged now. Oh, yes. How's that feel? <coughs> like you're scary. Yeah. scary. Scary. You thought you wanted to do it, and then you did it. Nah, you're scared. Oh, my God. Crap. Your life is over. He's oh, like, snap. Oh, snap. It's like when you jumped off the bridge and you saw the handrail falling away from you. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sam, pick <laughs> a number <laughs> between... Dog. I don't want too many of these rings. Uh, I think it'd sound good, though. It'd make for good radio. <laughs> if it rang 89 times. Yes. Uh, no, I don't want to make it more than 12. Pick a number between, uh, and I want you to do the first one that comes to your head. All right? So uh-huh. empty, empty your thoughts. Empty your thoughts. Please. Think I, I might as well be dead. I'm getting married soon. Uh, empty your brain like a dead person. Uh, your funeral is in just a few. I mean, your wedding's in just a few months. Uh, pick a number between <laughs> ten and twenty. What is the number? Fourteen. Type it in the chat room quickly. Uh, caller number fourteen eight 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 four zero one. Isn't that about how old beer. your fiance is? <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's why Sam's my hero, Doc. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Caller number fourteen will be registered. You'll also have to come on the air and talk to me for a couple of minutes. But caller number fourteen eight 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 four zero one beer. You will win. A chance to win No A trip to the GABF Your name goes in the hat It's a freebie All you gotta really do Is go to morebeer.com And buy yourself some vials Of White Labs yeast And for every vial that you buy Your name is entered into a hat The more you buy The more you're entered And we're just throwing in A few bonus entries here On the session We'll be doing it We're your friends We'll be doing it every show For the next uh, few weeks So um, we already gave one To Bug Eater today Oh by the way Just so everyone doesn't think I'm rude I'm just gonna say what number you are and hang up. Do it. Uh, yeah, don't talk to these wrong. people. Just uh, do it. And <laughs> i got to turn your mic off, though, because I don't want to give anybody an advantage and that they can hear you oh, saying sure. what number. So 888-401-BEER. Caller number 14 is going to win entry into uh, just an extra name into the hat for the GABF. While those phones are ringing, we have in front of us. and Actually, no, while they're ringing, why don't we do the uh, Sam's story? So Sam's been with his uh, now fiancé for, uh, what, five years or something? Uh, four. 
four years. A little okay. over four. Yeah. A little over four years. And uh, don't get that wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She I will. It's like seven. Yeah. I'll, I'll, it feels like me, seven. Okay, two. Emotionally, it's <laughs> Let me do this. Uh, let me sort of set it up a little bit. All right. And then I will... The the, the point here is is that uh, the way Sam proposed to his girl is funny as hell. And uh, he's got balls of steel to have done this. So Cojones. I'll set it up just a little bit so that you can tell the story. Uh, Sam's just a weird dude in general. He's an odd duck. Yes, he is. I'm just going to say right off but the bat. But we still love him. Well, he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, but he's just kind of strange. And... For the last few years of his girlfriend's birthday parties, which are usually here at the house, uh, you know, people come over, sometimes they're surprises, sometimes not, Sam shows up with a cardboard box with holes cut in it so that it looks like his girlfriend is receiving some nice furry animal for her birthday. Uh, uh, live animal? Like some nice furry live animal. Cute, something cute. Yeah. And she gets excited. She thought it was a puppy. <laughs> she thought it was the first year. She thought it was a puppy. It turns out on the day of the birthday, Sam was driving home to the birthday party from work, and what does he find on the side of road? But a little dead squirrel, some roadkill. And he thought it'd be funny if he took the dead squirrel and put it into a box and cut holes in it so it looked like a puppy, and uh, gave it to his girl. And so that when she finally did open it, she sees the dead squirrel. The dead squirrel. She screams, chases Sam around the house. It was got ugly for a minute. So this is Sam's M.O. <laughs> okay. Now, Sam's been saving... How long have you been saving up for the ring now, Sam? Um, I don't know, like six months. Maybe. It's supposed to be three months of your salary. Oh, yeah. oh well, what? yeah. Whoa, whoa. Doc, in our house, <laughs> yeah. that's easily doubled, and in some people's cases, tripled. You, know, you got to live on that three months, but it's supposed to be three months of your salary if oh, you weren't spending oh, it somewhere else. Yeah. See. Okay. So about six months uh, you've been you've been saving up. We getting close? Okay, getting close. Uh, this is fourteen. I'll just put them right on the air. All right. So hold that thought. You see, you've been saving up for uh, six months for the yeah, ring. On there, yeah. Hold that thought. Caller number fourteen. Hello. Who are we talking to? Uh, this is John. John, what's happening? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Santa Rosa. John from nice. Santa Rosa, probably a friend of Russian River. You like to go drinking down there? Well, I uh, live a few blocks from there, and over see Randy at uh, Thirsty Ale works out at times. Okay, beautiful. Well, guess what, John? You are caller number 14, and we're going to put your name in the hat, an extra name for you, to win a trip to the GABF. Great, fantastic. You should probably send an email and uh, yeah. Here's what you got to do: uh, Chad okay. at the Brewing Network, C H A D. Chad at the Brewing Network. Send your name and address and phone number. Send all that pertinent information to Chad at the Brewing Network dot com and some Russian River beer. <laughs> <laughs> to Chad at the Brewing Network. Yeah. I'll email you a growler. Yeah, yeah email him a growler. Exactly. <laughs> Who won the the Jeopardy? We should have him do that too. Uh, bug, bug eater. Yeah, bug, YouTube right. bug. Uh, Chad at the Brewing Network. Com. Send your uh, even though we know you name, address, phone number, the whole thing like you're a complete stranger. Send it to Chad at the Brewing Network. Com. We'll put your name in a hat. Uh, the other ways you can do it, John, is just by keeping buying vials of yeast from more beer. We'll keep putting your name in there. So I'll be there on Tuesday. All right. Congrats, brother, right. and thanks for playing. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Good night. 
29. There you go. John from Santa Rosa, congratulations to you. We will be doing these contests every show now, right up until our drawing in September. So uh, keep tuning in live for that. By the way, when we do the drawing live in September, if you're tuned in live and we draw your name, so all of you who are buying vials of yeast should be tuned in live on that date. You're also, you're going to get a bonus prize. Yes, sir. If If we draw your name and you call in as a live listener. Dirty Doc Underwear. A year's supply of White Labs yeast. Yes. Nice. Pretty damn cool prize. Now, is that Shad Brewing or is that... It's normal brewing. Chad yeah. Brewing would probably be double what we're going to give you. I think we calculated it to be 20 vials. I think so, yeah. Uh, it should be more than enough for the average brewer nice. to brew for a year. And yeah. either way, whether you brew more than that or not, what a great deal. So that's your bonus for listening to the Sunday session live. You get to that extra bonus. All right, so you saved up for six months, Sammy. You got the ring. The day has come. Describe to me what happens. You're going to go propose to your your lovely fiance, who we affectionately refer to as Bevo. Well, I wasn't planning on the squirrel. <laughs> that was the boonies. It just happened. But you scored one, didn't it you? It just happened. I'm driving. Get off work. I'm driving down the road. Yeah. I see a lovely little perfect squirrel. <laughs> dead, <laughs> of like, course. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> or a very. You, very, you didn't have to make sleeping. him dead. Did you? Sleeping. Yeah. Actually, yeah, aim for him. <laughs> <laughs> he was already killed. Yeah. Was he flat? No, he wasn't. Okay. Nice. No, no guts or I like blood or anything. So it, was co- a, it was a clean hit. His was cone just, wasn't just laying in the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> I think he probably almost got hit, had a heart attack, and just like laid down. Oh, really? Sometimes I've seen him run into somebody's tire. Yeah, I've seen that yeah. too. And their their little poor little neck goes. <laughs> yeah. Telescopes right back in. Oh. Oh. All right. So you're driving up to her house, I imagine. Yeah. And you yeah. see the dead squirrel. See the squirrel. What do you do? And I passed it, and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> turned around. <laughs> you turned around. Did another it. drive-by, yeah. slower. And what did you pick it up with? Good question. Yeah, what do you pick it up well, with? Well, fortunately, I have a bunch of garbage in my truck. And I had a Safeway bag, like a little plastic oh, okay. Safeway bag. I see. So, so like I did the whole... You, my nemesis. When you pick yeah. up dog poop, yeah. inside out? Yeah, the inside out yeah. Safeway bag. Yeah, that's what I did. I picked him up. He was still warm, I think. I don't know. Nice. Or maybe it was just a warm day. I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) But he wasn't like stiff and cold. And he wasn't bloated. No, no. It wasn't bloated or anything. Okay. Didn't smell bad yet? No, no. Okay, good. So I take it. He's still cute then. Oh, yeah. yeah, He's great. Yeah. I throw it in the back of my truck. I'm driving. Yeah. I get to her house. I I put him on the porch. And then I take the ring and like put the ring in the paws of the squirrel, like he's just kind of holding, holding on to it. Yeah, like he was holding it before he got killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I and I go inside. I'm like, oh, check this out. Look what's on your porch. She she walks out. She's like, what? What? How did that? You put that there? What? Yeah. And she's like, did you, oh, like, did you sit him up or lay him down? No, I laid him down. Out. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't sit him up. He's a little I would, too. I would try, stiff enough. Yeah, I would try to sit him up. A yeah, little bit. it's true. That oh man, that'd be good. Yeah. Oh, wife number two, I'll try that. Yeah, yeah wife number two. Yeah. Totally. So the dead thing's laying there. So it's laying there, and she, she's like, I'm like, what's he got in his hand? She's like, what? She looks closer, and she's like, no, what? She got all excited, you know. So figured, she then got happy? But she had yeah, to get she, it out of his hand. happy. I was, I, she I was, out I was like, if you want it, hands. you have to take it. So you... <laughs> she, she was like, no. Oh. She had to pry it out of his cold, so dead hand. So you laid the dead squirrel down, and in between its little dead hands, you... Now, did you put the ring, like, on one of its fingers? I put it on around it's one of it like it's right paw okay, around that. So like a, like wait a minute, wait a minute, like wait a minute. You put the actual yeah. ring on. I thought you put oh, the box within. That's its what I no, no, 
no, no, no. Too. The actual ring was on the top. <laughs> Did she wash it first? No, I, I washed it for her. Yeah. You put, she wouldn't she wouldn't take it off. You put your wife's your future wife's engagement ring on the paw of a dead squirrel. <laughs> yeah, balls. <laughs> the size oh of God. trucks this guy has. I, I got a pertinent question. <laughs> what did you do with the squirrel afterwards? He's my best man. Well, it's, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking of getting it stuffed, He's but I was like, that's ah, a little too expensive. So I, it was. I put it back in the bag and like put it on the porch, and I kind of like left it there for a little while. You didn't put him in the freezer. No, no, no I thought about it, but you threw him in the neighbor's yard, did yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I did. I did throw him away though. Eventually. You did. See, this is the other weird thing about Sam. Um, he, we have his first <laughs> fish that ever died. It's still in our freezer. It's been there for four years now. <laughs> it, we, he's traveled from our previous household where this oh, fish man. died. Really. It to our new household in the fr- because we we've decided like we're gonna get him stuffed one day. He's a tiny little like four inch long yeah. fish that we want to get stuffed. I have a feeling but no one has any money. I, oh yeah, yeah. I have a feeling he's not in very good condition I think anymore. It's like twenty bucks. If, if I froze every fish my kids killed, I'd have a whole new freezer. <laughs> I thought you put the ring box like in its hands. Nah, I didn't nah. think you would have the nuts to put the ring oh, yeah. on it. He was wearing it. Oh, that's disgusting. Now she's and wearing him. And then the dog got out. Her landlord's dog got out. A big bull mastiff. And he, like, he could smell there's like, something, it. something foreign in the area. He's like sniffing around. And he runs up and like actually bites the legs of the squirrel. And I'm like, <laughs> oh! I jump on him. And I'm pulling Is the him ring like, still on the yeah, squirrel? Yeah, the ring was still on there. He's about to oh, eat the whole thing. That would have been great if you had to dig through dog poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I pulled him off and like you know got him out of the way. Now, oh. the amazing part is that this, this woman said yes. Yeah, that's what I figured. I'm, I'm either like, well... I'm gonna get engaged or dumped tonight. Oh God! See what happens. <laughs> Can't believe this. Well, at least you know she's committed. I mean, if you can yeah. handle that. Yeah. I thought for sure she'd never put the ring on if it was actually on this dead animal. Yeah. Well, she made me take it off and I washed it with like some super <laughs> soap. Or super soap. Uh, soaked in bleach. Yeah. I don't know how these things work. Do you end up wearing the same ring when you get married, or is it a different ring? I don't know. Engagement ring? I think... Doc, how does that yeah, work? Do you wear the same ring when you get married, or it's a no, new you, ring? I like no, no, you get, you get a either. companion ring that goes with it. So she will always keep on this dead squirrel ring, yeah. though. Well, I, I made my wife's rings, both of them, and they actually nest together. Oh, Wait, really? And so, yeah, you kind of add the wedding ring. It's a set, usually. You, you made have them to. yourself? Yeah, I made this one, too. Doc, uh, why does that? I don't yeah, know. I'm I, shocked yeah. at all. Uh, only because I, I didn't made know it, it out of my patient's teeth. No, I, I actually set the diamonds myself and everything. Really? I had a lot of Jewish patients. Oh, wait, what? That's no, I'm sorry. There you go. That's two strikes. You're what down. What is with oh. you, man? You are the most. R- <laughs> so I was trying to do a whole Nazi gold thing, but then Doc's not German, so it doesn't matter. It, it, okay. it turns out just to be racist. Yeah, it turns out just to be a horrible joke, and I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I could, I, Damn it! I'm a lot German. Oh, well, yeah. then it's funny. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Jerks. Jip. <laughs> Sorry, I need to I need to, to learn how to rein that in. You know what's going to be funny is we're going to make a bit out of the friggin' sensitivity classes I'm going to send you to. <laughs> you need to go to cultural sensitivity class, and I want you to bring a microphone with oh, you. Man. And there's going to be, we're going to do a whole series on JP's cultural sensitivity oh, classes. Good. You've hurt me down deep. <laughs> I'm kind of serious about this. I'm gonna look. <laughs> I'm gonna look into uh, sensitivity like classes online. For you. Like an Can you do it online? Can you do like a, yeah, like an audio one would be yeah. funnier. Can you just listen to tapes in this car? I need to find out what our options are because you need some work, dude. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just hungry. I've only eaten once. I had a lot of beer. When I when I get hungry, I get racist. No. <laughs> no. All right. Let's try my pale ale. I call it racist pale. In I honor, like it. In honor of JP. It's called KKK pale. It's my it's my KKPA. Uh, did you try it already, Doc? Yeah. Wow, that is thin. It's like water, isn't it? No, actually, I thought it was the the diacetyl makes it like kind of thick. Is that right? Oh, there's so much. Diacetyl. I haven't tasted it. There's yet. so much diacetyl in that. It tastes like iota four. No, no, it, it, it's all like buttered popcorn. Yeah, it is. There's the diacetyl. I well, left well, it in there a long time. Well, which leaves me to it. It, it well, finished so dry. Yeah. And uh, pita coccus can um, can get out some diacetyl too. Mm. So uh, you get an infection, it'll it'll help. Get it drier, drier, drier. That's kind of why I thought it would finish at six. Yeah, so you could well, have an start, We looked. What did it start at? Ten forty-two or yeah. Something. So it could go either way uh, with that one because the ten forty-two or whatever it was it should it could finish that dry. Mm. There's a lot of diacetyl in that. Well, so much for my can brew clean. <laughs> and now I'm focusing on my yeah. efficiency. And you left it in there in the fermenter for quite a while, didn't you? So it should have cleaned it all up. Yeah, I left. Well, what I leave it in there Ten for, Shat? Ten days, right? Uh, longer, maybe. Well, it's also fourteen max. No, yeah. man, it should have been fine. Yeah, and you, you brew like three days. Oh, I'm done. You pull it out. You have a problem. But there's I a lot of dump it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm not gonna finish that keg. That's awful. I can't drink it. Sam and I will. Oh, well, it, it was my first organic. I gotta you know what? It's it's not undrinkable, but yeah, I I just hate that flavor, the diacetyl, and I I. I can deal. It. Actually, I could deal with the diacetyl. I can't deal with the thinness of it. It's like or the shame. Yeah, the shame. It's my first organic batch too. I was kind of excited about that. It was given to me by a listener. I'm sorry, I messed it up, dude. You wasted your cash. <laughs> <laughs> now waste a little more on. I was kind of excited. It's a learning experience. I was really excited about it. No, what are you gonna do? The problem too is the with the, also the thinness of it is this. This is the volume problem I'm talking about. Now I have a new kettle, so this was a recipe for ten gallons of beer, and I had to come up with fourteen gallons of wort in order to end up. I, sh- I take that back. This was a five-gallon recipe, so I had to come up with uh, what nine gallons of beer in Pro- order to get five gallons into the yeah. carboy. Either way, the point is it got watered down, and yeah, you should add more. Ingredients to it, the, the whole thing we were talking about tonight. Well, I did do that. I against my uh, dreams of brewing an all organic beer, I added non organic DME just to get it to the 1042 because it would have been even lower than that. Um, I didn't want to add more DME. I don't know why. I just was trying to keep it as organic as possible. Eh, what are you gonna do? Brew, brew it again. Brew it again. I'm going to Seven Bridges soon anyway, so I'll get the recipe again. Don't stop brewing. No. Organic Pliny. John Palmer's on the phone with us. What's happening, Palmer? Nice. Not Palmer? Mike Peterson. Why does it say Palmer on my... Wants to talk about John Palmer. Oh, I see. There's two sentences. Do it all in one sentence from now on, because I'm retarded. Well, I, I did, but it, but I, I forgot the R, and it said John Palmy, and I didn't want you to go, who's John Palmy? So Mike Peterson's I, yeah. on the phone, who's super drunk and wants to talk about John Palmer. What's happening, Mike Peterson? <laughs> How you doing? I'm not super drunk, but oh. I was just. Uh, Why not? Uh, <laughs> You're super I've drunk. I've been drinking all day, brewing, but yeah, um, it's late in I the show. I was uh, brewing a colch that uh, that uh, Porsche sent me. Okay. And you sounded way drunker when I talked to you. 
This is you, JP. I think JP is just a terrible phone screener. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't give good phone. Yeah. It's not your fault, JP. You haven't been properly trained. For what? And you're a troll. About what? (laughs) All right. All right, come on. Let's get to the comments. What's your question about Palmer? No, I I didn't have a question. I was just saying that... uh, that um, John's a friend of mine that worked uh, I, uh, him and his brew club and um, I just uh, was saying I was uh, use a B3 um, system that I bought like seven years ago he's saying he's not drunk the um, uh-huh. I'm listening see. what's that? I'm listening yeah I was just I was just listening to your uh, broadcast and um, was just uh, was uh, and I was uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you brewing? I'm a little confused. That's hard to hard to hear what's going on. What do you mean? All right. What are you brewing? I've been a coach that uh, sent me the recipe from Jamil, yeah. and I'm doing that today. That's cool. And what was your uh, starting gravity on that? I was using a 1046 starting gravity and using the B3 system that I used um, with the uh, big blue coolers. Uh, nice. And it's... Uh, was turning out perfect, perfect gravity. Great. And um, Mike, are you on any sort of prescription medication? No. Okay. You're just a mellow, just had a, just a mellow dude. Just, just, just been drinking my brew uh, all day. Mike, we should go back in time five seconds so you can change your answer from no to yes. What's that? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. You're just a mellow dude, that's all, right? Oh, man. That's fun. <laughs> what was the what was the tie into John Palmer? I never got that. Oh, I'm, I, I'm the same in brew club. Oh, right. you're in the uh, Palmer's brew club. Oh, so did you see him last week? Before yes, he, I did. Before he called into us? Yes. How is he doing? He, he had a few before he uh, went off on his little drive back home. He didn't. <laughs> I'm not gonna. What am I gonna Theoretically. do? Theoretically. Theoretically. Hypothetically, he he would have if he dr- did that sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. But uh, I I after uh, um, being in the club for like eight years, nine years, uh, actually haven't even. Tasted one of his brews yet? <laughs> really? Well, we're yeah. we're, we're always on him too for uh, you whether come or not up he here actually and he, brews. Whether he actually brews, and he said he's going to show up sometime in the studio and, and bring a keg of beer. Yeah, I don't see him here tonight. <laughs> yeah, I have a brew that he brought to the club meeting in my refrigerator. He never popped it open. Yeah, I've got all yeah, I've never had any of his beers either. I thought Jamil didn't brew either, but, you know, I finally had some of his beers, you know what I mean? So I was, uh, yeah. How does it make you feel that he hasn't shared your beer? That's his beer with you. 
Mike. Yeah. Are you there? I'm here. I just started to hear you over the music. What music? Tell, tell me more about Palmer's beers, man. Is he a good guy to have in the club with? I, I, I'm having a hard time hearing you. I can hear you just fine. What are you talking about? Are you listening to it? Do you have the feed on? Maybe maybe it's the, the, your radio is still on. I, I can't hear you over the uh, in the garden of Eden. Uh, it's in the Garden of Eden, first of all, Mike. Second of all, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, maybe your feed is on. Maybe, maybe turn your radio up, and that should counteract what you're hearing on the phone. Oh, there you go. What, what's that? So turn your, I can hear you. Turn your speakers up. It, it'll kind of balance what you hear on the phone. Yeah. So do that for me. Anyway, I... Uh, I was just saying... Turn your radio, Mike. You need to turn it up. I don't have. I'm just talking. Are you, you're not. You're not listening to the show. Yeah, I. I was, but I'm in the other room. Oh, well, go back into the room. <laughs> oh my God, I can't do it anymore. It's killing me. Well, obviously, it wasn't a 23-minute version. <laughs> no, it's there you go. <laughs> now I can hear you. Oh. Oh, thanks for playing along with us. <laughs> <laughs> You've been officially thrown under the bus. <laughs> Watch out, we might back up. If you don't Bob, you're on the air. What's happening, man? Oh, my hey. God. <laughs> well, it's fun. Couldn't hear you over the end. Got it. Bob, what's going on, dude? <laughs> oh. oh, I'm hurting. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Dying until Bub starts squealing like a small child. Yeah, it's funny. Oh. That's great. Wow. <laughs> I think I'm high. <laughs> Mike, you got Bub choking over there. <laughs> <laughs> How's it feel looking up at the bottom of the bus? <laughs> Can you hear it backing up, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the meltdown. Good thing you're wearing a yeah. helmet. Oh. <laughs> to, top, to top it off, Code made a picture of uh, of uh, Sam Squirrel. Oh, with the big nuts <laughs> with a with a ring on it. Is that in the forum? <laughs> no, with the ring on it. In the chat Code, room. Post that in the forum for me, will you? <laughs> Sammy's. Uh, oh, that's nice. I like that. With the little ring right there. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> Buff's wow. still laughing back there. <laughs> oh, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> You, that you will not get on NPR, man. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, that's good stuff. Wow. Hey, are we supposed I to taste it. beers here? Uh, yeah, you want to crack those other well, beers? Yeah, we did. Pour them. Oh, drink them? <laughs> They're already cracked. That's the pour. amber. Chad's on it. <laughs> okay, Chad, tell us whose it is, what it is. Blah, Chris blah, blah. Dodge, Okay. a.k.a. Breton. This is the American Amber. It's Jamil's recipe. From a Jay Z show, brewed on the 18th of March of this year. Tastes good to me. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Well, yeah. to me, it tastes uh, a lot like a barley wine. So barley if, wine? If, if you upped everything, you'd have a barley wine, <laughs> a really nice barley. OG wine. is 1067. Yeah, so you're almost there anyway. And the final the IBUs was are up there. Yeah. Uh, Chad, do you understand that nobody really cares right now? <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, hey, Chad, why don't you give us all the details of that beer? 6.62%. And I did. 63.5. IBU. But IBU. Yeah. Mash temp. IBU to you and me. For 60 minutes. What else, Chad? Uh, Y.E. What color's the bottle? Brown. Unfiltered. Let's go to the next one. I love this game. We're doing this every week. I'm telling you right now, man. This is now my favorite part of the session. The next one, next one, next one. Scottish 70. Jamil I talked Scottish to Jamil 70. once. Yeah. Well, Jamal, it was wild. <laughs> what? Try the Scottish. Is this the same guy's beer? Yes, sir. Same label. Hang on, I gotta slam this one. Slam that. Slam it, bitch. Uh, it's slammable, dude. So oh, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty damn good. Tasty beer. This is this. It's about the best feedback you're gonna get at this point. <laughs> hey, Mike, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I had to slam your pale ale, man. Oh, that was nasty. Sorry That's for you. Horrible. At least you're not going to get a headache They're in the morning. Muy malo, my man. My pale ale's all water. Muy, muy malo. It's not all water. There's some crap in there. <laughs> it's water and crap. Water and crap. You know, the crap percentage went way up. <laughs> oh, this one's, warmer this one smells like pennies. Uh-huh. Oh, it smells all metal. Copper. Copper. What's this one? It's a. It's a, a Scottish. Six Scottish seventy. Seventy shilling. Oh, it smells Jamil. like it smells like shillings, I'll tell you that. Oh, you get a little sulfur. Sorry from the from the yeast. Ooh. Mm. It's like plum, like plummy. Hang in there, phone people. Ten thirty seven OG. Yeah. Next. <laughs> it doesn't taste as bad as it smells. No, but right, it, it actually it, it tastes pretty good. It's like what why is it was How about color? Plummy. Like it tastes like plums. And like why prunes. does it smell like metal, Doc? Uh, like I said, it could be a combination of a couple of things. It could be the water. It's a really low-gravity beer, yeah. so other things come out real well. It could be something in the water. Uh, you could have lots of things. Iron in the water. It, it could be just something that the yeast threw off, too. Your mom threw something off. Yeah. Oh, slam. Oh. Hey, come on. She didn't even know I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for the third? Pliny yeah. clone? Same dude? Same dude. Same dude. Uh, we got a flight going here. Hey, while these are being poured, I got to remind you guys, when you send us beer, you got to label that shit, man. This was labeled really well. This guy did a great job. Every single bottle has to have a label on it. Put your name, the type of beer. You don't have to put picture all the recipe wife. stuff on it if you want a picture of your wife. <laughs> it'd be fine. Uh, you don't have to put all that stuff on it, but you got to have your name and the beer on every single bottle, even if you just rubber band a label to it. Whatever you got to do, I'm still getting bottles of beer that are blank. They're nothing. It's a glass bottle. I don't know who it's from or what it is. So you guys got to... And you're afraid too. to drink it because we don't know like your name is Mike or Ted. Yeah, you like that, don't you? The more info, the better, and it's for your benefit, not ours. I mean, I can drink the blank beers that you send me, but you're not going to get any feedback uh, from the show because I don't know who to attribute the beer to. So okay, the, the Pliny clone, it's it's good. Tastes like Pliny. Yeah. Smells like pineapple. Way too much pineapple. Real, yeah. Is it um, just the smells? The only like cooked, like baked pineapple. Yeah. like cooked pineapple. I like pineapple, but. It's also got that. Uh, it's got that hop plastic flavor, but anytime I think you're, it's t- it's a tough thing to get it away is. from. 
I asked Vinny about this. I think I mentioned it. He was saying it's young hops, so maybe I don't know how old this beer is, but I think he said the plasticky nature of really hoppy beers will go away with a little bit of age. This was brewed in January. January. Well, that's for early this, It's kind of a lot of age. Well, still a lot of yeah. It's still a good beer for this, you know. I mean, it, it tastes like Pliny. Well, if you're trying to make a Pliny clone, it missed a little bit, but you know what? It's it if you, it's really Pliny. Yeah, it's pretty good. Hey, yeah. two out of three is not bad, my brother. Yeah, it's true. It's good brewing. You're better than my... Uh, Chad poured himself, too, so it must be good. <laughs> You're better than my 0 for 17. i got to count up how many batches I've done. I don't even know. You know what? Zymer just knows... I gotta, the Giants have a better record than I, I do. So, there, somebody knows your record, I bet. Not much, though. <laughs> Zymer just counts all his beers. He's going to brew 1,900. Batch 1,900. That's are you kidding me? He said after thirty five years he's counted every single batch and it's it's well I guess eighteen. Well, I've seen the size of his kill. This from the guy who's going to get VIP passes for you guys to a festival that's free to get into. (laughs) Yeah, well you know do that math. What does that mean? You're going to be pouring the beer? (laughs) Yeah, he brews every week. Does he? So does Chad. I got a lamb. Try to. I don't know. I just thought it. Your conical empty, that. Doc. I need. Yes, it. I got three conicals that are empty. Well, Mike, I'll tell you what. I you am. Um, you got to bring it over to my house. I'm inclined to strip Cal Ale of his drunk of the week and give it to you. He's not even drunk. That's that a great thing. And you didn't even know you were calling in for drunk of the week. No, I didn't. <laughs> I may have to split this week's award I between think so the two too. of you. He called, and I still don't know what the point was. I have no idea. Cal can be drunk either. of, he can be the <laughs> week. Mike, you don't know what it is either? Mike talked for five I, minutes I no and said... why I called it. <laughs> Mike talked for five minutes and said ten words. Yeah. I, w- I, was, I was trying to win that contest, but then... Uh, that ended an hour ago. <laughs> oh, he's still playing Beer Jeopardy. He's going to call it next Sunday. Am I Am I number 14? I thought I was supposed to be 14. Oh, he's still on. Which oh, is shit, great. they want to talk to me. See, now, if we, were talk- if we handed out ranks in the BN Army, I'd give him a sergeant. Yeah, he does, you definitely. He's no longer a private. Yeah. That's for he's sure. Taking, he's yeah, taking. He's taking it st- very well. Calm. He's still on. Still going yeah. strong. Still laughing. It's true. That's a good dude. Is right what's there. up from private? Get out that poster that your dad sent Corporal. us. Corporal. Corporal is up from private. Well, we go Lance Corporal and Corporal. It depends on where you are. Lance. It's Ch- uh, Chat's dad listens to the show. Yeah, he's a Hi, good Chat's dude. Dad. He's a cool guy. He's you a lot of fun. licking my crotch over. Here. <laughs> <laughs> well, stop, Jesus! Don't what? let my dog yeah, do yeah. that. You're allowed to stop the dog from doing that, Doc. <laughs> why? Send her my way. I'm not done yet. I'm not sure why. What? So, so Chat's dad is a, a real oh. cool guy. I like going out and having beers with him. Uh, sent us this poster with all the rankings: the private, private first class, corporal, sergeant, staff sergeant. There's something that a lot of sergeants. So private first class. Now he deserves more than that yeah. for that whole thing. So what? sergeant, you're right. This is cool. All right, Sergeant Mike in the BN Army. Not- Good job, my friend. You've been your rankings have been upped today. <laughs> you did a fantastic Great. job. All if right, he bro. orders a shirt, can we put you know the hash marks on? That's what we're can thinking. We put the chevrons on there. We are, d- don't blow our wad, Doc. We are yeah. thinking of having actual ranked BN Army shirts in the near future. Nice. Yeah, how cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for the I, JBF. I'll I need shoulder right. pad things. <laughs> Because you're just a little guy. Yeah. yeah. And I need to sound, I need to look taller. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mike. Thanks, yeah. my brother. All right. Good Cheers, job, Mike. Cool. It's a good thing I'm so little, it just goes oh. right over my head. <laughs> like oh, an air. Oh, man. That Stop licking me. I like Mike. <laughs> Bob, that was some funny stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
you wanted a meltdown, we got Dude, you in. I didn't even ask for a meltdown. Uh, that yeah. was the best meltdown <laughs> ever. <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep hearing music. I gotta cut it out and just play that back all the time. <laughs> Dude, if anybody ever needed to know what show to submit for the uh, for the beer entertainment journalism or whatever the hell it was, yeah, it was that. That was the right clip there. Right there. Dude, I keep hearing music. I don't know what you're talking about, Mike. I can't, what I can't hear you. I, can't I hear really wanted music. him to go to go in the room, and I w- really wish he w- just would have turned his radio up. Yeah, that would have been awesome. No, it needs to be louder. Oh. oh, JP, you were really good at that. Uh, I didn't even want to say that. I was just like, you just just keep doing what you're doing, man. You know, it doesn't matter. Anybody can be thrown under the bus. Yeah, I don't care who you are. Uh, man, I don't even know how you guys didn't absolutely pee yourself. <laughs> It was tough. Yeah. Everyone was away from their mic. Oh yeah, I was yeah. laughing so hard the back of my head was hurting. I'm looking over at Doc. He's rolling on the floor. <laughs> I'm like causing an asthma attack over here. I don't even have asthma. <laughs> I'm just fat. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to move too fast when I when I laugh I jiggle and it hurts my, my chest. Fat is pushing on my lungs. <laughs> Oh, man. Wow. Uh, Getting thrown under the bus all over here. That's great. All right, Bub. Thanks, man. Oh, thanks, guys. That was definitely the best show ever. (laughs) (laughs) See you, dude. Part was shit. That part was the best. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true that. I agree. Later. Later. (laughs) Oh, man. What fun. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, what's happening, my brother? What's going on, man? Who are we talking to now? Oh, this is Zymages, man. <laughs> this is man Zyme. Oh, I'm so loved. I feel wonderful. Oh, yes. So now, what's... I just wanted to uh, remind you that VIP passes are not for entry. What are they for? They're for free beer. Oh, you actually get free beer with those? Yeah, but it's Devon. Uh, uh, I can't hear him. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, how long have you been going to the OBF, man? Uh, 20 years now. Are you sure they're going to let JP in? Uh, you know, he's got Shat with him, and I, I'm sure that dual combo, they're not letting him in. No, no, no. As long as they're with me, they're cool. That's a good thing. Yeah. What do you think the best beer you've ever had here? And tell me about it there. Great at the best. It's too easy. It's, yeah. I mean, the best weather in the world is nice, and I like it a lot. It's kind of girly beer. Oh, yeah, 12 presents kind of girly. Yeah. From yeah. a guy in a kilt. <laughs> nice. I like the big beer that's a little stronger, a little, you know, more manly. Uh oh. So you're saying it's kind of girly because it's like a roofie beer. 
Yeah, man. Hey, that's the one you give the girls in the world. Hey, just one beer. Simon just had Oh, dear. Well, you're not as good as Mike, i got to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't help it if I'm uh, uh, somewhat sober, but, you know, I've only been drinking, let's see, this is my fifth pint, and then I had a fifth of... All right, Zyra, we got to get out of here, man. (laughs) 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 Thanks, buddy. All right. You're good, Uh, dude. (laughs) (laughs) What else we got going on? (laughs) <laughs> so what else is new, man? I don't know. I've got this rash, and <laughs> and, my, and, and my it's been in like a week. I went to my aunt's Can we show birthday you? party. I don't even feel like we've been drinking today. It's just it's silliness ensuing it's at the hot. end I'm, I'm of the wearing, show. I'm wearing a washcloth. I'm I'm soaking wet. What do you? You've He's stripped, moist. You've stripped yeah. down to nothing. Yeah, but I'm a wearing washcloth. a loincloth. You're moist. I'm very moist right now. <laughs> we need liquid refreshment. Doc's not even slurring. What the hell is this? People were asking. And I'm you know, like, well, you got to do math, and just want to make sure you're capable. You were. You were I think you, I drank half that twelve pack of Stella. You had a hard time saying efficiency for a while. If it, yeah, I did. <laughs> efficiency. Yeah. Now I can do it now. I think that's all we had to cover. I'm pretty sure. Um, let's see. Yep. I'm looking through my list here. I think we're done. No show next week. Right. You guys got a none more. No. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be none more shows. Speaking like me now, Doc. <laughs> uh, yeah, no show next. Oh, uh, what are we doing uh, in two weeks then? Show. Know. Oh, I, come on! I really don't. It's a surprise. It's something no. Special, well, the cool. Th- the thing is, I actually have a lot of cool stuff lined up for August, but uh, I can't get anybody to confirm to which date they want. They're all figuring out which date they want. But I've got um, Michael Ferguson, who. God, I hope I just got that name right. I apologize. Always for Gusson. He's the head guy at. Um, oh shit, Fergie. Guess I'm not getting a job there. I just want to say it wrong. BJ's. Yeah, please. BJ. Yeah, it is. Yes, please. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Which BJ? Huge chain. All of them. The whole chain? Whenever the new ones open, he's the guy who goes and sets up the brewery. And, like, he is the brewmaster of BJ's. He's a great... Michael, I apologize. I... It's late in the show. He's a great guy. I'm just playing that song for you. <laughs> for myself. And yeah. a nice guy. And uh, he's, But he just doesn't know which date he's going to do. He doesn't live here, but he's got family out here. And he's so cool that rather than do a phone-in, he wants to like coincide with a family visit and actually come hang in the studio with us. Cool. So, Make it the great dude. something. <laughs> he, it actually might be around there. So I think I, I'm hoping to have 26. him in August. That's not confirmed. Don't hold me to any of this. All these guys are like uh, kind of hanging out. Um... I had spoken to Peter Hoey, who's now that he was at Bison, now he's at uh, Sacramento Brewing, Sac, yeah, Sac Brewing Company. Calling the Ho, uh, great guy, one of my favorite brewers. Uh, he was a lot of fun when we had him on the last time. And he likes and to do organic stuff too. Yeah, but what he's going to focus on with us now is single hop beers and using single hops in general and how we can get the most out of it and figure out what hops taste like and what flavor components we're going to get. Really into that now, so he's going to do a hops show with us. So That'd be great. Uh, what else? I had a couple. Of, I got some things lined up for August, so hang in there. Good stuff. And then Doc and I are going to uh, Burning Man. Burning Man. And oh. uh, Paxton's going too. Did he confirm? Nah, he's he's pretty sure he's going. So did he just have a baby? Hey, congratulations, Paxton. Yeah, Paxton just had a baby. Baby girl, little Justina. 
What's her name? <laughs> now, uh, Olivia? Olivia, yeah. I, so, yeah. I was about to ask if Justina was really her name. I was about to, nah. to talk Hell no. about it. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't. I like Olivia. <laughs> Olivia's a beautiful name. I like that. Good yeah. choice, Paxton, and congratulations. Olivia's coming back. Uh, it is coming yeah. back. Owen's kid's name. name's Olivia. But his, really? his wife gave him the green light to go to Burning Man. Really? With me. <laughs> She's a dumbass. <laughs> uh, nice woman. Come on, come on. I'm, I'm pretty safe. Oh, nice woman. Either. Total retard, apparently. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, congratulations to you and your family, Paxton. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys remember Paxton. Did the um, Rochefort show with us not too long ago. I'm not familiar. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, congrats to you. Um, so really, he's doing the Burning Man, huh? Well, he said... Wasn't he, he Pushy really, talking about going? Uh, pu- Pushy's wife uh, looked at the website and put the kibosh on it. Really? Yeah. I don't think... No. I think Push is kind of frail. I don't think he would make it. No, so. no, he, he's counting his times out and... He's uh, a Sean Gina. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he said he, he made it up here for the anniversary show and that blew his wad, so... <laughs> I mean, he, so he, goes to bed, he goes to bed earlier than I do. Yeah. And that's saying something. That's saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's face it. I just want to play different songs over us now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to talk you anymore. You find the CB4 song? <clears throat> I can look it up. What is it called? CB4. That's the band, right? Yeah. Just any song. I what think. are they for? Everything. Oh, cool. Pizza's here. We're out of here. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Hear the doorbell ringing. CB4 is the name of the song of the band. The band. No, I don't see it here. Straight out of low cash? No, nothing? Mm-mm. Straight out of low die? Low cash. No, but I did find some nice ice cube while I was searching. Oh, that's a good stuff. Like, why we thugs? <laughs> why we thugs? I don't even know what that means. Of course why? you don't. You're a racist douchebag. Hey! He's got a bald head. Wait, wait. That is... <laughs> Those are my design. jeans. <laughs> Those are my jeans, man. I'm going to Google I sense. thought it was a statement. Let me see what I can find for uh, sensitivity classes for you right now. Let me go to Google. <laughs> Let me see here. What should I punch in? Racial sensitivity? Yeah. You know what's a lot funner? Uh, a lot funner. A lot more fun is to uh, uh, go eat type pizza. it in, then hit images. <laughs> see what <laughs> racial sensitivity. Seriously, just everything you search for. Hit images and then look through all the weird, messed up pictures, man. Well, I found a twice yearly publication containing teaching strategies and ideas nope. relating to improving racial awareness and sensitivity. That would include reading. Uh, racial sensitivity and multicultural training. Here we go. Can we get him a personal coach? This one's another, this is a book. He doesn't, only if the personal coach will do it on air. I would love to hear JP's inner demons come out over the air with a racial sensitivity a, guy. A hypnotize like a show where like if he if he was racial sensitive he would hypnotize me. You're already saying he, she could Sorry. be a she. See now you're also a gender. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm a sex- you I'm are a sexualist. Racist, too. Yeah. What an asshole you are. <laughs> I hope her tits come over and hypnotize me. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, ChristianToday.com. Christianity Today has a men of integrity. Oh, good. Uh, oh, that, yeah. That Please. Might be, might be good for you. <laughs> it's always a good substitute. I mean, look, let me click on on this. Uh, it's Greenwood.com. Racial and sensitivity multicultural training. Greenwood. Well, they're training to be an insensitive racist? <laughs> <laughs> this is a book from the UK. It's 40 pounds, which is like $80. Holy oh, Christ. Hey, JP, it's worth it. It's a hardback? You get what you pay for. I need hardback. Let me see. 
Yep, it's hardback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sixty-seven ninety-five U.S. So you can rub on the spine. <laughs> I can rub on the spine. It's a hardback. Yeah. <laughs> I really, Great. <laughs> I really do want you to have racial sensitivity training on air. I could care less if you get it off the air. That doesn't affect me. Right. But on the air, how funny that's going to be. Listening be awesome. to JP's inner thoughts. That'd be a good web, like a webca- like a like a video. <laughs> All right, man. Can we go? Yeah, sorry, JP. We're out of here <clears throat> in a second. <laughs> as soon as I find a class for you. I was kind of hoping to find somebody in Europe that we can call because it's morning there. And I thought maybe we could get a preliminary interview with you. How racialist are you? That'd be really funny if... Uh, <laughs> but if there's cultural differences in if, that. So. If we did it on air and then slowly faded in Anagata DeVita. <laughs> as you're answering. As you're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, really, uh, Mr. Petros, I really want you to take this seriously. No, I really do. Now, tell me more about it. Well, right. And a god of defeat. No, I can hear you. <laughs> Turn your radio up. <laughs> oh, shit. Tune in in two weeks because we'll be giving some other stuff away to the GABF uh, contest, uh, contest giveaway thing. Yeah. Dos goes to all your yeah, yeah. We're not on next week, so don't tune in. If you do, I mean, there'll be something here. You Doc could, won't be here in one week, so. You could hang out in the chat room with other uh, BNers who are looking for things to do and play Inagata DeVita for each other if you want there to. There you go. It should, should be a new game. <laughs> this is a new game. You know that there's going to be some people who haven't heard that bit yet, like every week. <laughs> we can just keep doing it. There's so many people who haven't heard that song. Yeah. I want to try to get the you try to get the 23 minute version. <laughs> oh, uh, supposed to plug uh, latest episode of Beer School, beerschool.com. That uh, I was on it. I did an interview with them. Sound excited? Or they interviewed you? Interviewed? They yeah. inner- inverted you. Not yes. supposed to say that. It was homebrewing. I told them I was like, if you guys want to talk about homebrewing, do not pick me. Like JP <laughs> would be great. Doc would be fantastic. They're like, no, we want to talk to you. <laughs> All right. So okay. It's your show, man. <laughs> you just killed it for a lot of like potential homebrewers. I know. <laughs> I don't want to do hey, this crap. Whatever you want to do, go for it. That's uh, beerschool.com. You can check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Or not. Or something. Or oot. Get them all. Check it out. Get them all. Hey. <laughs> Son? Hey. 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 Canadian rappers. Is that it, Chad? Are we done? You're the producer. Yeah, produce That's the it. end of the show, Chad. <laughs> he gave us the... The kibosh. Yeah. The cut sign. I smell the pizza and I'm hungry. I smell the pizza. Good night, everybody. My pee-pee's tall. See you in two weeks. because <laughs> <laughs> you have a hot wife. <laughs> That American crude boys don't want a real home brew. Home brew, don't you really love a better home brew?